to the Pulp MX Show. Presented by Motosport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den. With your hosts, Steve Mathis and David Fellerman. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. Time. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Decal Works, Motorsport.com, and Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's Monday, August 16th, 5 p.m. Pacific. Look, we've been off for a couple of weeks. But when we come back in, we come in hot. We have a tremendous show tonight, uh, a great co-host here. We got Ken Roxon on, Ryan Villopoto, Phil Nicoletti, the new Canadian 250 MX champion, Jacob Piccolo, Swap Moto Lives, Michael Antonovich, all coming on tonight. So strap in, buckle up, and get ready, man. We got a lot to talk about when it comes to the uh, races. Unadilla just happened. Lots of subplots there. The USA is getting ready to name its MXDN team. We'll talk about that as well. Jason Thomas, of course, will make an appearance as usual. We're going to give away an OGO 9800 Pro Bag tonight on the show. So listen in to, to uh, learn how to win that. And don't forget, people, get the Pulp Mix app. It is coming out Friday. Uh, get ready for it. Friday is the drop of the Pulp Mix app. Looking forward to that. Amazon, uh, if you're going to shop on Amazon, go through the little badge on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com, and it, it helps us out. And uh, we got affiliate programs, man. They're all listed under pulpamexshow.com, sponsored deals. So, like, grillyourassoff.com and Karcher, uh, to name a few, Arma and, uh, and others. So, please, check that out. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you, people, for listening. And uh, it's been a nice two weeks off, but we are ramping up, man, because there are four races left, uh, five going to be talking about when it comes to the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship Series. Dylan Ferrandez has a nice lead in the 450 class, and the guy uh, co-hosting tonight with me knows a little bit about that. The Jet put in a, a tremendous performance on, the show, uh, on Unadilla to tighten that race up. Got some silly season talk as well coming in. Thank you to Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Vortex Racing, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Mission Starcross 5, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, Skosh, ORW, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF, Guts Racing, Get Data, OGO Power Sports, Art of Sport, WUSA, Ride Engineering, MotorcycleMissyJobs.com, Intense Cycles, all on board with us tonight, as are you people. Sitting in the chair across from me, uh, he is a uh, motocross winner, he is a supercross winner, he is a GP winner, and a former factory rider. He's back in studio. It is uh, David Villeman. What's up, DV? How are you, man? Good. How are you doing? What's going on? Not much. Thanks for coming in. Traveled to Vegas today. Um, yeah. Thank you for coming back in. Appreciate right. that. Uh, really, really a good time to have you. So the last time we had you in, uh, it was the Rutledge Wood Show. And that was good. That was good? I don't know. <laughs> what, what did you get from that? What kind of feedback did you get from that? I didn't get much. I was reading a little bit on social media, but, you know. Um, yeah, it seems like, you know, hardcore fans were happy with yep. what I was saying. So, yep, yep. You know, it's all that matters. Um, it, it got a lot. It got around a lot. Your battle, oh yeah, with with Rutledge, yeah. It was very popular for our, our listeners. That's great. Yeah, are you, are, do you have any regrets about what you said or how it went? Look at me, 
Looks like I have regrets. No. <laughs> no one. Yeah, no, not really, right? Why? Why would you have regrets if you say what you think? You know, like, yeah, yeah. And then with no, uh, maybe people don't like it. Or right. Maybe I, I, I might have uh, some people don't like it, and yep. I'm gonna know about it in the future or somehow. Right. Right. When I ask for a pass or for a, a deal somewhere, but I don't know. Uh, no, I don't regret anything okay. because that was my point of view. I was defending my my opinion. That's all. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I get it for sure. I understand it, and uh, yeah, it was it was great. So if he comes on the TV, you're still not going to watch. You're not going to be a fan. No, he does. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm a fan of, of a very very uh, small amount of people. So no, he's he's not on my list. Yep, and. Um, I don't think he can um, teach me anything about right. moto anyway. Right. So, all right. It's so no. Yep. It's, for me, it doesn't do. It doesn't do it. Um, all right. We're gonna get into the race at Unadilla. Uh, Roxon one one, fastest qualifier. Led every lap but three. You've had days like that, I'm sure. Uh, not really, but <laughs> actually, actually, never. I never went one one at a GP or anything. At a some of it, yes, but not no GP and no USMX. Nothing. Like I that. never I right. went like two one. This or one okay. two is the All best right. I ever did. Uh, nice day for him. Nice day. What'd you see? Uh, it was good. I think he did uh, what he had to do because um, he had a little um, problems the last couple of races, and then the gap was close to like that fifty point mark where you don't want to be. You don't want to be over 25, and then you don't want to be over 50. Uh, so that was good. Um, we knew he did the same thing in 19. You know, at this week I just told um, the the couple of weeks prior to Dylan and Dylan, I told Dylan, I'm yep. like, dude, I want you to watch Yuna Dylan 19 yep. every night. Yeah. You know, and just <laughs> just look at the way he rides. Yep. I've I've said it many times. Um, since, and I take the reference, I'll say every time when I talk about Roxon, um, the, the race Anaheim won with, uh, mm -hmm. with the Suzuki. Yeah. And from that day, uh, uh, I'm saying like, he's the rider that used the 450 the best. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah. He's that, that was like six years ago or seven years right. ago. I don't know how long it was. Yep. But. And in 2021, we're still at the same spot. Yep. He's the rider that used the 450, and then I think that setups set up his bike uh, for that type of track. I guess his bike setup yeah. is good for that type of track, just like uh, Lakewood. He went 112. Okay. I think his bike works good there because it's easy to ride, is on the softer side, uh, and suspension. Yep. Um, that track looked brutal. Yeah, but you got to ride like GNCC Enduro style, yeah, yeah, like yep. uh, uh, plus. Yep. It means like, obviously you cannot really have like a, a Enduro pace and win a national, but yeah. it's more the philosophy of the way he rides. Yeah, you yeah. see him like, he, he doesn't look fast. Right. It's not, no, no. He, he doesn't charge. No. It's, it's just about momentum and the roll and then... Um, he doesn't upset the bike in the braking, so he brakes like smooth, yep. and then he releases the brake and turn with the with the his momentum. Yep. So his riding technique is amazing. Yeah. I just 
I just don't understand why um, he's been showing you for like so long how to ride. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's the way that that works. You know? Why can't he replicate that every time? Yeah, that's something yeah. I don't. I don't really know. I don't know him uh, enough. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe his program and and what he does. Um, I don't follow him too much, and uh, I don't have uh, any um, insight on what he does. Yep. But that's crazy because um, um, he went kind of backwards, I think, in Washougal, mm -hmm. one of the motos. Yeah. Uh, well, he was sick at Washougal. He was sick. Yeah, yeah, but everybody's everybody is sick. Okay. You know, everybody's as um everybody's it's it's motocross, supercross, yeah. so everybody's hurt. Yep. Everybody's sick, everybody's travel, so right. you know, this uh, this is just like refereeing in, in basketball. It okay. It even itself out. Over time, yeah. Over time. You know, yeah, you, you have bad calls on both sides. You mm -hmm. have good calls on both sides. Everybody's right. sick, everybody's yeah. kinda hurt in the season yep so maybe not at the same time yep but you know dylan wasn't feeling great at some of the races yeah so he yeah, was yeah. kind of yeah at one point. it's 24 motos it's tw it's 12 races yeah. Right. yeah so but you have to salvage good points even if you don't feel that good yeah with the bike with right. yourself and everything so that's why uh yeah th the thing is his lows are a little too lows as of now yeah but, but they, they always have been yeah yeah, but this, uh, you know, Dila was a great for him, a great rebound. Uh, I think it's a good, um, uh, he's getting momentum for the last stretch. Um, and uh, on the other hand, Dylan was, couldn't do anything. Right. You know, I, I like Dylan's honesty about like, hey, man, I didn't have anything for him. I didn't have nothing for him. <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> um, as of, for me, it, it's a little frustrating because um, I kind of called everything that happened or what you need to do, and, uh -huh. you know, yeah. on those tracks. When you ride uh, smoother mm -hmm. and you don't charge yep. and you keep your, the same bike setup, the bike setup is going to become too hard, obviously. You know, when you charge like, um, um, let's say, uh, uh, like a Tomac yeah. or Borsha or Dylan, yep. they um, they charge when they race, yep. you know. Uh, but if you put a, a guy that rides more like rocks and smooth, they, they're they going to think the bike is horrible because when they change the riding style, yep. the bike becomes too hard and not rideable. So it's why when you change your riding style to, to fit a s specific track, yep. And I think really Lakewood and, and Unity yeah, are yeah. very similar uh -huh. on bumps, choppy, long ruts. You got to keep your, your balance all the way those long yeah, ruts. Yep. And you do it by being very uh, smooth with the, your throttle opening. And then you have to have momentum, you know, linear momentum right. going into the turns. Right. Um, but when a guy set up his bike for charging and, and being super aggressive, mm -hmm. when he wants to ride kind of like a rocks and his yep. bike don't work anymore right right because it, it so so you have to change your riding style and you have to change also your bike setup to be efficient yep and i, th I don't think people are ready for this not not in this industry they they still think like whatever works over there yeah we're scared yeah we, we're so scared to change something because oh we won with this but 
you know, we're going to keep it. Yeah. You know. Well, so. because, I mean, it's, it's a comfort. It's a comfort feeling, right? Yeah. You're going to have RV on the show later on. Yeah. It's exactly what happened when you went to the to Europe. Yeah. Yeah, that setup, not so good. You can win a USMX mm-hmm. a national championship. We take the same bike, same engine, same everything. Yeah. Put in GPs, bike's not good. Right, right. You got to, you know. That's why I'm saying, like, uh, that's what makes me a little frustrated is there's not enough um, people don't adapt and change enough mm-hmm. to be efficient on every every condition because I think everybody is is scared of change. Right. Uh, David Villam on the show uh, tonight as well. Ken Roxon, Ryan Villopoto, Phil Nicoletti, Jacob Piccolo. Michael Antonovich as well. Uh, looking forward to having a great show. Hold on one second here. Let me just turn this. Are you sweating? <laughs> I'm over here trying to unplug shit and plug it back Whoa, in. And language. Oh, yeah. I, I apologize. Yeah, language. Uh, yeah, I'm good. It's, it's good to be back. Uh, yeah, me. two weeks off. You've, you're refreshed. You're ready to go? Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. I'm not tired. Okay. How's that? I'm tired. I'm sorry. Uh, over there in the corner taking your phone calls, holding things down, 702-586-7857. The Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? I'm sweating, not because oh, I was boy. up walking around doing anything, but because the sun is just coming and beating on the I, side of my you head. You have a glow, Tits. You look like an angel. I do have a glow. God. I'm sure I do, yeah. I'm sorry yeah. that the, That's from the, the curtains sun. aren't up yet. I apologize. The 115 degree Vegas sun. I apologize that the curtains are not totally done. I, I don't know what else, you know. I know it's a work in progress. If it's like this next time, I might leave. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> All right, Ken Roxon coming. Hey, did you like Unadilla DV? Did you enjoy riding there? Did you? Yeah. 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 I really like the track. It's, yep. it's very challenging because uh, um, it's all about that choppiness. It's, it's tough, you know, to find uh, the good flow and those long routes too. Um, but yeah, I always had a good time. I never had a, a great results there. I think the best I got was the fourth overall. What? I don't think I ever put him there. Really? So, like, Marv, it's a good track for Marv, right? Kenny just ripped off two wins in a row. But uh, th- that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it, to be efficient on a track like yeah. this, just like a track like Colorado or right. uh, something like that, not like it's really opposite of a, a Red Bull or Melville where you, you can get away by charging mm-hmm. and, and forgetting about your, your riding technique yeah, and, and just, just pin, pin it. Yeah. Um, so if you look at it uh for me the guy the more like the the smoothest guys um and more um i i don't say technical because even the guy that charged up the pretty technical rider yeah but like uh smoother riding style riders roxen marv uh, uh, marv sexton purcell when he rode he yeah. was great there yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's really good yeah so over over time you need to you know you need to see that and do something about it right you know so and i'm i don't think dylan will try that hard this weekend Mm -hmm. and i don't i think um um could have done it a little better but i think he salvaged good points um and um I think if Unadilla was the second or the third race of the yeah, season, yeah. it would have been a different right. thing. Now you, you have to put in consideration that, you know, he, before the, the, the race started, he had 47 points. Yeah. And now he's scared to make a mistake and, and to crash and to, yeah, yeah. to blow it. 
so it's understandable that he's not, you know, as crazy as he was right. early in the season. Um, no, but that's yeah. not, re you know, that's not. It's too soon. It's too soon to to be thinking like this, in my opinion, as a strategy. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're not comfy on the day, look, he caught a break with Sexton going down in the first moto. Sexton looked great. You know what I mean? It was right up front. He caught a break there. He caught a break with AP and that weirdo crash that I'll talk to you about in a little bit. But that's the kind so of stuff that happens when you're when it's your year. So right? that's that's a full points yeah. swing. So yeah. yeah, you never know what AP would have done second moto anyway. Yeah. But uh, um, you know, it's people make me stay and crash. Yeah. So now, it's not like no. I'm just saying, like them. if you're not on your best day, like Dylan wasn't his best day. He was playing a little cautious. Let's say didn't wasn't 100 percent comfy. But you get a couple of things to go your way, and, that, and next thing you know, you're second overall. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of day that champions have you know that's the stuff that works for them yeah i find um so you're still working now ferrandis and the whole star team are out at the goat farm in tallahassee but you're still involved with dylan you're still working with him yeah i send yeah. him uh his uh, program every sunday on a excel sheet mm -hmm. um uh we talk we communicate communicate um during race days and um uh, during the week, yep. if something needs to be changed, if he's tired or what, how he feels, like um, I get all these stats uh, through my phone. Oh, on the polar stuff, or uh, yeah, yep. Uh, I get all these stats um, every session of oh, you know bicycle yep. uh, training, um, yep. practice, race, so I kind of see this and and know what what he did and yeah. maybe can change change it up uh, and i see like i see i saw the stats in um in um you know dinner yeah um they were close to at peak um all rate almost 10 oh 10 really beats yeah. lower yeah yeah so you know he wasn't like yeah well the first moto he was 12 seconds back and 13 ahead of the next guy right yeah, so yeah. like he literally spent the whole moto by himself uh, and second moto was, you know, a little better, but still, yeah, kind of, kind of uneventful for him. But dude, um, so you're, you're still working with him. Do you have any plans to go to the goat farm, or do you? Uh, do you no, does he want you, or do you do care? I don't know. Do you and need to? It's communication with Dylan is kind of difficult. Okay. Uh, but um, uh, he asks me if I go to the race the Friday, the day before, <laughs> like, uh, or like the Thursday. He says, "Hey, are you going to the race?" I'm like. Why would I? Yeah. He didn't you know, tell me anything. Yeah. So I might think he might want me there, but okay. maybe he doesn't, maybe he's shy, he doesn't want to ask. Yeah. Or okay. he doesn't want me to say, no, screw you, I don't want to go. But I okay. would go. Yeah. If uh, I couldn't go to, to Unadilla because it was my daughter's 18th birthday on Friday. Right. Um, but it's working, you know, it's, it's working without me. Uh, AMA. You know, I have the races without me. Yeah. Dylan can ride without me, so right, right. Uh, it's not like I really have to be there. If I'm more like a guy of um, a coach of crisis, <laughs> I kind of think like right. when everything is yeah, down yeah. the shitter, like yeah. people call me like to figure something out. Sure, but and then when everything everything goes pretty good, like I'm not really. Are you surprised by his summer? And not really. No, really, no? because uh, I called it. I called. I called. You can ask him. I called what's happening now in March. 
because he was having a bad season like uh, in supercross yeah lack of preparation and you know it, and i and i also knew what was going to happen in supercross you cannot take s- december off and be okay. ready to go why did you so, take december off his thumb or something yeah you yeah. heard his thumb like you he, he heard his thumb he did not take it off yeah it's, it's just yeah he was off right um um now but okay you know he was like struggling kind of uh, not really struggling because the results were like decent you know like when you're like between four and eight or four and ten in yep. supercross your first year is not that yeah that i think they bad. were decent yep yep yeah i think he he would have liked to be on the podium a little more and then you know finish you know yeah more in front and and we had a talk like uh during the break or something and uh he was at um and and i told him um just put your head down in supercross don't do like uh don't go kill yourself yep just write it out and do your best with your preparation yeah, and, and what and you and have parameters right now. Are, yeah yeah and then just let's start you know um uh, testing outdoors and see how it goes uh and the way you write outdoors the way you showed the last couple of years and what you can do mm-hmm. i'm like if you can you know from Easter break to the first national, if you put your head down and go to work, like, you know, the way you're supposed to, and then you mm-hmm. do, on, that's all you do, you do, all you think about. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I told him you can go and, 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 f- you know, battle for the title. Right. Wow. Uh, he's like, I, you know, I said beforehand, before the season started, I'm like, hey, he, he's a sleeper. I think he's going to win some races. Uh, but I had no idea he'd be a 50-point lead, you know, by round seven. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, that, that's a lot of people are surprised. Um, but I think that they went to, to uh, uh, all of us, let's say, yep. um, him, the team. Uh, I was there for all the preparation. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I gave my pointers about the bike uh, a lot uh, because, um, you know, it is. It's... Th- it's tough to to make a 450 uh, efficient in in motocross because um, the philosophy of um, American riders, uh, basically what it is, and there's only a few exceptions, uh, Roxanne one of them, but they ride with a supercross bike in motocross. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Because you know the riders are so used to ride supercross most of the year. Yep. Uh, they use a, they use use of the the power delivery very snappy for mm-hmm. supercross um they are used to not bottoming out you know uh when you fly land or suspension that's very hard for supercross but they have tough time to go all the way on, on the other end of the spectrum when they start riding outdoors oh uh, well you got you know yeah you barely have any time and you you, you mean how how radical are you going to make it in Three weeks, right? Yeah, but yeah. You, but you have to be radical to be uh, t- to be efficient. Um, you cannot ride with the same engine in supercross and monocross. Uh, maybe in two fifty in a uh, on yeah. on a two fifty. Yeah, yes. could. Yeah, uh, two fifty. Yes, but four fifty. There's no way. Yeah. If you have the same engine, the same power delivery, the yep. same gearing at supercross, and then you go outdoors like this, doesn't matter what suspension you have, the bike will not work. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. I, you know, I've been around for a long time, and uh, um, I think that's yeah. the case. And I think it's the teams are like that, the riders are like that. Um, 
the everybody is used to supercross yeah. too yeah. much. Yeah, I, I and get it. And they cannot make right. a hundred percent motocross bike to right. be efficient. We, we go to those nations and you watch the difference in the bikes and you're like, holy smokes. You know what I mean? Like Hurling's bikes and these guys' bikes, they're going all the way down the stroke. They're bouncing. They're like, you're just like, but that's, you know, it's soaking up all the bumps and American guys are like, they're like skittering across the braking bumps. You can see it. The thing is, you can see it. Totally. Americans want to skim braking bumps. Yeah. A European wants the suspension to absorb yeah. braking bumps, so yeah. it's two different styles. Yeah. But what's better? Uh, go, do you want to go ride a Lakewood or you know did on a supercross bike? Yeah, right. No, <laughs> no you don't. Yeah. You ride a ride with a more like enduro bike, kind of like just, something. It, it would take you so long to get used to it. You may not, you may not be confident. You would have to, you know, break down your riding style for three weeks to a month and really stick with that setting and be like, this is. I know I don't feel comfy this week or next week. But I know this is the right path, right? But, but it, it but takes th- a lot of riders yeah, to do and, that. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of superstition, 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 yeah. And then also like people think about too much how they did with a setup, like mm-hmm. uh, two years ago, right? It, it, it doesn't really. It's not because you want to race and your bike was great, right? You know, it, it's there's a lot of other factors uh you know david villeman on the show tonight brought to you by the folks at decal works you ever use decal works for any of your builds or anything yeah not my builds okay. but they, they did some stuff for me like a while back when uh when i first did my first build that i did after i retired in okay. 2011 yep uh they uh they did uh they did this okay stuff for well me. go back to a musical pulp mx get 20 percent off dv decal. i don't want i don't want 20 percent off i want 100 percent off that's my Jesus. code. Okay. You have a code for 100 percent off. Uh, let me see here. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I don't have a DV code for a, a decal MX. Use the code DV for 100 percent off. <laughs> uh, they're officially licensed with Honda, Yamaha, Cowie, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. They're leading the industry in quality and customer service. Proud sponsor of the Red Bull KTM team and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team. Bringing you David Villam tonight. Our buddies at Decal Works. I also want to thank the folks at Firepower, uh, whether it's the batteries or the chains, the Firepower parts.com this guy's got got it going on they help out a, a lot of teams out there a lot of privateer guys they got featherlight lithium batteries they got chains made in japan firepowerparts.com thank you to those guys um i've been using this stuff as well on my bikes and uh man they work out uh, they work for the privateers they work for the teams up in canada they work for guys like myself so please check it out firepowerparts.com to go to your local dealer and ask for it ken roxon coming up here right away on the show um the Jet, we'll briefly talk about that. The Jet had a big weekend. That second moto, first moto, like Cooper pulled away. Like, you know, good ride for a Jet. Cooper pulled away. That's kind of what I thought would happen. And then second moto, the Jet was gone. That pass he made on J-Mart around the outside in the rut, like, that was a great moto by the Jet. Yeah, it was good. And um, it, it's um, it's crazy to think that he's only four points behind after yeah. The summer hasn't been that great for him. No, nope. and uh, but um, Cooper, Justin Cooper, did not capitalize on Jet being a little off. Yeah, um, I mean Washugal, he threw away some points, right? He mm-hmm. threw away uh, five or six points there with that mm-hmm. late moto crash in Washugal. But Redbird first moto when you crash on yep. the finish line jump on yep. the first lap, mm-hmm. uh, there's a few little mistakes where that cost him like a bunch of points. Yeah, but um, as of JC, I know. I don't think he rode that much the, in, during the break. I yeah. think uh, 
he, he might have um, we got hurt himself at Washougal, so it, that was good to, to see him back. We got into it with myself and JT on our review show about bike setup because Cooper said it was the bike setup. They didn't do the right thing. And I said, so he wins the first moto, and what do you want the team to do? Like, just drastically alter a bike for the second moto? Like, it's an hour later. Like, I get the track was rougher. I, I'm not saying it wasn't rougher. It was. Yeah, but, but how much rougher is it going to be? The team will never change a bike after you win first moto. Maybe a couple clicks here yeah, and there. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, exactly. That, like, uh, like you're, they're gonna, like yeah. I remember for second motos, you'd stiffen up a compression, slow down the rebound a little bit, bigger bumps. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you're going to do. And then you're going to – the guy just won. So what are you really going to do, right? Yeah, but so I think you guys get a little too uh, into it with what riders say. Yeah. Sometimes, like – you just uh, I hear like uh, interviews mm-hmm. like on French, uh, on Le Big like Le Big from, USA. Yeah, yeah, from like Dylan. Yeah, so most of the time he says stuff that, that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and and people eat it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, what yeah. is he saying? Right. Like because I know I'm right. I'm right there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, don't but don't take all, what the writers wow. say like. I just you don't know. believe that a bike setup is going to cause you. I think he just tightened up, got tired, whatever it was. You know, didn't didn't feel into it. Like he was a minute eleven back of Jet at the end of the moto. Like uh, ask him how many times he rode between Washougal and you know, right, you know. right. That could be it, right? <laughs> um, well, that was a good crash at Washougal for sure. Uh, later on, we're gonna have the race tech rant of the night. I may have a repeat rant unless something comes up bef- before between now and then. We have a. OGO travel story from DV coming up. We got the X-Brand Goggle Terrace. Let me know if you get those, by the way, Mark. So I don't know. I didn't follow up with my our source on that. I got them. Oh, okay. Yep. And we have the uh, motorsport.com tweet at tit segment as well. Uh, let me tell you about Autosport, the fastest growing new body and skincare brands on the planet. Counts uh, Kenny Rocks and as a partner with other guys like uh, NBA MVP James Harden. Autosport.com, all products under 10 bucks. Charcoal face wash, any dandruff shampoo, all of it under 10 bucks. You you tried some of this, right? No. Yes, you did. You told me you you went to Target. Nope. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't me. Uh, their award-winning products have over 7,000 five-star reviews in everyone from ESPN, Sports Illustrated, GQ, and more. Uh, the products are formulated with a natural botanical ingredient to keep you smelling fresh all day. Uh, we're going to get Ken Roxon on the line right here uh, shortly and brought to you by Art of Sport. And uh, I thought it was right up your aisle, DV, because it's uh, it's uh, under 10 bucks. So <laughs> we know that you know that's kind of what, what you want to do. Do you really think I, I use... Uh, body wash and, and shampoo and conditioner. Look at me. I'm bald, bro. <laughs> like, well, I, listen. I, the, I, in the last 10 years, I only used a bar of soap to well, I'm wash get, myself. I'm going to get, get you some art of sport. Chris, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. What's up? Hello? Yeah, hi. Oh, okay. Uh, first off, just... uh. Really like all the stuff you put out, you and your whole team. It's awesome. We Thank have so you. much to listen to, so thanks for that. Uh, just real quick, uh, I'm driving down the road right now with my brother and my sister, and we just want to give our dad. Oh, uh, and you just broke up. You just, you're breaking uh, up. Okay, what's up? All right, can you hear me or no? Yeah, I can hear you can now. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, well, uh, me, radio. I just want to call real quick. And uh, my dad took us all right into the track last week, and he had he had a huge one right out of a turn off a tabletop. And no, boy. Just, Loves all the stuff you put out, man, and listens to your show. So I want to call real quick and give him a shout out. Uh, he ended up, he got life flighted out. He had a, he destroyed the right side of his body. He broke his arm, broke his wrist, 
broke his neck and his back. Jeez. And he got a shoulder replacement the other day. So he's two surgeries in, oh. and he's still in his hospital bed, and I'm sure he's going to listen to you in the morning. So just wanted to call and give him a quick shout-out. What's his name? His name's Tom. All Tommy right, Tom. Get well, Tom. God, sound like, sound like you had a massive digger. Yeah, man. Yeah, sound like it was one, like a but, D- uh, DV practicing in the hills before Supercross 02 digger type of digger. Yeah, that bad. Yeah. Um, all right, man. All right, man. Well, yeah, I just wanted to call okay. real quick and give him a shout-out. Thank cool. you. Cool. All right, get well soon, Tom. Thanks, buddy. Uh, all right, let's get to our first guest of the night, brought to you by the folks at Art of Sport. This man simply had one of those days, uh, Unadilla, that uh, most riders dream about. Fastest qualifier, led every lap but three, uh, goes 1-1 on the day. It's uh, Team Honda's Kenny Roxon. What's up, Kenny? How are you, man? Hey, guys. I'm good. Thank you. How are you guys doing? We're good. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, man. Uh, we're here with David Villeman as well. Um, hey, first, before I get too far into it, so your father-in-law is now an e-bike guy, Kenny. He's an e-bike guy. So. Uh, I was actually just talking to Court about it, that we are going to talk about it. I didn't know you were going to start it off like that right away. Yeah, I'm coming out of the gate with that, just you know, to try to relate to you, to try to get you to like me some more. Did but, you guys uh, have a good time or what? Yeah, it was good, man. It was cool to go out there. We went uh, on two different rides up in St. George, uh, Utah, and uh, he loves the e-bike, and I love that uh, he's a convert. <laughs> Totally, yeah. No, he he's super into it. I gave him mine from California, and luckily he didn't just take it and sit on the side. He's riding it so much and absolutely loves it. Yeah, he he uh, texted me the other day with a ride, a, a route that he was going to go. So I'm, we'll go out back out there. But I, you know, he's one of those guys. He told me he loved mountain bikes, uh, but you know they're a lot of work, and and you know, and now he loves the e bike and he gets a great workout. So yeah, you know, dude, listen to this. I have these funniest stories. So a few years back, still living at my other house. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake and I, we built uh, we built a double jump out of sand. Uh, super sketchy, right? Because the the down the ramp to it was super rough. You're going through grass all the time, yeah. and we just put like not a tarp, but like a rubber mat on it. So it's super sketchy double, right? So we leave the house. He was there, and um, Court was in the backyard, and he took the BMX out. But Blake and I come back in the truck. And I see him pushing his BMX, uh, my BMX up, <laughs> and I'm like, no freaking way. There's no way he went down there and jumped it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, sure enough, he's like, yeah, yeah, just jump it. I didn't believe him. And sure enough, he goes down and just greases it so perfectly and with speed, dude. <laughs> nice. I was cracking up. I couldn't believe it. Nice, yeah. It's so rad. I uh, I saw the canyon on the, in his garage, and I'm like, oh, I think I know. I think he got a good deal on that one. I think I know where he got a good deal on that. For the canyon. <laughs> yep. Um, but no, it's I awesome. I freaking yeah. love those bikes. I have a, sorry, I have a, another, the Torque as well that's a little bit more Enduro ish, uh-huh. like downhill type bike. You yep. know, it literally feels like a dirt bike. Super fun. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was really like, uh, I ride up here, it's gravelly and it's rocky and stuff. And mm-hmm. where he is, it's like bigger rocks, right? Like you're going across huge mm-hmm. kind of boulders, but it's cool. It's different uh, than Vegas riding. So that, that was neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, so one one at Unadilla, uh, man, that was a, that was a hell of a day for you, and and so you you dominated the last time we went to Unadilla. So now you're just a Unadilla guy, Kenny. That's what we're going to say. Uh, us in the media, do you like the place? I mean, look, you won, I get it, but do, coming in, do you feel like it's going to be your day? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, Unadilla and Colorado are my two favorite tracks out of the whole gig, and I, I do really like the place. But and I guess I did really well there last time. I was actually talking with Lars about it from mm-hmm. Honda, and I'm like, hey, don't act, you can't always expect the three, <laughs> you know, being three seconds faster a lap than everybody else. Yeah. Um, so it, it was setting the bar high. And but honestly, I didn't go to Unadilla you know, thinking, oh, I did did so well there. Like it's going to be the same. Like you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. just went there and wanted to 
treat it like any other race, and it just happens to be that I guess I ride really well there. I, I think I yeah. grew up with this type of soil, the clay. I like the long ruts, um, and just I really like how the track develops. So Our buddy Justin Brayton tweeted this, uh, and I totally agree. I didn't go to the race, so I was watching it from the couch. He was like, you, you can't understand how ruddy and gnarly that place is unless you're there. Like, TV doesn't do it justice. It looked brutal, man. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. Um, and obviously with the rain that was supposed to come, I think supposedly they didn't rip it as deep. I got this question. I think maybe it was in a press conference or something. But I do still believe that it was a typical Unadilla. Right. You know, I mean, a couple of new sections. But overall, there were definitely ruts. Yes, some years they might be different just because of we've gotten a lot of rain or something. But yep. Unadilla is gnarly no matter what. So, uh, yeah, it was a great race for you. And how a uh, great race for Jet. Chase led, right? You got Chase. He, he, I mean, it was a Honda commercial at Unadilla. Great job for Ride Red guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, really good for us for that round for sure. Um, so you're you're a ways back a DV's guy here, uh, Ferrandis. But I mean, Kenny, you never know what can happen, and you just gotta you just gotta win, right? And then he can he you know whatever happens happens. I and mean, we we've seen bigger comebacks in the sport, but that's got to be your attitude, I guess, at this point with four rounds to go. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to come and throw everything at it every single weekend. You know, that's really all I can do. Unfortunately, it just happens to be that every year I just have the bad races that mm-hmm. are there are not a good bad race. You know what I mean? Mine are just always yep. horrendous for some reason. But, you know, it's part of the game as well. Um, mm-hmm. That is what it is. You yep. know, in 2016, everything went my way and I had none of that. And then, um, yeah, from then on out, I've definitely had my struggles. Well, I was talking to DV about that um, because, like, look, Sexton looked great, but he had the first turn crash in Moto 1. AP looked great, right? He was coming up on you a little bit before his crash. But when it's your year, like Dylan, you know, those two guys crash out. Next thing you know, Dylan ends up with, like, a uh, 2-3. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like it's just yep. – and, and look, he deserves it. He's riding great. But it's just one of those things that, that goes along when you're rolling like Dylan Ferrandez is. I, I agree. Yeah, yep. it seems like that there's a pattern of things that happen that just absolutely go your way. And I honestly believe that it has been like that in Supercross in past seasons as well. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just it, – it, it's tough. It's a really tough game. It, it can switch in a heartbeat, of course. But, right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, all I can do – I'm in second and – all I can do is charge forward and treat every race like uh, you know it's the right. final round, and we gotta we gotta go for it. But whatever happens, happens. I'm just trying to enjoy being in the position that I am and fighting yet for another championship. Right, and that's Kenny. And talk about your bad races. I mean, in full transparency, when we were breaking this down as in the media talking about you guys before the year, I'm like Kenny. I don't know if Kenny can win this Supercross title. This is going back to Supercross because. He can't avoid these terrible races, one or two a year, right? And that's what does it. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I was saying about you. And and you didn't really have it in Supercross. Uh, there was one uh, Atlanta there, but it was more. It was better than it's been, right? And I was like, I was skeptical, and, and of you just avoiding that one bad race that fucking does you in, you know? Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and but honestly, I tend to not look back at it as well. I think so far I'm having a pretty solid season. Yeah, there are some times like you know with Shugel where things do not go my way, and and uh, I have really terrible, and it makes it all look bad. And obviously, people just talk about your last result. But if I look back, uh, being second in Supercross, and even in the position that I am right now, I'm doing all right so far. Yeah, no, I agree absolutely. It's uh, it's nothing. It's uh, it's a DV. You never went one one like Kenny. 
You never uh, went 1-1. I, I never went 1-1. One, one. GPs, all national. So wow. Like two, one, one, three. Yeah, yeah. That's good. What, yeah. A, what a day to go 1-1, one, one, fastest qualifier and all of that, right? Like, that's a day. <laughs> I wrote, it was amazing. It was amazing in 2019. Right. That's why I told Dylan that during the break, I'm like, I said, I told him, watch Unadilla 2019 every night before you go to bed and just try to understand how you ride that track to be like <laughs> that fast, you know? Hey, was, and honestly, there's not that many 1-1s going on right now, right? How many have there been this year? You know what I mean? It's not like me in 2016, I went 1-1, 1-1, 1-1, like a lot, but that, that I feel like that just doesn't happen anymore because the field is so stacked. I don't think Dylan won one one this year. Huh? No, he didn't. No, no? okay, he didn't. Um, I think Ken, you did one one in Denver, right? Yeah, yeah. in Denver. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. that's what it's. It's just it's really difficult to come by. It really is. Um, hey, hey. So uh, I saw in the press conference you're not going to go to motocross the nations, Kenny. Yeah, I think you're going to be like a, some of the other guys, and it's a, it's a difficult race for a lot of riders. Uh, I don't I don't expect to see a full field there, but you're you're not going to go. No. Well, so I really wanted to. I was fully convinced that I'm going to go, but then after further review, it just happens that Honda and COVID, you know, and with all of us riders, like, it's very difficult, but we would have made it happen, but the fact that, you know, probably half of the GPs are probably not even going to race because mm -hmm. it's in the middle of the season for them, and um, I don't even know. I feel like things are, again, changing so quick, then yeah. are they going to have the crowd there or not? Yep. So I'm yep. a firm believer if you can't uh, do a motocross of nations to the full potential, then don't even do it at all. Right. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I mean, I think I'll – It's just such a special race. Yep. It really is. Yep. So then if you just half-ass it, I don't know. It's just not I, that great. But, yeah, it just – it kind of ruined it, – it's, it's a weird situation to be in. So after further evaluation, I we just said, hey, it's just not possible this year. And I really wanted to, actually. Right. Yeah, it, it's going to be a weird race. Like, like a lot of the GP guys are just like, uh, I'm not really going to go. You know, they're just. I already heard uh, Geyser, Favre, Prado are not racing. There's right. probably going to be more coming. Uh, if it's true, I don't know. That's just what I've yeah. heard. Yep. But I don't doubt it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for them, it's even worse. Oh, it's yeah. the middle of the yeah. season. No, it's yeah. Did you hear? Hey, did you hear that they had? Uh, they were thinking about making that a points race for the GP guys. I'm like, that's the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. They were. They're not going to. It's officially not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. But they were yeah. at one point. Yeah. When they first came <laughs> out with the idea that yes. that thing was going to uh, count for points. Yes. Yeah, exactly. how, how dumb would that have been, right? Um, hey, uh, so I want to talk because we got you guys on the phone. Uh, by the way, Ken Roxon brought to you by Art of Sport, Artofsport.com. All products under ten bucks. Kenny, you're a big fan of these guys, obviously, and uh, we've been giving away it on the show, and we've been using it and giving it to co-hosts. So, Art of Sport, you, dude, I really like the body spray now, which is oh, I haven't fairly new. I, I haven't tried the body spray. No. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I love it. Like, really, absolutely love it. That's probably my favorite product out of the whole gig right now. No, oh, man, I, got, I just don't want to think about Mathis and body spray in the same sentence. Please. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. Listen, Thank you, Kenny. Don't get mad because I, you don't I have will, any hair. I will okay? never unsee this ever. <laughs> don't you know, don't get mad because you don't have hair. My, all a strategy of mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, listen, get some body spray, artofsport.com. All right, people, check it out. Um, I want to talk to you guys about, so both of you, Kenny, you won uh, a 250 World Championship. DV, you never won a, a world title, but I won some GPs. Won, I never won But, but like, both of you guys <laughs> left titles and wins on the board, you know, to come here to America, right? So I want to start with you, DV. Like, how young were you when you were like, I don't care. Not that you don't care about the GPs, but I want to go to America. How young were you when that decision was, was in your mind? It, it was early because I came out of my 
out of my pocket uh, in 96 here. Yeah. I raced Anaheim 96 on a private truck Cali and a box van, you know, like yeah. a van. Uh, that's the the race MC1 with the $100 bills on his helmet, yeah. if you remember. And, uh, yeah, I was hooked, and I knew it was going to be – I wasn't as good as Kenny or – other guys in the GPS, but I got second in 125 in 98 and third in 250 GPS in 99, and then I came here. But you were, but, but in 98, you're like, I'm not, I'm not staying here. Like that's no, no. But in um, so what's crazy is in 98, I was battling for the World Championship against Cutie, mm-hmm. and then I was also battling the West Coast Championship. He went to the last race with John Dowd. Right. Um, I was three points behind. So. I was second in both championships the same year, which yeah. was crazy if you think about it now. Um, but when I signed my Yamaha Europe contract in, at the end of 97, yep. for 98, 99, 2000, uh, basically I knew at the end of 97 that in 2000 I was going to the US. Either 125 or 250 or whatever it was, yeah. Um, Yamaha Europe says we're going to put you there. Oh, so there was no Yamaha wasn't fighting for you or anything. So, no, yeah, that, because right. I said I, w- I want to leave. It doesn't matter. That's yep. why I only stayed really like one year factory 125 and one year factory 250, and I bailed out. Right. Because we decided at the end of '98 not to go to 125 class to go straight to the the uh, premier class right. in 2000. At the end of '98, we made that decision. Now, Kenny, for you, you. You came over and did some supercrosses, then went back to the GPs, right? That one year? Yes, uh, 2011, um, yep. Were you, like, was you and your dad, Kenny, when you were, like, 14? I know you did Loretta's one year, right? Um, were you guys always, like, we're going to America? Like, was this always the plan? And was Pitt yes. and everybody at KTM trying to convince you to stay? Or was this just, like, there was never a doubt in your mind, Kenny, you were coming? No, there was never really a doubt because that started so early on. I mean, when I was riding 50s and 65s, or actually, when I was in 50s, when I started, my helmet, my first helmet that I ever got actually came from the U.S. because my parents were over here. Okay. So then um, it was, I don't know, I was just so hooked on the whole American lifestyle, and I watched all the Moto Triple X's, the Crusty Game of the Dirt. <laughs> I, I mean, that was just a thing, and yeah. I feel like I was just born to do this over here. And it, But it was just a matter of time. And then having said that, I went to many Olympics twice. I think it was 05 and 06. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the Loretta's in 08. And then it was, it, it all happened so fast. Like I went from being in the GPs and comfortable at home, just being used to what I know right. to, hey, next year, this and this happens. You're going from Suzuki to KTM. Uh, you can technically write West Coast. Like all these things started happening super quick. Yep. And before you know it, I was here almost full time. You know, it, it all happened so fast. It, I was a kid wanting to go there, but being being used to everything that I'm comfortable with around here. Yep. And all of a sudden we switched living in another continent you know, learning about all of this thing. It threw a big, I don't know, wrench, but I would have loved to know now, not that I would never change anything, mm-hmm. but I would love to know now if I would have never left, what my career would have looked like because I felt like I was just so dialed over there yeah. and coming here. And yeah. we, maybe it was also because we just in particular struggled with it a little bit, but we came from uh, having our own track, our own everything, never having to leave and just going in our motorhome to the races to come in here, living in an apartment, you know, we have yeah. to drive everywhere. The lifestyle is different. It was just a big restart, kind of. Yeah, DV, for you, were, I mean, do you think about what your career would be like if you never came over? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but, you know, I think I was I was, um, I was, was going to come here no matter what. You were just, yeah, yeah, that was maybe it. Maybe, like, I would hope I 
I had a couple world titles maybe, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because I was pretty close and I did not really try that hard really. Like uh, it was really my... Um, like in 99 and 250 GPs, you were probably just looking at America the whole time, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. And the uh, funny thing is like I raced the last GP of the season in, in the US with the... Um, a factory Yamaha USA bike. Oh, okay. Yeah, that Buds. Was yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trick, yeah. That's actually the first time I saw Kenny was when I went to Toysenthal DV your last year for Bud. So 2009. What was that? 2009. Was that nine? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right, oh, that was my first ever GP win. Yeah, I know. I was. Ever. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was a huge deal. It was really cool to be there for that. For yeah, sure. the, the condition is like you know, did same thing. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Crappy track, long ruts, choppy. Yeah, uh, pretty like very very close. Right, condition, right. Yeah. So and for you, Kenny, like slower in speed. Yeah, yeah slower. Yeah. For you, Kenny, like KTM was always on board with that, or one of the things when you went from Suzuki to KTM, were you like, I want to go to America? And they said yes, or like, was well, it just no problems? So the original deal from the beginning on was going to Roger DeCoster's team because back then, you know, I was big time hooked up with Suzuki right. and looking to be a very long time. And then out of nowhere, all these things started happening with KTM. But the, our goal was to always be with Roger DeCoster. And that was already kind of in the works while he okay. was still at Suzuki. Yep. But then with the change and everything, it was a huge uh, – uh, it pushed me a little bit more even in the direction going with KTM just because I was meant to be with him. And right, right. So then we did that whole deal, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just think it's interesting for you guys to do that because, you know, Caroli never came over. Everett's never came over, right? Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey's probably not coming over. it's hard. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. It's a huge decision. Like uh, Everett's came over and tried it out in yeah. the early 90s Supercross, right. but, you know, I don't think he had the, the level of the other, of Kenny's in right. Supercross to come here f uh, for yeah. a full season. You know, you got to be um, an amazing Supercross rider to come here. Like, I think he was for Everest was too late, and then for uh, uh, um, Tony, same yeah, thing, right. too late. Uh, they have no Supercross background whatsoever, so that's tough to make the switch. And you, the French, grow up with a Supercross series, so you guys are all good in Supercross for the most part, right? Arena Cross, Supercross, yeah, right? Yeah, we, we used to race, like, in the 80s yeah. in France. We had, like, little Supercross right. tracks, and when I was, like, 14 on a 125, I was doing, like... Uh, uh, Supercross right. already. Like some of the guys now, the 14-year-old in in Holland or Belgium, yeah, they maybe never, they will never ride Supercross ever. Right. They ride Lomo and then they go yeah. to Oss and Bergen and you know they'd be like amazing in uh, in the sand, but they'll never touch a, a Supercross track. So that's like right. you cannot tell a kid to go and make that switch and be be uh, comfortable and uh, uh, perform in the U.S. Uh, and Kenny, for you, from what I understand, your dad had a Supercross track long before anybody, right, in your area? Yes. Yeah. So my track in Germany is actually probably one of the best Supercross tracks you can practice yeah. on around. Um, but it was all homemade and home-built. Home I was just <laughs> lucky enough to score with that stuff, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, thinking back, the French especially, they were always good in Supercross because I feel like they had um, they had all these series going on. And actually, me as well, I went down to Switzerland and stuff for an 85 race back in the day for Supercross as well. 
And that's when I was racing with Tonus. Uh, I mean, most of those guys in the GP I've raced with for a long time since we were little. I think I remember it was Geneva, right? You. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I think Tonus broke his arm there or something like that. I yeah. believe. Oh, you did, did Geneva on eighties? Yeah, there was like yeah. a little race. Oh, I remember okay. that. Did you have like a RM eighty, a Suzuki eighty, or something? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, it's just yep. it's such a big move for you guys to do it, and it's it's cool when it works out. You know, Marv's the same way, right? Marv came over, and it's like like yeah. But it's you gotta. I don't think people realize how hard it is to to leave everything behind. I came here, my my parents came with me, like they stayed for a year. Yep. And after, so I came here, I was 22. So at 23, I was on my own. Right. They left and. Uh, even the first year, it's, it's so tough. You leave like family, friends. At, at that time, I had a chicken friends. She ne she never came. She stayed <laughs> home. You know, like I was. Yeah, my yeah. chick never came. Right. Like she came like once or twice, and that's it. Right. Just to visit, and I was going just to work and yeah. just to try to to get results. Yeah. Right. But we slept on the floor, and I bought a house. It was obviously empty when I got here, and slept on a on a carpet for three days because the furniture uh, you know were not available like right, the right. same day uh, <laughs> you know oh. that was that was like i have crazy stories about the move you know yeah i have some crazy stories too especially at that race actually at geneva we went me my mom and my dad went down and just like a moto van you know like a Volkswagen bus yep and we went down there and we with and it was you know in the winter so it was snow out freezing cold we had no heater no nothing and we slept on air mattresses and we were freezing our asses off it was so bad i mean there were some stories that i yeah. remember from back in the day that were gnarly yeah yeah i mean i look at it i mean look i don't have anything near like you guys did but i left canada to be a mechanic and i was just like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna make it work right and i, I didn't have any address for the longest time and i got you slept, I had, in, the, you slept in the box van yeah i slept in box vans I got, my first job was 300 bucks a week yeah i had to pay for all the food and everything that's so, what we yeah. did when we raced like european championship right. or like when you were, yeah. were like amateurs and stuff going yeah. all over europe like you sleep in a van and like you have no fridge yeah. no nothing <laughs> like typical over there crazy yeah you, you eat whatever right you know like it's a it's like everything you eat whatever it's don't require a freaking, right. a freaking fridge you uh know, like. i got a job kenny i told you the story before you might have forgot it but my f i i got a job doing the gps for that knipe racing team thomas knipe he's passed uh -huh. away now yep in 99 because yep. or the winter of 98 uh because i just wanted to do the gps and i couldn't get anything decent in america so Got a job with yeah. Knipe. I go to the Dortmund round, the, or the German round, whatever the first round the Supercross series that, that, was. That was a. There were multiple. Right. Multiple ones. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm like, okay, so we're here, and I'm like, so what room are we? They're like, room. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what, what room am I? Like in a hotel. They're like, oh no no, we stay in the camper. I'm like, but it's January or whatever. It's fe no, we stay in the camper. I'm like, oh, this is not America. This is not American racing. <laughs> it's, it's 15 degrees outside, and yes. then you sleep in the van, yeah. and then you leave the the engine on with the heater blasting all yes. night. I, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, well, this you know, is... Yeah. You know, the way the Germans go there is because of the party, so technically there's very little sleep required. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> it's crazy. You make me think about something, but what in one... Um, and when I think about it now, it's completely insane, but I remember... We didn't have a heater, and uh, it was winter somewhere. But we had like a stove yep. with uh, like a propane tank. Right. And my dad would leave the stove on at night. Oh. 
to with e- propane. E- to eat up the the, the van. <laughs> think, think about this for a second. Think about this for a second. You go to jail second. for that now. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah like yeah, or you, die. You go to jail or you die. Like, there's no good oh, solution. Man. Yeah, yeah. No, there's this. I just thought I'd bring this topic up with both of you guys here because you guys left a lot of wins and stuff. I mean, Kenny, you're still winning over here, but uh, you know, and TV, you had a nice career too. But yeah, you guys left. But, you know, but I think Kenny and I like. I don't really know his, his story a lot but it doesn't seem like he had a lot of money when he grew up racing right and we had no freaking money so it, it was like yeah. i can tell you like van no nothing and then right. struggling and uh tough like yeah we had, it's, it's not like we had like a three hundred thousand dollar motorhome going to loretta's with five <laughs> bikes and, and right. you know and sponsorship yeah. everywhere as far as i'm concerned right so it was tough and you know growing up but also making the switch making the switch and and coming to a new country like i was the only one that really spoke english like uh, uh my parents didn't really speak that much so i had to deal with all the stuff on my own when i got here and um and i never took care of anything when i was in france so that right. was like uh, that was the huge thing like my parents would do everything but when i got here i had to be like yeah the man of the house basically and you know call uh, everybody buy a house at 22 or like it was all by myself that was right. like crazy crazy i think we lost ken ken you there no we lost him all right uh try to get kenny back or actually just tell him we're good to go or i'll text him we're fine um <coughs> all right um Got technical. Why do you keep unplugging your your thing over there? Because uh, we're losing internet for some reason. I don't know what's going you on. You pay your bill. Do yeah, you we pay the bill. Yeah, we we pay the bill. Um, all right, Dave, David Villeman here on the uh, on the show. Let's get to uh, some phone calls if we can here. And uh, do you want my hotspot? I have a, a Mint Mobile hotspot. I don't want. know what that means. A Mint. A hotspot. You can. Um, <laughs> use my phone as a connection if you want. Uh, let's see if we have. Uh, you see, like I'm. A, Andrew, are you there? Andrew. Mm, no, no so internet right now. It's not even the internet. That's also the the phone line. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's odd. There's no fiber in. Um, I, in I don't Vegas? know what's going on. Yeah, no uh, fiber. Yeah, no for sure. Um, hey, you're, we're picking up your coloring, by the way. So no coloring anymore anymore on the show. I saw the microphone works very good. Then. The microphone works really well. Yeah, but just no color. Everything else right. sucks. Okay. Well, we're still recording. Yeah. Live, we may have lost them, but this is going to sound great when you listen back. Fantastic! Yeah, good. Radio. Uh, thanks to Kenny Roxy for coming on Art of Sport. By the way, artofsport.com, all products under ten bucks. David Villeman in a studio with us right now. And uh, uh, first up, let's talk to the folks at uh, let's thank the folks at ProFilter. Pulp Max listeners get a twenty percent discount by visiting ProFilter's website at profilter.com, entering the code Pulp twenty. At checkout, there's a real option for riders to avoid cleaning an air filter ever again. Imagine an alternative way that eliminates the time and chemicals required to clean and oil your filters. If you haven't heard of ProFilter, maybe you've been roosted too many times. Pre-oiled, ready-to-use premium air filter or oil filter for your next service, uh, profilter.com. Thanks to the folks at Maxima as well. Eli Tomac, Monster Energy Pro Circuit, Adam Cincerillo, just some of the riders using MaximaUSA.com. Uh, they've got the new Formula uh, Peak system on their new four-stroke oil. It's been proven to improve performance by implementing the entirely new system there. Unique and exclusive to Maxima. 927 as well. DV, were you using Maxima for your uh, two-stroke builds? Were you ever trying that? Uh, I'm a... 
I'm, I'm kind of a motul guy. Okay, because they're French. Because they're French. If or? I buy stuff, yeah. I, but uh, actually, are you kidding me? Who did that? Who did that drop? Uh, Marks did. Okay, so I'm a more like a Trans Oil, and uh, I, that's the name of it, Trans, uh, Trans Oil or something. I don't know. On Motul for Gearbox, and then the 800 for like a Premix. Okay. But um, well, why don't you try the 927? It's the world's fastest. Yeah, but okay. I actually did uh, buy some last time I shot for like uh, uh, some parts on uh, Motorsport. Okay. Did you go through the banner on Pulp Max? To help us out? No, screw oh. you. You may, look at this house. You don't need me to 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 click on. <laughs> that's your why I, That's why I need help. That's <laughs> why I need it's mortgage payment. Yeah, Netflix. absolutely. I need I need the affiliate affiliation <laughs> yeah. program with this thing. Okay. Uh, no, I get a um, I got a little code, a little sp sponsorship. Oh, I think I helped you with that, didn't yes, I? Yes, did, Scott and did. the boys so at, at Motorsport. I got a, yeah, I get a little discount when I order a Motorsport, and um, because. I never ran 927, yep. but that's the one that smells super good, right? Yes, yes. So, and then sometimes when I'm at the track with Dylan and I, there's two strokes coming by and I, and I smell this, it reminds me of the 90s. Yep. When I came here, like uh, <laughs> you know, like riding Paris, yeah, Van yeah. Halen, and all Whatever, that. Whatever, right? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I need to put this on my bike for the next time I ride, mm -hmm. but I haven't touched the bike in... Wh over a year. Or you have more, so. two of your builds now? No, I only have one. Only I one? Sold okay. All of them. You sold all of them? Okay. I made nine builds. Yeah. And um, I uh, I kept only the original one, basically. The okay. The YZ250, I did the first uh, one. Yeah. Uh, all right. What? So no plans to do another one? No, yeah. I think uh, too hot. <laughs> too hot. <laughs> Somewhere in the garage. Right. Um... Maybe in the fall, uh, and then the thing is, right now, COVID and price of used bikes, yeah. the guys are insane. Yeah, they're, they're, I've, price, heard, I've heard. Price of bicycles, yep. of e-bikes. Yes, of, trying uh, to get parts for them as well. Yep. But, but yeah, for also, like, uh, there's no tires anywhere. Right. Uh, it's like, guys, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you know? And especially, like, price. And kind of got tired of it, and I'm more like a... I have a very addictive personality. Okay. So I would do something I will do every day, like until I. Yeah. I no, uh, you your builds because I've done them right. I do the builds. Your your turnaround time on builds is impressive. Yeah, because yeah. this is like that's all I do. Right. Like on weekends, I don't go out. I like I build. I I work on my bike. I call people. Like call my uh, uh, power coding guy. Yeah. I'm like, dude, give me my my yeah. frame and. Uh, the the vapor blaster, what I'm on it, you know, every day trying to to get my stuff done. Yep. And I work on my on my parts also at night and weekends. I just stay home because <laughs> I wanna I wanna get it done. You know. Yeah. No, so absolutely. I got a bunch done. It was fun. And uh, at one point, I'm like, ah, it's getting a little repetitive. Yep. Kind of doing this. Basically, you do pretty much the same thing every time. Yeah. Kinda no. Yeah. It's yep. very similar. And I'm like, oh, they're going to take a break this summer and maybe go and do some things and kind of like not travel because I can with my citizenship and everything. Yep, so yep. I um, I just stay local and then do um, 
uh, Palm Springs and kind of, you know, yep. chill out this summer a little bit. Right, right. Well, yeah, especially like you were working pretty hard with Dylan. Like you were all in for a long time when he was here, right? And going yeah. to the tracks and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, because that's – and, yep. and when Supercross ended, um, I was kind of with him like often yep. just to get ready for outdoors. Yep. Uh, so I did not really have much time. And, spe- and, you know, when I spend a day at the track, even if it's like half a day, you know, it's kind of like a – uh, half a day yeah. and yeah. change. Yeah, I get home. <laughs> I'm like beat up. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Wanna, no, yeah, for sure. It's like 100 yeah. degrees outside. You, you, you standing up for three or four hours, and then like, yeah. I get home. Like, I take a shower. I like, I don't want to do anything. I'm done. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's why um, I was busy with that, and I never got back into it. Right, right. But uh, David Villeman on the show. Uh, coming up with Phil Nicoletti. Can we try the phones? See if they'll work. Thanks. Um, Jason Thomas as well coming up here uh, shortly on the show. And, again, Ryan Villapoto, Jacob Piccolo, and Anton from Swap Moto Live. So Anton says he has two questions for you. I'm scared. Uh, I don't know what they could be, but he says he might end up yelling at you. might end up yelling at him. Ooh. Yeah. So that's good, though. Those are good questions. They're good for the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. i uh, got a question. got some emails here to read as well um, coming up here. <sighs> this one, actually, this one I'm going to save for later. Um, this one is from Allison. Long story short, uh, a great man, this is from Allison, a great man named Brian Kaler, Kaler stole my heart and taught me to ride, and I fell in love with motocross. We have been together for a few years now, and he proposed to me in July. My fiance and I love your show. I wasn't expecting a proposal, and he surprised me, and I have been trying to think of a way to surprise him back. I was hoping, if it was not too much trouble, if you guys could give our engagement a shout-out on your show. They watch the show together. Uh, she just she doesn't uh, have anything to give me, but she would understand if we didn't want to do this. But we, uh, she wants to thank us for keeping the show during COVID. Allison and Brian, they're getting married. Congrats. Do you have any advice for Allison and Brian? Uh, don't listen to me. I got divorced. So uh, <laughs> don't listen to any so of that, my advice. That's it. That's, 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 Mine didn't work. Right, right, right. Um, all right, everybody, let's uh, welcome our next guest to the show. He's our regular uh, co-host, of course, or, or regular caller, I should say. He's going to be a co-host here coming up here. Brought to you by Motorsport.com and ORW. It's Phil Nicoletti. What's up, Phil? Oh, hey, what's up, Steve? How are you? We're good, man. DV in studio here. What's up, DV? How are you? Good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Living the dream. So Phil just got knee surgery. How is it, knee? How, or how is it, Phil? How's the knee? How are we doing? Yeah. It's okay. It's actually uh, going a lot better than um, what I thought. I actually did my first bike ride today, and it's only oh, been wow. 12 days. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, Doc did a really good job, and um, everything turned out well. So, um, uh, I, How long from the surgery to your first bike ride? What, what is that? A couple weeks? Uh, no, it's only 12 days. Dude, so, that seems that yeah. seems early. I know nah, they're all, I know they're doing it, but it's yeah. always like that because twelve if, days. If you yeah. don't wait, yeah. like some people like uh, do a rehab on a knee, like a few days. Really? Yeah, yeah. like I, it's um, yeah, it's 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 quite quick, and I I did a ton of rehab on it before I went into surgery, so my leg was pretty strong already as I went in, so mm-hmm. it helped on the back end quite a bit. Um, but you know, I still I still walk around with a limp and stuff, but on the bicycle and stuff, yeah. it's, uh, you know, obviously I got what was power, like, what was it ACL? Not much there. Yeah, yeah, ACL, MCL, meniscus. So um, it was you know had a 
quite a bit of damage, but uh, man, I, I really, I, I honestly thought I was going to feel a lot worse than what I am, but um, yeah, it worked out for the best. So yeah, um, yeah, we'll we'll see. So you know, they're still still staying three months or whatever, um, but obviously everybody everybody heals. So yeah, um, we'll see. Wow. Um, so you did, you got it done in New York. Uh, no, I actually got it done down here. Oh, um, you did find somebody down and, there. Okay. Yeah, 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 in South Carolina. So it actually worked out. Doctor worked with me. And, um, yeah, it's just hard. Like, if you don't have an in with a doctor, because our, our insurance is so frigged up, you know. Um, so it kind of worked backdoored some stuff. And, wow, uh, you got him a yeah, jersey? You got him a jersey, a signed jersey, and he got you in? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it, uh, yeah, it's. It was a little complicated process, but uh, yeah, it worked out for the best. So I'm I'm happy with the end result. So wow. um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. So hopefully, be on the bike here in a couple months. Uh, a couple months, yeah, that'd be good, man, for sure. Um, and so cadaver or what they do? No, I did because uh, I did my uh, I did the patella uh, tendon on my other knee, so I had good luck with that. Uh, so I did that same on. Uh, oh, my okay. Left one. So like so. a cadaver is, is not very. Good. Oh, it's not. I thought it was a. Yeah. I thought it was like they're both the kind. I still tell you, did twice, twice you broke. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, I I just don't want. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't want to reject a cadaver. I mean, some people have good luck with it. Um, I mean, I, I talked to a bunch of people, like I said, because I did my knee, my other knee uh, 12 years ago, so a lot of things have changed in the past 12 years. So, you know, I asked Dean, because he's been through the ringer with the stuff, and he's done everything except for the patella tendon, which is kind of weird because it's kind of the strongest one, supposedly. Um, you know, he did quad, hamstring, and yeah. whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I just stuck with the with the OG patella tendon, and yeah, so far so good. So right. Well, there's um, a surgery in uh, the surgery in Canada that um, a BMX guy before X Games went okay. there. I don't remember. That was one of the big BMX guys of uh, end of the '90s, early okay. 2000. And um, it's basically like a it's a rubber ligament that they screw in in your tib and your femur. A rubber one. Wow. It, it's rubber. It's, yep. They they drill your your tip. They drill your femur. They screw that shit in, and um, uh, it's like a in a couple of weeks, few weeks, you're good to go. It's yeah. Like something insane. It's not oh, like really? a, yeah. The surgery wow. is not allowed in the U.S., but the, yeah. the guy, you got to look it up okay. somehow. Well, if it's yeah, Canadian yeah. doctors, yeah. you know it's great. It's a BMX, it's a BMX rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Hoffman, Matt Hoffman or something. Matt Hoffman, yeah, he's one of Matt, the OGs. Yeah. yeah, one of those yeah, guys yeah. like that. Yep. Before X game, he broke his knee and he went to get that surgery, Yep. which it's very controversial in the U.S. Um, and... Uh, and I guess right. he worked out. It was right. great. I don't have an ACL since I'm uh, yeah. 13, like for 30 years. I haven't yeah. had one. Yeah. And Some guys are fine, right? Yeah. Uh, but my knee is like sketch. <laughs> it's been sketch yeah. all my career. Yeah. You know, like I, I haven't had one yep. in all my pro career. Right. So, but I would like to to do it. But, you know, I'm, I'll put it away every time. Like, right. Um, so I don't know. Yep. Uh, Phil Unadilla, uh, what a ride by Roxanne. We just hung up with him on the on the show. What a ride! Yeah, man, it's phenomenal. It's it makes me so mad because it's so effortless and so flawless. <laughs> and honestly, like I, to me, 
I almost fell asleep watching it because it, he made it look so easy and was just like like it was boring, right? You know. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't understand how he how he can do that. So. Um, go that fast on a track like that. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, That track was brutal, too. Like, it was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, he's done performances like that on the same tracks before. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? On the exact same track. So. Right. Um, But, I mean, still, I mean, even DV's guy, Dylan, he wrote good. You know, I just, uh, you know, on a day when Kenny's, you know, uh, you know, five out of five, you can't, I don't think you can really stop him on something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, Sexton, too. Like, you watch Sexton, you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's such a great riding style. You know, and then you add Jetta, like, yeah, the three Honda guys just yep. were flawless. Like, it's it crazy. So, um, yeah, that definitely wouldn't have been me out there. Mike <laughs> would have been dragging the whole night. <laughs> but I think the, would, I think the yeah. Hondas, uh, the way they're set up. Yep. They 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 good for that con- the type of condition. I think they like softer setup. Um, power is not as high as the other bikes. Mm-hmm. Like right. it's power delivery. Like less less torque. You know. Mm-hmm. Like uh, um, I think that helps them a little bit. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. This type mm-hmm. of truck. Uh. Well. Yeah. It was a it was a certainly a ride red day. What about AP's crash? Said his hand slipped off. Is what? His what, hand slipped off. Really? With yeah. His hand? Yeah. Wow. I mean, i seen his right foot kind of slip a little bit or something, so I didn't know if he missed the rear brake and he got a full-on whiskey. But <laughs> but I think that's, that's, a whiskey, that's a whiskey throw move. Like, yeah, you mean his 100%. right if yeah. his right hand came off yeah. and then at the same time he gassed it? Right, him. right. Um, yeah, but I think every – what I see, I don't know what happened really. Like, people say, oh, his, his throw got stuck. No, he can't. Yeah. It's not possible. It's the yeah. last – Thing that could happen, but I think he landed maybe like perfect in the downside of a hole over like a yeah. little landing and thing, going, yeah. and then uh, maybe over rev before also like kind of like rev before he hit yep. the, the ground, right? And then the forks bounce just the right amount just to go through the. D- Dude, I think it was a cocktail of yeah, everything yeah. that happened <laughs> on yeah. the right moment yeah. to do that. That was just a freak, freak-looking crash for a guy with that sort of skill. Uh, it, and the bike was just wrecked. Just the bike yeah. was gone. Like, <laughs> Seat, suffering, muffler, refender. Yeah, the bike was gone. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, you think Kenny would have won that first moto? Yeah, I do. I mean, he was coming. Yeah. AP was coming, though, for sure. I liked AP that, with that new section. You know, they yeah. got rid of that long yeah. sweeper yeah. where Ricky, they couldn't have changed that when I raced. I hated that <laughs> stupid off camber. You know, the, when they crash yeah. right here, yeah. when you yeah. landed, you always caught your, your inside foot because it was so yeah, you're off turning, camber. You're trying to turn. And, and, yeah. and this sweeper sucked. I hated the, I'd love you to do that. Right. That section, I hated it. <laughs> Phil, did you hate that section too? Uh, I, I mean, everybody did. Rut- I, think. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was a death trap when it got rutted. Yeah, you know it was I mean? like. I mean, the ruts went all the way back to the amateur track, but I was super pissed because they brought back that section. You know, DV, you hit that section a lot where it went up to the amateur pits, like yeah. you know, the big horseshoe. And like when I turned pro, like oh eight, I think oh seven might have been the last year they they ran that drop off hill, and then in oh eight they took it away, and it never came back. And of course this year they bring it back. Yeah, you know? but we it uh, seems like you we, guys went further. We went further, yeah. and then the drop off was like a real drop off. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of looked yeah. like um, 
um, Majora, kind of like a yeah, flat and yeah, they yeah. kind of drop down. Yep. But yeah. uh, I really liked AP's line. So at the bottom of that hill, yeah. on the right end there before you go back, yeah. um, like AP was like coming like open his turn and yeah. he was taking like the, the single on the inside and jumping far into like the rut. Mm -hmm. And he was catching Roxanne right okay. there like every lap. Yep. And then where he sucked every lap was at the, was yeah, at the bottom of the screw. Oh. He lost like two yeah. seconds yeah. in one Dude. turn. I'm like, where is he? <laughs> like I was winning, for, he's like on his ass right there going down. Yeah. And, then, and then going back up when you have like those table, like the tabletop yeah. sideways and, and the other tabletop like before, the, before you get to the store. Like, you almost thought he crashed. I don't know, he's here. He lost two <laughs> seconds in one turn. I'm like, and he did that like a few laps in a row. Right. I'm like, yep. are you going to fix that and then stay right. with him at one point? You think, no. wow, that, it seemed like that screw you. That the, the bottom gets so jacked, like it doesn't flow, right? It's from guys <laughs> just hitting a wall nice. and trying to go back up. Like, no, like it, nothing it, flows it, there. I don't it's know. It's, Kenny, it's, was, Kenny was in and out, yeah. like no problem. Like it looked like it was a flat corner, and AP was making it look like, dude, it was an enduro cross corner. Like they had logs <laughs> across it. Yeah, but that, that's, that goes back to what I'm saying. I think bike setup here and mm -hmm. then power delivery and riding style. Yeah. Here you have to be like, it's a thorough control only because you have the rut, you see the, the rut berm slash berm on the bottom, yep. but three quarter of it, after there's nothing. And then you kind of go up off camber, it's super slick. Right. And then you gotta really use, you know, gas it when your wheels are in a berm. And then you have to let off a little bit when you, you get at the end of the, yeah. uh, the corner just to find the traction and then, then kind of like go back to it when you're straight up the hill. Right. And then I think AP was like, he was too aggressive yeah, when yeah. The, the berm wasn't there. And he was like sliding, I sided a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then that was it, he couldn't go up. Uh, Phil, did you did you get to ride Unadilla much, the regular track growing up? Like, was it just the No. Like they no, never we raced there? Yeah, we were never allowed to back then. It was okay. just like, you know, that was like sacred land. So we were only allowed to ride the amateur side on the other side. Okay, so, all right. Um, I did get to ride it one time in like 03 on an 85 for a parts unlimited day on a, on a Monday. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah, I was yeah. able to skip school, but yeah, that was it. Yeah. So I was, uh, was now, now they ride it all the time. I actually have a cool story about, you know, yeah. Um, so my first year in 2000, um, Yamaha made me go do amateur race in Southwick. Okay, yeah, the, the week, week before. before. Right. So I went 3-1, uh, one, Dowd 1, he went 1-2, yeah. whatever. And uh, But during the week, between the two, like the yeah. amateur race and Southwick, I didn't ride in the sand. Yeah. So Yamaha brought me to Unidina, and they brought me to Binghamton. And they let you ride the tracks? Mm -hmm. To ride the tracks. Wow. To before the yeah. because that was my first year. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty uh, good. Deal. I didn't know any wow. of the tracks. I actually went up before that. I went to Inktown. I tested Inktown. We went to Washougal to midweek. Mid I flew in the oh. morning, rode, fly out at night. How'd your bike get there? Box van. Guy Holy shit. drove 20 hours one way just for one day of testing. <laughs> wow, that's, that's pretty good. But when we got to Unadilla, 
they say, uh, yeah, pro track. No, you got to ride the. Yeah, yeah. So, I, <laughs> so I went to Unidita from Southwick. To ride the amateur track. To ride the <laughs> shitty track in the back. It was like, it, it was full of like yeah. boulders and rocks. Yeah, yeah. Horrible. It's a massive Ch fucking rock. Yeah, there. the rocks are insane. <laughs> they're, they're, like, what, they're like, what is Villeman doing here? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was doing, and actually, YOT guys were there. I think uh, um, maybe Ernie was there yeah. and uh, mm. Bakalu went too. Um, we had a few of us went there. Yeah, yeah. It was like kind of muddy. It was like put of water. <laughs> Did not everywhere. help you one bit for Unadilla National. <laughs> no one bit. Right, right. And then <laughs> National. The and the same year, the, 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 the Unadilla National, we're going to talk about it in okay. the overall travel story yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that that didn't work out at all. And Binghamton, it was a piece of crap too. I hated that trial. Uh, Phil's talking shit on Binghamton. Phil's gonna fight you. Phil's Dude, gonna fight that, you. That's that's, that's that's maybe the worst tra the worst national track I ever raced. Come on. My, come on. Seriously, that that tunnel. No 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 no. That 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 tunnel bridge, uh, whatever yeah. jump. Like when you land in that black soft dirt before you go up in the trees right there. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. Yeah. That super cross section sucked. The <laughs> <laughs> the triple down the hill that was like so sketchy it was ice you know you could you, you i did could, that on a cr 125 yeah you could die every oh, every lap there uh, <laughs> uh, the, the step up just before the step up sideways kind of you, you yeah, come yeah. in like yeah. f wide open and then bo you lose both wheels on the takeoff every <laughs> lap i was like dude this truck sucks phil's gonna fight you he and then the start yeah. the start is like a, yeah. a super short yeah. and 180 uh, yep. right ender you yeah. know like stupid <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, we get rid of Binghamton and we go to Muddy Creek for sure. <laughs> no, you know. I would I, seriously. I would take uh, a national on the parking lot of Walmart before I go to Binghamton. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks to Phil Nicoletti for calling in. Motorsport.com, uh, supporting his call in, and uh, we thank those guys as well. Please check them out. Order OEM and aftermarket parts from the folks at Motorsport. Uh, they will help you out. And uh, so, Phil, I want to get our next guest on here as well. So, before the season, myself and you and Ryan Gauld were on a group text, and um, we were talking about the Canadian Nationals, and you were saying that th this Jacob Piccolo. He's, uh, he's a kid from Canada, and you said he could win the MX2 class up there in Canada. And Galdi and I both kind of laughed at you, didn't we? Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, you guys said I was an idiot. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah exactly. You, you know? said you're, we, we said you're an idiot because you were riding with Piccolo down at the club, and, and you know, you'd mm -hmm. seen him, and, you, of course, you spent some time up there the last few years. Well, Phil, he did it. He won the yeah. MX2 title this past weekend at Walton. So. Yep, got it done. So it was, uh, it was impressive. I yeah, I told Goldie back in March. I think he'd be a good underdog if everything could kind of come together and he could get his head right. Um, well, and obviously, bike needs to see. You know, there's a yeah. shit ton of variables, but uh, yeah, it wow. uh, worked out awesome. Let's uh, let's bring him in right now to uh, to the show. Uh, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show, Jacob Piccolo. What's going on, man? Congratulations. Hey, thank you very much. So, yeah. how was Phil, like, you know, riding with him at club, Jacob? I mean, was he, he must have just been super positive with you all in the preseason, super pumping you up, telling you, you know, right? That, that, that's how Phil works, Jacob? <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. He, he treated me out a couple times, you know, crashing and stuff, but it was definitely, it was awesome riding with him and everyone else down there. Uh, yeah, that's, listen, and like, like we said, Jacob, I don't know if you heard us, but he was calling you 
as a potential title guy before the year. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. Um, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he was a he was a bit of a ticking time bomb still when he was down there. No <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> what what do you what, like crashing or what was yeah, it? Oh yeah, the little fucker's made out of like uh, out of rubber. Like, I've, <laughs> I mean, the car wheels are just unreal. Like, you know, we have two motos during the day. In one moto, he's hounding me, like stalking me for 35 right. minutes. And then the next moto, he's riding back to the truck because bars are bent or he's, you know, ass over tea kettle, you know. And we had to kind of tell him, like, dude, you know, it's you don't have to go 110% all the time. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> Let's finish a day going, you know, 80%, finish both motos and work from there. So, right. Um, yeah, there was no uh, no blow-ups up there. Um, yeah. The, uh, no, no grenades, no nothing. So yeah, Piccolo. Awesome. So is this true? You were crashing a lot at club. You were you were, you were were having some issues early yeah. on. Yeah, I had, a, I had a couple of wrecks there. And, uh, uh, just some dumb little tip-overs. Um, <laughs> kind of would have, like, a good mother there, and then I would have a stupid little tip-over, and... Uh, just all tip overs, Phil? Okay. <laughs> yeah, What's that? For sure. Yeah, dude, those things yeah. weren't just fucking tip overs, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, had some fucking wad ups. Uh, Jacob, man, <laughs> listen, you came into the final round. There's three guys for a chance for the title uh, McNabb, Sanai. Uh, you got it done. How nerve wracking was that final round for you? you? You won the first moto, right? Uh, no, I got second the first one. Oh, okay. I the whole shot. And uh, I got into it with another rider and kind of, kind of almost fell there. And then yeah. Marco got by me, and I kind of just you know, I uh, just kept behind him the whole moto. I couldn't really, couldn't really pass. There was super difficult to pass, but right. Um, man, you got to be stoked. Uh, really, really cool job. And, and, you know, I mean, again, yeah, going into the final round, you there was three guys that could have won it, and. Uh, I mean, did you really think, Jacob, coming in? I mean, look, you you know, obviously we, we saw you last year. You had speed at times. You had put in some good performances. You missed some races also. Did you think you could win the title this year, like 100%, or were you thinking that this year you could win some races and move forward? Or was this the title on your mind, outside of Phil, of course, pumping your tires? Yeah, um, I, don't know, I knew I'd definitely be, you know, up there getting wins uh, consistently, and I had a few people, like, telling me, you know, I could definitely win this championship and it was kind of getting my confidence up a bit and uh-huh. and uh, I just took it round by round and, you know, by the end I was had the red plate coming in the last round and it felt good. Had a, uh, had a brake pedal break on me at uh, DeChambeau, actually, so oh, okay. uh, lost some points there and uh, was, a, was definitely nervous coming in the last round for sure. Uh, yeah, I bet, right? Phil, did you talk to him? Do you talk to Jacob much? Are you texting him? Uh... Yeah, I texted him and, and his old man, you know, um, okay. during the week, just kind of see how things are going and before, you know, but, you know, it's as soon as they're up there, you can't really do much, but uh, right. I just told Jake before he we went up there, just, dude, do not fucking grenade, you know what I mean? <laughs> every moto, you have to be on the box, every moto, you have to be scoring points, you know, if you want to have it at the end, and yeah, the kid did exactly that. So if he had it, he went for it. If he didn't have it, yeah. he didn't. He didn't toss it away like he's, you know, everyone thinks he's accustomed to. Um, he kind of changed his demeanor and, yeah, turned into a, a Canadian champ. So yeah, yeah. that's awesome, Jacob. Pretty don't awesome. grenade. That was the that was the advice. Don't fucking yeah. grenade. Yeah, I told him I was gonna drive <laughs> yeah. over the fucking border and 
<laughs> beat him if he did. So uh, yeah, he told you a few times. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> worked out. But how many? How many people jumped on the bandwagon though, Jake? Uh, yeah, quite a few people. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's got right. some doubters that's coming right. in. Well, yeah, that's. That's Listen, Jacob, I got to be full full honesty here. I mean, I'm from Manitoba, so I'm pulling for the Manitoba kid. You know, I, I mean, I really was. I was like, let's – Manitoba has never had a good rider. We've never had a title rider. We've always had shitty – our best rider ever got fifth overall in Canada. That was our best ever deal. So when Ryder McNabb, the Canadian kid, I'm just like, this is it. Manitoba's finest. But, Jacob, you did it, man. So, I, you know, I just got to be honest with that. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate that. Hey, so uh, you've had listen. We've we've all uh, the Canadian Moto fans. We've heard about you for a long time. We've read about you for a long time. Um, you've had some ups and downs in your career, uh, a little bit. How do you feel now? Like, how do you feel like you're finally getting into your own uh, um, here now? Or like, what was the reason sort of for your emergence the last couple of years? Uh, maturity, physical, whatever. Um, definitely uh, hopping on the 250. I feel like I had. Uh, it was definitely, you know, had more speed and and stuff like that. Yep. And, uh, I, you know, I went down a couple of years ago to the TransCan and got some intermediate titles. Mm-hmm. And then club definitely, you know, helped me step up my step up my game, you know, another notch. And just, that was like, last year was, uh, I club was like my first year actually, you know, being full-time, like training all the time and all okay. that. And yep. riding four or five times a week. And that definitely helped a lot definitely riding with those fast guys because i've never really done that and it obviously showed from last year to this year so it almost sounds like you took it a little bit more serious like you're like hey i gotta train and and really put in motos yeah for sure like last year you know i would ride i'd I'd be lucky to get out you know once once uh or twice a week and then weekends and uh you know, this year was, you know, full time. The the endurance was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I had solid motos. Uh, you know, I'd ride four or five times a week, and that, you know, that just really helped me get consistent on the bike. And definitely all the trainers at club really helped me out. And, and uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so, Phil, yeah, that was it. Training, actually, <laughs> Phil, and riding more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's, it's hard. Like, I mean, DV can attest to it. Yeah. Dude, the kids with talent nowadays are a dime a dozen. Right. Like, they're everywhere, you know. Every kid can throw down a burner lap and this and that. But the, the problem is is when they actually have to step up and, and train for, you know, uh, three, four months to actually prepare for something. They can't really commit. And every time it gets hard, they'll stop, you know. Right. Um, but, you know, can appreciate a kid that has talent that ends up utilizing it or they don't let it go to waste. You know, yep. um, which was cool because, I mean, everyone, like I said, kind of wrote Jake off, you know, just because he was like a ticking time bomb. Yeah, really yeah. Or nothing, you know what I mean? So, and, and fair enough to McNabb's point, you know, he's unreal kid, super fast. And, you know, two, three years next year, he's going to be a threat, no doubt about it. So, and same with Ward as well and, and Canella. But, yeah, um, yeah if, it, if a kid's got talent, that's one thing. But, um, you know, if they can harness the talent and utilize it to, to do good, it's, it's something totally different. So, I mean, they come all the time, you know, yeah. kids throw down burner laps and then, you know, they think that's all there is to it. But it's not the case. Right. Jacob, so obviously you're going to stick with the Club MX Phil Nicoletti training program going forward. I mean, right? This, this has to work. Yeah, for sure. I'll be down there. I'll be down there in February or January. Uh, uh, such, an, such a great program down there. 
having mm-hmm. to get to ride with Phil and all the fast guys down there really helps for up here. Now we we heard from a, a guy that was down there one time, uh, Phil. Phil got worked by uh, uh, Zach Osborne. Uh, Marchbanks was all over him on a 250F. You know, this is what our spies were telling us, Jacob, about Club MX one day. Uh, did you witness any of this? Uh, I actually left for a week uh, when, when Osborne came up. But, yeah, Marchbanks. Yeah, was so he, was, he, was, he wasn't there really. for the ass beating. Oh, he wasn't yeah. there for the ass beating. Okay. No, no. <laughs> so it was good. There was what, limited eyes around. Right. Uh, Jacob Piccolo brought to you by OffRoadWarehouse.com. Get your bike to the track with style and performance from Offroad Warehouse. Uh, they've got new locations all the time now. They just opened one up in Arizona. They help Chaparral, uh, Team Chaparral with Mumford and Shock. And they also help uh, Marshbanks and Phil. Uh, they have stores throughout the West Coast. And the Pulp MX code saves with, at OffRoadWarehouse.com. Stop in to check out the latest in truck, Jeep, Overland, UTV and racing products from the industry's leading brands. Thanks to uh, ORW, OffRoadWarehouse.com. And thanks to Motorsport.com for bringing us Phil Nicoletti. And uh, so, Jacob, I got to be honest, too. When Phil was talking about your championship hopes, listen, I've Sky Racing has had a checkered past. We know this, right, with riders. So one of the things I'm like, look, I don't think that Sky Racing, Aldick and Sky Racing can have a championship guy. I feel like there's going to be bike issues or problems or whatever. It was your team that you signed up with. And look, man, you had a great year, and I was fully in the wrong there. I got to congratulate Sky Racing. Uh, it was they, they proved me wrong, um, you know, as far as having a title contender. Uh, so all of that. So, Jacob, um, yeah, I was totally wrong. Good job to Sky Racing for this too as well. Yeah, uh, big shout-out to Al Dick. Um, he was one of the few that believed in me and, you know, put me on the team. And and uh, he knew even before I went to club that I'd be a title threat. And uh, it was just, you know, awesome. He's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, testing the bikes and all that. And he's a really great dude. And, yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying the, the whole process. Right, right. So, Phil, I got to eat crow on that one, too, because I didn't think Sky would, you know. Yeah, I think I actually bet you and Galdi a hundred bucks, five to one. If Jake, if Jake oh, wins it, Jesus, so no, you I, did I not. Think, yeah, no, I think I made a, <laughs> I made a quick grant. Oh yeah, there's no chance you you would put any money, Phil, because you're so cheap. See, that's that's bullshit. Now you're not going to pay your debt. Oh, uh, you're 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 you know? way too cheap for that. Um, uh, I want to. I'm going to ask Jacob uh, a tough question. So, okay, how much did uh, when he when he started winning? Okay, I mean, uh, obviously KTM didn't want to hire you right because obviously normally they, in the past they fielded a 250 guy but this year they just went with two 450 guys and didn't do a 250 guy mm-hmm. so in the end you know did they start helping and coming around or what, what, what was the vibe who i mean who was making the call at ktm was it jsr or was it somebody else um yeah definitely uh jsr and matt have been a been a big help this year they've been giving us some some support and yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay jacob's not really he's not really talking about it phil <laughs> that's all right as i know i was just i was just right. curious to see how much ktm canada you know so go, oh yeah now now we got a kid that's winning right I right kinda, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's hey jump on the horse come under our truck bring your bike yeah, under yeah. our truck right yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> you know which i mean i get it but jake's kind of put himself in that position to where maybe he didn't belong under there but i just was wondering how fast it took them to kind of be like oh yeah you know 
come on over. We'll take care of you real quick, you know, which that's how the sport no, is. No, that's but, how the sport uh, works. It's not yeah, necessarily yeah, a, a, yeah, it's not necessarily a slam yeah. on KTM Canada because that's how these no, things work, no. right? No, that's, a, that's you're exactly right. So that, that that's cool. So at least that's, the budget was there to help and um, seal the deal up. And 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 Jacob, so you're from you're from BC, right? Yeah. What what part? Uh, so I'm like 30 minutes from Vancouver. Oh, okay, like Abbotsfordish or something like that. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. That, that oh, true. okay, yeah, yeah. So let's continuing the strong trend of West Coast Canadian riders being really good. So uh, I like I like to see that because you know I am Manitoban, and so the you know we're sort of the West a little bit, kinda. Um, Jacob, so when does the Supercross series start there? Um, about shoot, we got a two weeks off. Okay, and, and then uh, we start back up. And are you doing it? You're doing it. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be uh, training on some Supercross here. Uh, there's a couple of tracks around Ontario that have some Supercross, and I'll be doing that. Do you think that they will honor Phil at all, a past Canadian Supercross champion? Will there be any? <laughs> have you heard any rumors of you know? memorials or, or ceremonies or anything no i haven't but they have to right he's supercross <laughs> champion yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, for sure dude uh no hey so uh are you signed up for next year jacob uh, talking about that a little bit are you a free agent coming off a uh, your first pro title here or what what's the story yeah i, I just signed with sky for a year okay so you're open oh man yeah. phil yeah. are you going to help jacob with his negotiations <laughs> His price is high at the moment. Right. So are you gonna no you're gonna help high. you're gonna help Mount Phil? You're gonna call these guys? Ooh, I mean, how many people does it really call? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, not not that many. <laughs> JSR and uh, and hot dog yeah. vendor. Call hot dog yeah. vendor. I know, I know. Well, hot dog vendor. He's got his guy, and right. Um, you know, I guess for another year. And Diggs, he's got his guy for another year. He's going to be a threat. So I mean, there's kind yeah. of. Uh, only a couple little areas to go, but that's true. Um, and Sanai, kind of, you think Sanai will go back? Uh, I don't know. I'm possibly. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not really sure, but uh, I don't think the Orange is a bad place. So no, no, absolutely yeah. not. Uh, Jacob, what was your favorite track this year up there? Uh, I definitely have to say Deschambeau. That track is sick. I feel like yeah. it's one of the more like legit national style tracks. Yeah. Yeah, Deschambeau is my favorite one up there too. It's like. I don't know. I mean, Gopher, yeah, it's gnarly, but I think Deschambeau is, like, uh, pretty pretty cool. Wallen's actually pretty awesome as well when it, if it's wet and it's watered and gets yep. gnarly rutted. But right. uh, I think Deschambeau just for the layout. Yeah, the other one does. That's the sandy, hilly one, right, a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that one does look sick for sure. Uh, Jacob, man, thanks for coming on. appreciate it. Um, Congrats on the success uh, and the title and everything else. Uh, doing a good job, man. Um, so, yeah, thanks a lot for coming on. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on the show. No worries, man. Uh, talk to you soon. And, and remember, uh, just whatever Phil says, just just follow Phil. Just that's it. That's, that's the advice. <laughs> Do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Thanks, Phil. Right. Or thanks, Jacob, See I should say. Thanks, man. See you, Jacob. Thank you. All right, that's Jacob Piccolo on the Pulp Mech Show, brought to you by ORW. Phil Nicoletti brought to you by Motorsport.com. We've got a couple of phone calls here. Uh, Nash is on, too. Nash, what's up? What's your question for Phil? Gentlemen, gentlemen. What's up? Phil, always a pleasure, everyone. How are you, mate? So if the knee's coming back, Phil, strong, 
how soon mm. can we see you tread into the team manager position? You know, it's a good one to be in the sport. No, 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 team no, no and, team manager. And be immersed in the team that's supporting you. No, no team manager role yet. I still want to race, so. Uh, yeah, but yeah, when you're getting on the mend, you can be there guiding, providing your insight and knowledge no, as a journeyman. No, 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 no I got enough young. headaches. I don't need any more. <laughs> you're, you know? no, you're not going to do it, Phil. Team manager spot? Yeah. No, I, I mean. Dude, fill no, in. No, a fill in manager. No, Come no, on. Not anytime soon. No, no, no. <laughs> no Dude, you're right no. there at club. You could jump into the show. Come on. No, I, I, I can't. I still want to ride. All right, all right. If you can't, if you can't do that, how about a vlog? I mean, do you know how much YouTube money you'd be making, Phil, if you did a vlog? I just, I, I'm not going to flood the market with another vlog out there. There's a lot of vlogs, DV. There's a lot of vlogs. I'm, I, I don't watch any of them. Uh huh. This, they're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I uh, if, love if they if they make twenty seven dollars a month with their vlogs, it's maybe the max they can make. No, those guys are crushing it, man. No, nah, they are. They make, they make more than twenty seven. Nah, bucks. they make. I can, <laughs> yeah, I vlogs. I, I know a guy that makes over a million bucks. He has two point. He, he makes yeah. over a million bucks a year, but he has two point five subscribers. Marks, what do you think? Like the top moto guy makes in a vlog, like AC or what are they making? Um, I would have to look at their view count oh. to be able to give it. Oh boy! Yeah. Big so. uh, small. I think it's like y- I'll go look. I'll y- go look. You have to make like a millions of views to to make ten thousand bucks or something. You got a million yeah. views. Uh, I'm yeah. just TV, not carrying TV, around they a should have camera TV's rants and people just give cue cards that we know that you have superior insight but, on, and you flip the card over. But people already put everything on Instagram stories. What do you need a vlog for? It's like. Yeah, but no, DV's insight. What do you need, TikTok? What do you need, uh, uh, stories? Speaking of of vlogs, Troll Train Phil is in a bad spot. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, the next vlog will be depressing. (laughs) Poor poor Troll Train. We need less vlogging and more writing. (laughs) DV's mental training. That's what what the the next YouTube video should be, DV's mental training. And Uh, that's when you hit the drop tits. Right there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they don't know shit. The Supercross one? That's the one? Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. The, Steve, thank you. you yeah. We're on top of it. Tits, right. Super Tits is, he's, he's sleeping over there. He, he's Dude, not even paying God. attention. No. I love it. Hey, last thing before I go. Steve, you are aware that you have an X-Brand champion, Craig DeLong. Cross. X-Brand goggle athlete. Yeah. He's a champion, but you never mention him. Yeah, Craig DeLong. No, everybody knows Craig DeLong. Yeah, he won the X2. That, he's, he's a champion. Wait, did he, did he win the X2? Is that what I'm talking about? What's yeah, it must be. Yeah, it had to be X, uh, XC2. XC2. Yeah. yeah. What is that? Uh, GCC. Uh. Wake up, Supercross. 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 That's it. That was the advice to young Adam Cien Cirillo. Oh, yeah? In studio in the Pulp Show. That's what you told him. Oh, yeah? Dude, you didn't listen. He's vlogging. He's <laughs> busy vlogging. He didn't listen. Exactly. No, uh, seriously, talking what? about vlogs for a okay. second. Yeah. Um, like people, fans, the fan base. Yeah. If they have to listen to your post show, your pre shows, mm. everybody's vlogs, everybody's stories, ev- <laughs> like all face, all face, uh, like all race reports, uh, Pulp show, um, um, uh, Gypsy King uh, show uh, podcast. Um, Fantasy Motocross TV. Uh, Fantasy Motocross. Uh, yeah, don't get me started on that Pulp one. Pulp Fantasy. Ah, yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah, but I- if you put all this together, yeah, when do people work? 
and sleep and eat because there's too much content. No, they don't. They don't work anymore, DV. Have you not, have you not seen? <laughs> no, don't like? start. Don't start with this either. <laughs> we ain't starting with this either. Oh, this uh, would be great. We ain't Let's starting. get into a political discussion uh, with Phil no, and DV. No, Phil, we ain't, we ain't going there. <laughs> just, just don't. You know, <laughs> I'm like, there's way too much. I, I'm just tired thinking about it. Having to go through well, but all I those think DV, vlogs and DV, content. If you're a consumer of Moto, you just you have your choice, right? You don't listen to everything, and you you, you like pulp stuff or you it's like a buffet, vlogs. So. It's a, a Moto fan buffet. And and you the thing it. is, the worst thing is they they celebrating uh, mediocrity in result all the time, like fans, like in comments, they they blowing everybody up, like the guys, like people that. Just show up. They have new set of gear. Can qualify. Or will never is this a race score, rant? score point. Like, uh, oh, you're so good. You're amazing. You're great. No, you suck, bro. You, you suck. You can't qualify. You don't make points. You know, you can't score a top 20 in a national out of 24 stupid motos. I'm sorry. Find a new hobby. You're not good. Find a new vlog to vlog about. You know, find uh, something TV. else to vlog about. That, just, that just fucking wrecked me. <laughs> do, do you understand? Like, but everybody celebrates mediocrity and failure and like with like all oh, this social media thing. Like, right. oh, you're so TV. good. TV. Like, everyone in the world nowadays is a winner, man. That's I know, it. but I'm like, dude, trophy. you guys, you guys suck, <laughs> dude. Stop, TV. stop TV. vlogging. You, you like. <laughs> and then those guys, like, I've seen a couple of them, like, those guys, and they take themselves so seriously. They have oh, to have the, the latest freaking forks and inside, the latest uh, uh, goggles, the latest real tire. I'm like, dude, you, you, you give a, a stock bike from 10 years ago to a factory guy, he's going to go 10 seconds faster than you. Like, it's not in your equipment. Okay, okay, so you know, at one point, is you got to do something else than vlogging. You know, TV, give him an extension cord. No shit, asshole. Uh, Hand him an extension Mark cord. says that AAC probably made five hundred dollars for the last vlog that he did. Great. Okay, I'm, I'm the, just, the guy I, makes I, two million a year. What do you? <laughs> why? It, it's like you know, there's like this is the race deck rent. There's like okay, a, a, a wad of hundred dollar bills. Yep. In in a freaking case, you know. Steve, and then he's going to go, goal. and then he, he says, oh, no, that's not, uh, let's pick up a few pennies over there. You know? <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, 500 bucks for one vlog? How many mm -hmm. views is that? Dude. That was like 140,000, so that's probably probably right around the 500 range. You think that's that much? I don't think that's that much. Uh, I would, yeah. Based on... Because uh, what we, we have, we have. Based it, so. on based uh, on numbers we did for uh, similar videos. Yeah, uh, okay. If you yeah. do one every week, four, you know, four races a you know, month, whatever. Okay. Yeah, two, two grand. Yeah, great. Yeah. That's yeah. A great. You know, like, how much... Of, doesn't need the two grand. I do. I know, you but know? I, I, I understand. I understand. Race Tech Rant of the Night, David Villeman on vlogs. I loved it. No, I, have, I have other ones. <laughs> okay. I have many other rants. <laughs> that's good. We, that's we, good we can do a show is, with, like, rants only, uh, you know? You just became Phil's favorite retired rider. <laughs> Why? Just with that rant about these guys. Uh, Dude, I love that was it. wonderful. That's TV gold, Steve. That's why he comes uh, on the show. That's why he, he comes on. Honest Ab perspective. Absolutely. Right uh, thanks, Nash. Thank you, buddy. Go get him, guys. Enjoy it. Cheers. Thanks. Appreciate it. Cel celebrating media uh, mediocrity is the greatest thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's my opinion, I guess. <laughs> that's my opinion. Uh, Justin's I think on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hear about this one for a while, too. Uh, Justin's <laughs> on five. Justin, what's up? You want to talk to DV and Phil? 
Yeah, man. Uh, so I ran into DV last weekend at a market square in the woodland and uh, let know, let Phil know that I went 11-13 for ninth this weekend. 11-13 <laughs> for nine. What nice work. Hell. Yeah. How does that even work? Um, we made it work, man. Yeah. Uh, so you were at the Mer- Meros uh, training post, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, actually my, my daughter it's a uh, kind of like south hollywood okay. area there's like a vintage of uh, market okay you know a bunch of overpriced la yes. stuff and um uh my do- i brought my daughter a few years ago and she wanted to do like a family day so my ex-wife her boyfriend my son we went to to that place okay. for one day and i guess and you saw a dv there yeah i was there yeah. chilling um all right well uh thanks justin thanks for the call man thank you all right thanks Ah, oh, phil that's 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 great so phil's not going to start a vlog anytime soon now because dv will yeah <laughs> now that i know how I, i'm getting i, I guess like for like struggling private cheer makes 500 bucks of vlog is great right. uh if if they can i don't do they get like a hundred thousand plus views i don't they know they probably don't know but, um, but um maybe even if they get a couple hundred bucks i think i'm sure that helps them but i have a, a real tough time you know <laughs> with this stuff <laughs> i have a tough time i'm like for for me like i'm so focused on writing like getting like be prepared 100 yeah. like finding the right spot like the right strategy what to to the right get to, mm-hmm. to pick what to do in the first lap i'm like i'm like intense into this stuff yeah. you know performance 100 mm-hmm. when i see all this stuff pop up i'm like dude Oof. uh so you're not buying any alex ray sketchy merchandise uh what is that it's his line his merch hey ray's got merch oh uh, yeah uh, yeah so that see this is a this is a, a big thing yeah the, the merch thing. merch okay yeah. uh donald's on four he wants to talk about wygant uh donald what's up man hey how's it going guys good you want to talk about weege yeah, he's uh, a little underpaid, you know. Oh, wow. Okay. A little underpaid. He, 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 <laughs> I'll tell you who's he, underpaid. He was at, he was, he was at uh, Loretta Lynn's. Just, you know, he never got off that podium, and then uh, he went straight to the motocross stuff. You know, he, he's doing his little weed show, speaking of blogs. Yeah. That guy's going to make some money. Yeah, see? Weed is underpaid, Phil. Yeah, I'm underpaid. Listen, he doesn't. We we underpays me. He doesn't. Weege doesn't make it one dime from that week of Loretta's. It's just all rolled into his deal, and he's hard working. You're right, Donald. He's working hard. Dude, he he kills it. Yeah, no, you're you're right about that, man. He does a good job. So yeah, well, some appreciation for Wygant, Phil. All right. Well, I mean, uh, Weege has multiple incomes, so I, I I think he does okay. All right. Come on, Phil. Get on your bike and keep riding. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> uh, th- good. Thanks, Donald. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. Thanks. So, Phil, All you're right. coming in studio here uh, after Paula, we think. Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, the motorsport.com, uh, uh, you know, fill-in call will uh, will take place in person. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Go to trying to go to Paula for the race. Yep. Um, for ORW, and then. Um, yeah, come up at, uh, to Vegas. Awesome. So, Looking forward to it. Star Hotel and everything. Be dialed. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, well I'll check on the five star hotel. DV, I put them up at the, at the Silverton here, and so it's not exactly five star. I put myself. Yeah, but I, I'm paying for it. So. <laughs> I, I, I put myself. <laughs> okay. Just, just put it this way, where because I book stuff like it was my money. Right. And it's convenient. Yeah. So I flew Southwest. You flew Southwest, yeah. And then I'm staying for seventy-two bucks down the street, which is like a nine-dollar Uber ride. Yeah. And uh, I I won't even go to the strip on this trip. Just like last time, actually. Yeah. I haven't been to the strip this year. Yeah. We're gonna uh, we're gonna dial you in just like that, Phil, when you come in. Actually, the Silverton is good. There's a Johnny Rockets there. It's actually pretty nice. Okay. And then uh, there's a blackjack table, so we're good. Uh, awesome. Thanks, uh, thanks, Phil. Thanks for coming in. Thanks to Motorsport. Thanks to ORW, of course. So we'll see you in studio after Paula, but we'll talk to you after Buds, of course. Sounds good. Thanks, boys. Have a good night. All right. Thank you. That's Phil Nicoletta, everybody. Uh, thanks to those guys for helping us out, Motorsport and ORW. And, of course, I want to thank the folks at uh, Works Connection. Pulpum X20 is the code to save Works Connection. I love the purchase that they have, the easy purchase. Fantastic. I put them on all my builds. Speaking of that, uh, Atlas Neck Brace. I, I got the I, are those okay. the builds like tits are working on? Or What's that? No, he, he, he's, the, he's the mountain bike repair guy. That, that's, um, yeah, he's yes. the mountain bike repair guy. I was, that was a shot at you because oh. you know you don't work on your bicycles. I, I do work on my – oh, yeah, <laughs> no, bicycles, not so much. Uh, uh, thanks to FMF, Guts Racing, Get Data, Atlas Neck Brace. The Vision Brace is out now. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. And, uh, and of course, the great David Villeman in studio here. So, listen, the folks at OGO uh, have stepped up with us a little bit. They want to give away to you people a 9800 Pro uh, bag so that – 9800 Pro Bag. We're going to give one away. We're going to kick it off. We're going to give a lot of them away. But we're going to kick it off with the first one with a, a contest at pulpamexshow.com. Email contest at pulpamexshow.com with your worst travel story that involves an OGO. All right? So please check that out. Uh, listen, and we know travel sucks. We know that. But uh, when, when you have OGO, it makes it a little bit better. The JG, uh, Rocky Mountain guys, Star Racing, Pro Circuit guys, Red Bull KTM, uh, 9800, the, the rig bag as well, the backpack with the laptop sleeve. Love the folks at OGO. OGOPowerSports.com. Email us using the contact form at pulpamex.com. We'll pass it on to the guys at OGO, and uh, they will give you a deal. If you don't win the OGO 9800, uh, pro bag that we are giving away tonight on the show. Uh, DV, your worst travel story. What do you got? What do you have? I have a few. Okay. What's the worst but, one? But to relay, we can talk about Unidilla 2000. Uh, we could talk about being stuck at the Polish, uh, German-Polish border okay. for <laughs> over 36 hours. Really? To <laughs> go to a GP's. We could talk about that. We could talk about why your papers weren't ready, or what? No, because the the border guys were a bunch just, of dicks, yeah, and, yeah. and they didn't want to let go. Go Polish guys or German guys? Uh, Polish guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Germans were fine. Just yeah. get out of right. here. But <laughs> when we get to the, we were in like no man's land, you know, in yeah, between in the between, two borders yeah, yeah. on a parking lot. Yeah, we stood our parking lot for thirty six hours, and then. We were waiting, waiting, and then at one point we we're gonna turn around and go home. Yep. Because we we're gonna miss the race. The race, yeah. And like the morning, the morning uh, before something or the the night before the race, uh, I think it was the night before the race. Um, uh, a guy knock on the door says, "Go." Just no reason, just whatever. For yeah. No yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. We had all the papers. Yeah. You know, you have to to 
to uh, fill out all yeah. everything that you have in the truck. Yep. Everything that comes in yep. has, has to come, come out. out right. Yeah. Um, nowadays, it's way easier in Europe. You know, like yep. borders open. Right. But back that was in '95. Yeah. So it was crazy. But the Unadida story is like uh, pretty bad too. Okay. So connection in Chicago. That was my first year here. So I knew I didn't know like you had to avoid Chicago because that was the, the shittiest airport mm-hmm. in the country. Uh, for like delays yep. and everything yep. um so i landed uh f- around like three or four in chicago and a big thunderstorm weather or like everything uh canceled um so no flight for syracuse uh to go to unadira mm-hmm. and uh they put us on the over the flight in the morning but i would have missed saturday practice yeah um so i was with my dad only uh we rented a car we went down to Earth or whatever and uh, rented a car, uh, drove, I think it's a 12-hour drive. I thought it was more than that, it seems like. But I maybe think not. it's yeah. a 12, I think. We, we did Chicago. We went, uh, we went direct. I think we went to the hotel. Mm-hmm. I called the hotel because I had a room. I said, don't cancel my room. Yeah, I'm yeah. coming. Yeah. I miss. So we got to the hotel, but obviously no bags. Bags, yeah. uh, no bag, yeah. n- no nothing. So we had to buy everything, uh, toiletries and everything. Yeah. Um, and uh, we went to to sleep for like a few hours maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then went to Saturday afternoon practice. Yep. I was like out of it. <laughs> and it rained. It was kind of muddy. The truck like wasn't very good. Um, my first time you know did that so like yeah. Also trying to learn it. Yeah. A bit, yep. Yeah. Tough to learn. Very back in the day like it, it looked uh, um, more loamy mm-hmm. but it was like very slick yeah like, uh, that yeah. was b- when I, I first started going there in 96 it wasn't the loamy usgp unadilla no, it was beat not. they they fixed it since then they brought in dirt they've left it alone but around the time you would have been there it was not great. yeah it yeah. was very it wasn't yeah. it was like wood chips and then but the base was very hard it was very slick yep so uh do you not get our bags Yep. Bugs didn't show up, nothing. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. So good thing I have knee braces and everything in the truck. Yeah, yeah. But I still had the same outfit I flew for like <laughs> on me, same shirt. They never got you the, the stuff. They just and never. No, no. So I went to the race. Yep. Uh, I think if I remember right, I went seven. I went five, seven or something. Okay. Not a good, not, yep. not a good day. Right. Um, one of the motos. I lost a shroud. <laughs> Takes, uh, thanks, Monty, Craig, Craig Monty. Craig Monty. Yep. And Sega Moto, um, I got a hole in my pipe, like bigger than a quarter okay. on the front. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Yeah. And the bike was super loud. It wasn't right. going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So it was like a ridiculous weekend. <laughs> it was, so I went 5.7 or 7.5. Lost a shroud, got a hole in the pipe, got a hole. drove 12 hours. Right. And then, uh, <laughs> And it, it rained that day on and off. It was kind of like a muddy day. Yeah. We got back to the hotel in, I think it's Utica, New York. Utica, yeah. Utica, New York. I think it was a holiday inn. And um, we got maybe at 7 o'clock, yeah. at 6, 7 o'clock at night. And uh, my bags were there. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, I had, my, so I had my bags <laughs> for the flight home for the last night. Yeah, yeah. And then I finally took a um, change my clothes because I had the same pants for yeah. three days 
And um, yeah, that was the um, my first unit did I? It was great. Uh, that's the OGO travel story from David Villeman. And we're going to give away an OGO 9800. Tell us your worst travel story. Keep it short, though, people. I don't want to read a novel here. Just tell us your worst travel story. Provide some photos, if you can, of evidence. And, Do it uh, by, twi- by tweets. that would be easier. Only 180 mm-hmm. characters. 140, I thought? More than that now? Uh, 140, 180, uh, okay, whatever. I don't know. It's limited. L- listen, so this- we're going to do a contest at pulpamextro.com. Don't tell me how to run my contest, all right? We're going to give away the, the, the bag from uh, the folks at OGO. <laughs> Easy on that. That's Bradshaw's water. Do not throw it at me. All right, we're going to go to commercial break here. Come back. Uh, Jason Thomas is coming up. Uh, Ryan Villapoto, uh, Michael Antonovich, uh, and more. And the great David Villeman as well to talk more about Unadilla. Uh, talk a little silly season stuff. Talk motocross the nation's team USA as well. And uh, so please stick around. We'll be right back after this, everybody. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. Steve. Kiefer. Do you want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So uh, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or Steven says on the show sometimes, Get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you when you call. You can save on the service. You can save save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. 
With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will be. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp Nation. Andy from Guts Racing. We are the leaders in seat technology. We feel like for any need that you have with your seat, we've got you covered. For 2021, we're going to be adding more colors to our, our product line, and we're going to be adding more merchandise to our product line. Also new for 2021, we've expanded our distribution through motorsportoutlet.com. So please support the people that support Pulp, support Guts Racing, and also support motorsport.com. Hope to see you guys at the track soon. Once again, this is Andy Gregg from Guts Racing. Thanks again to Pulp Nation for all the support. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 Tire Range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out 
www.murdercycle.michelinman.com, visit your local dealer or online retailer, and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba championships in my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then while the competition has been trying to catch up. Grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulpamex show, and they're there for you as well. Uh, they're just as passionate and dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and privateers alike. The best part of this deal is PulpMX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com. Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Vet Championships and one moto. Not so much. Worksconnection.com. PulpMX20 is the code to save. Please check them out. All new. 2021 products now available. Thanks for listening. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. 
Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Everybody, Paul Meshaw, presented by Motorsport.com, Decal Works, and the folks at Fly Racing. Thanks for listening, man. Appreciate it. Thanks to Kenny Roxon, Phil Nicoletti, Jacob Piccolo for coming on earlier. And uh, congrats again to Piccolo for the Canadian MX2 250 Motocross Championship, a very unexpected title for him. But, man, he really crushed it. So, uh, And, again, we're coming up with uh, – Jason Thomas here uh, coming up shortly and uh, and more on the uh, the Pulp MX show. So, um, again, 702-586-7857. If you have a uh, question or a comment or a concern, we can uh, try to address it uh, right here. And, of course, David Villeman is here uh, in studio as well. Thanks to the folks at Ride Engineering, ride-engineering.com. Pulp MX20, I'm sorry, Pulp Fan 20 is the code to save with ride-engineering.com, their product of the week. They just came out with a new one-piece anti-twist bar mount that fits the stock 2018 to 2022 YZ65 and 85. So this is for the little Yamahas, 2018, 2022. Uh, they are the same height and stock and uh, same height as stock and come with all the necessary mounting hardware, including two 28-millimeter tall spacers. There's also a rubber cushion between the bar mount base and top clamp to reduce vibration the retail is 104.95 if you want to use the code pulp pulp fan 20 discount um yeah that'll be great you'll still uh, get free shipping uh, and this and the uh and the bar pad for 
uh, a little bit less money. So PulpFan20 is the code to save with uh, ride-engineering.com. Great company, great products. Uh, Michael Antonovich still coming up. Ryan Villapoto, Jason Thomas as well. And again, I... Uh, I was going to do the race tech rant, but DV, you did it for us on vlogs. Uh, Pulp twenty one is the code to save with race tech. Please, racetech.com. Go there. I go there. You like race tech? They've done your stuff for your. Yeah, they've done a few. Are sets you been happy of, with it? Yeah, they've done a few sets of suspension for me. Yeah, for my builds. Very nice. Nice guys and, uh, yeah. and everything else. Yeah, great service. So uh, get your bike dialed in for your weight and or speed. Pulp twenty one is uh, is the code to save with race tech. Race tech rant of the night. Rider vlogs. Yeah, and don't do parlays on baseball. Okay, and don't do parlays on baseball. A uh, couple emails here from Matt. He said, what up? I had a friend tell me that he heard that Tomac was running a two-stroke in the 450 class next year since the new model is carb compliant. You would think this would be big news, but I can't find anything on it. Yeah, that's, not, that's, not, that's fake news. What is going on in the world? What is going on in the world where this is stuff that's you know people are believing uh, people believe a lot of crap these days got a giant carrot on the screen right now thank you. you make it as big as you it's, can it's huge it's just yeah. the biggest carrot it's ever covering the screen it's unbelievable um another email here this was going to be my race deck around of the night uh from from race first of all i'm going to say i'm a long-time listener of pulp I want a Steve take on the Rocky Mountain team not paying Blake Baggett. We all know it was handled in court, and we get that, but I guess I want to know is why Steve doesn't like to talk about it. The nurses want to know why something like that would happen. Steve always says on pretty much every show he is trying to grow the sport, and I think that is true, but I feel his absence on the topic hurts the point. He is not afraid of writing negative reviews on the writers as a journalist, right? So if I were a journalist in the industry, I would, find, I would want to find the truth. Not every day does a rider just go missing from a scene that a team that sells motocross merch and equipment. I'm still a fan of Pulp. I just think Steve waffles when the hint of the conversation starts. So that's my race deck round of the night. Listen, race. I've talked about the Blake Baggett situation. Well, Marks is off, can't, off mic, but Marks, I've talked about the Blake Baggett situation. I don't know. Would, would, would 20 times be like a, a, uh, a conservative estimate? That's probably it's probably uh, it's probably getting up there. Yes, I've said I've texted Blake. I've texted Tom. I've talked to the team. No one's talking, right? No one talks about what's going on. I said, I'm sure it's over money. I said that many times, mm -hmm. and I said, you know, I, we don't know. Like that's it. That's all we know. Like Ray says he's a longtime listener of the show. He obviously isn't. I've talked about this twenty times. What do you want me to say? Blake Baggett wasn't getting paid. He quit the team. And, I, and that's Allegedly. it. And they're probably doing court stuff. Allegedly. They've worked it out, I think. The court okay. thing is done. They've yeah, worked they, it out. But they were, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They settled out of court. Yeah, they settled out of court. Nobody is talking. I've tried. That's it. The, the, I'm sure everybody has an NDA or whatever. Right, so. right. So, but for race to say that I, I, I skirt around it I, or I waffle. I don't waffle. Marks is away from the microphone again, so I can't talk to Marks about it. Uh... I'm not waffling. I, I've said everything I know. I, I've talked about it 20 times. I mean, it's been a while now, right? So obviously I don't talk about it every week because Blake Baggett's not racing anymore. But when it happened, it was is a weekly. Gonna, is he going to ever come back? Or? I don't think so. No, done? I think he's done. Yeah. Did he sell his place? Yeah. I don't know if he did. Yeah. I'm not sure. The point is, is I've talked about it a lot. Okay. And so, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, sorry, race is not enough for you. And sorry, race, it's not enough for the times that you listen to the show. You said you're a long-time listener, but I don't know what else I can say. Right? 
Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I right. just heard all the rumors, but I yeah. don't know what's true or not. Right. And, you know, it sucks that he gets to that point, though. Like, the guys don't ride, don't have a ride. It's bad, also bad um, publicity for the team. Maybe, for sure, maybe. Yeah. But I see, like, they, they signed new guys, you know. They got uh, McElrath, yep. yep. And they signed Sabachi, too, for next year? No, or? not yet. I don't, th- I don't think that's official yet, no. But uh, I don't know, man. I just – shit like that bums me out when people say that because I've talked about it a lot, and I said it was money. You know, I mean, I don't know what else I can, what else I can do. When you ask Blake and you ask Tom Baggett and you ask Blake Baggett and they don't talk to you and you ask the people on the team and they don't talk to you, what else can I do? Yeah. I, I can't do anything else. So you want to talk about Michelin? Because, DV, you were winning Supercrosses on Michelin tires in 1997. Seven. And eight. And you always loved Michelin mooses. Yes. Always. That's been your, your, your go-to. And you love Randy Richardson. Yes. Right. So motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer online retail. Follow at Michelin Motorcycle Instagram and Facebook. Whether it's DV in 97, whether it's Steve Mathis in now, uh, I use Michelin dirt bike tires, the Starcross 5 line. You were using probably MHs, they were called. Uh, MS. MS, yeah. Uh, MS and MH, MH, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, V-Twin riders, they got the Commander uh, 3 Cruiser tire, DV, if you have a V-Twin. <laughs> DV, if you have a sport track, a sport bike for track days, they have uh, the Power 5 tire and the Power GP tire. I don't have a motorcycle license. Do you, do you want to do Erzberg ever? <laughs> no way. Okay, well, they have Enduro Extreme tire <laughs> for you. Michelin does. And then if you get... A tire for your builds. They've been Starcross fives, have they not? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Randy gave me a few sets, which is uh, it was great. And uh, that's what I have on the the bike I actually own right now. Um, Starcross easy mounting. Always, always a, you, a great you, feature. You, you don't mount your own tires. I yes, think. I do. Tits, no, tits I does. no tits does not mount my tires. I. Yeah. I and not only I'm, that, I'm sure I mounted put, Marx's uh, Michelin's uh, a couple sure. years ago when he used to ride. And you only popped one tube. Yeah. I God bless. Tube. <laughs> no. But thank you, you for doing that for me. You know I never popped a tube changing a tire ever. Really? Never. Oh, wow. I feel like you would have done that at some point, DV. No, I never did. Okay. Uh, listen, thanks to the guys at Michelin for the supporting of the show. And they got a tire for you. And mountain bike tires as well. They're the official sponsor of the Pulpamex wrap-up show, DV. With Darkside. You ride tubeless on your yes. stuff? Yes. So they got the, the Wild Series and the E-Wild Series of mountain bike tires. I run the DH34 Series on my bike. So they, 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 the point is Michelin sponsors the show. They make tires for everything. That's the point. And Randy is in studio next Monday. And for your car, too. And for your car. Randy's in studio next Monday. Nice. Yeah. So he flies from North Carolina? No, he's going to be out here for something. Some business. So, Jason Thomas coming up here shortly as well. Uh, I want to thank the folks at Skosh. Skosh Industries, innovators of award-winning consumer technology, power sports, car audio products, and accessories. They're celebrating over 40 years in business. Skosh can get a 20% off by using the code PULP2021 at Skosh. S-C-O-C-H-E dot com. Unlock the discount for accessories for life. Uh, PULP2021 at Skosh. So, thanks to those guys as well for coming on board. Um, DV, do you like... And Jason Thomas is going to come up. We're going to debate a little bit on that. We've got the... Uh, we got the X-Brand goggle tear-offs, too. DV, do you like the Jet or Justin Cooper for this 250 title? Uh, it's tough. I was... Um, What'd you say? It's tough. Tough. Got it. Tough to... Um, By the way, I got a text from Tim Ferry during the commercial break. He says hi. The great Tim Ferry. The great. Yes. 
Is Evan turning pro anytime soon? No. Two years? Two years, yep. Wow. That's so, like, next year amateur, the following year amateur, amateur. then after Loretta's. Yeah. 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 I saw you won a title. Or he won two titles. Two titles? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, as far as Justin Cooper and, and Jack, yeah. I think um, I, I'm still leaning with uh, Justin Cooper, even after you know, did that, because he's, he, he's kind of like a consistent guy, and he starts really good. And I think uh, uh, in this day of age of uh, 250 class, uh, where there's n not somebody that dominates that can you know yep um i don't think you can see like a performance like last year dylan crash on the start and get back to top three right i don't think you can see that this year um and um i, I i'm really not a a, a a start is important kind of guy yeah um because i think you should be able to if you're good even if you don't get a good start you should get around and go to the front but the way this series is shaping up, um, being consistent in front on the start is uh, is important. And I think maybe as power, I would give um, the Yamaha a little edge in that class. Yep, yep. Um, but the thing about the start, just to interrupt you a little bit, the thing about the start is like, you know, that, that crash at Millville when Jet piled and drove into Styles or whoever was down. Mm -hmm. That's what you avoid with starts. You know what I mean? That you just put yourself in a good position to get going. So that's all in my eyes. And then you yeah. get you get in a good uh, a good pace right yeah, away. Right. And then yeah, obviously. And Justin Cooper is good for this. Yes. I think he's, yeah. he's and then uh, he's a good uh he's a great qualifier too. Mm -hmm. Uh so always a good gate, uh, always uh yeah. good start. You start your day off right, right? Yeah. yeah. It's it's kinda like snowball. You have to it, there's like all the stages need to be good, mm -hmm. you know, to go to have a good day. Um, but I wouldn't. I don't know who I would put my money on, because uh, as I said earlier on the show, um, Justin did not capitalize on. He could have a twenty-point lead right now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he made a few mistakes where he but lost a bunch of points. But you still like uh, Cooper to. To take it home. Yeah, a yeah. little more experience. Like, right. have yeah, raced um, a little more experience. Sure. He knows um, he raced uh, Buds Creek, let's say, before. Uh, I don't he think has it, done Buds, yeah. I yeah. think Jet didn't. No, Jet's raced Buds. That was one of the races when he was an amateur that he raced. Ah, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, right. uh, I think those two, obviously, like, uh, there's – they have like a, a race they're a race ahead of everybody else so right um yeah we'll see i think it's gonna it's gonna be good and uh um uh, i think justin cooper needs to be uh still do what he does like on the start and everything mm -hmm. and kind of show us like a little bit of um um aggressivity like right. uh, authority Kinda. Fight, fight. Uh, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. He's lacking a little bit of this. I don't know if it's uh, right. um, due to his, uh, you know, injuries from uh, from Washougal. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, but you're kind of hinting at he might be a bit banged up. You're kind of hinting I don't know. Oh. I, I don't know. Okay, but you're saying you don't know, but I think you're saying I do know. I don't know. If officially, I don't okay. know. Right. I, nobody told me. Okay. But I've seen stuff where... 
I th I don't think uh, right. he rode a lot in between sure. in between those two races. So uh, that go one five or one four, whatever he, he right. did, is actually no better race for him right. if he was. Yeah, um, first motor was great, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and um, and Jet is a very good rider, very technical, rides very well, mm -hmm. and uh, um, but lacking a little bit of experience, made uh, some some mistake here mm -hmm. and there. Yep. So it's six on one side, half a dozen on the other. You know, it's sure. Um, hey, uh, Tits, you have a question here for uh, from a caller. Uh, yeah, caller called in. He didn't really want to stick around, but he asked if I would ask you about if you would elaborate on Dylan's plant-based diet. Any details or how much you know about that? You can hear your fan in the background. Sorry, should have known that. Uh, yeah, plant-based. So yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> TV breaking it all down. The the fans no, really appreciate it. No cheese, uh, <laughs> no cheese, no milk, uh, no meat, uh, no nothing. Uh, just uh, yeah, you know. What, was that your idea or his or? No, that was uh, his idea. He's uh, it's kind of um, he saw that that show Netflix and then all the. Oh stuff yeah, yeah. They, uh, Do you have a problem with it? Game, no, if, for me, seriously, uh, no, because I tried. I was vegan for a year, so I tried it, and um, it's fine. I felt good. Um, uh, I think there's a lot of uh, positive about it, and um, but it's working for him. So, right. uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's pretty. Uh, he's actually uh, vegan and gluten free, which is. Uh, uh, is this is tough. this chick too? Is yeah, she the same way. You have to like when yeah. you do something like yeah. this. Everybody has to, you know, comply. Because Pookie's vegetarian, and you're not. I'm, I'm not. So yeah. we we figure it out. We work it out. Yeah, you figure it out. But yeah, but that's not as radical as a plant <laughs> plant based. Yeah. yeah. Right. But and it wasn't that hard though to just. I did it for a year just to try. Yep. Uh, Gain a bunch of weight though. Oh, you did. Yeah. Because vegan doesn't mean healthy. Right. Because you eat a lot of carbs, like pasta and a lot of beans and right. um, everything that's subst like meat substitute or it's all very, a lot of calories and carbs and stuff. So you got to be a little careful. Yep. But those guys are so like um, if you do your training the right way and you ride the all you're the burning, way, yeah, you're you burn, you burning. It's yeah. just putting fuel on the fire. Right. So whatever you eat, basically, it's okay because. Uh, you're so active that right. you brought it. Uh, let's get Jason Thomas on the line. Flyracing.com's Jason Thomas. We can uh, get his th some of his thoughts on Team USA and Unadilla as well. Um, uh, okay, so we covered AP Crash. Oh, Supercross 2022. I want to. So, with Dylan expected to win this outdoor title, do you feel like he can win a Supercross title? Is he going to be as good in 2022? Like, obviously, you know, we never know. And, and like, I don't even mean to win it takes a lot of things that go your way like we've talked about do you think he can get like just podiums and wins next year and just be a f in the title fight all year long um if he wins the title he could go both ways he could like boost his confidence and his yep. will to work and go back and says you know what i'm gonna right. put my down and go for uh work all this winner yeah. like and and try to do the the best he can and mm -hmm. do some kind of the same thing battle for you know being in the top three yep on a podium and maybe be right there for the championship uh but it could go the other way too you win a title 
a lot of people have hangovers after a title. Yep. They don't do. We've seen Tomac after a Supercross title. Web kinda, Web this year. You kind of have hangover about yeah. like uh, during the nationals. Yeah. Um, after he won so many. Right. Dylan has a two-year deal. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah next, next year. Is, yeah, it's up. At, it's up at the end of the next year. At the end yeah. of next year. So it could go really like both ways. Right. Um, after you win a title, and it's tough to get motivated again after such a long season. And if he's champion, like, you know, it's, you know, he's gonna make a ton of money this year. He's gonna make a ton of money if you win the championship. Yep. And then you get to a point where, um, you know, you have two huge houses, super nice. You have nice cars. You have like ton of money, and that indirectly works against you as an athlete. Mm -hmm. You know, comfort and money is a cancer of for. Uh, athlete right you know and you have to be like very very tough to forget about all this and go back to work and and um do what it takes to be a supercross champion uh, and that's and that's hard um and what works ag against him is i still think dylan is a motocross rider yeah that race supercross uh it, i think um motocross come naturally for him more than uh supercross and he has to work um on his technique and mm -hmm. he's he's uh he's not up to par to like a um like a roxanne or even an adam yep um in supercross yet i think he's still missing a, yep. a little bit um and i don't know in if in three months he can you know close the gap or not that's like a big question um so yeah it doesn't if you win the championship outdoors it yeah i don't think it means anything about super okay yeah year yeah because just he, he has to go and work on his uh on, on his riding technique in supercross setup maybe it's back a little better for mm -hmm. him and um, um just i think he's is lacking still some uh super cross riding because his background is is sure. not enough yep yeah uh fly racing's 22 2022 line continues to push the boundaries of innovation style we had jt in studio here a couple weeks ago talking about it the all-new formula cp helmet offers rion technology at an eye-popping price and improvements extend to the evo and kinetic lines of gear as well after they changed that light line last year and uh the zone pro goggle made a podium Last year uh, with JB10, so please check that out. Flyracing.com at motorsport.com and fly at Fly Racing USA on social media. Let's uh, let's bring the man in now. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. Just uh, we're in the middle of our national sales meeting, which I, I don't know why you didn't come up, Steve. But I, I was um, not invited. And Anton, who, who's going to be on the show tonight, is there. And Michael Antonovich is in Boise. Oh, okay. Well, well uh, yeah. Unfortunately, you're you're not here, but we're going to have a great week. Uh, it's a lot of learning, and yeah, just everybody from the whole company is in town okay, so in, in Boise this week. We haven't had one for a couple of years, so exciting times. Does this affect my affect my deal, or like, am I on the outs with Fly, or like, what's going on? Well, that's already been negotiated, as you know. You're asking a question you know the answer to, uh, so no. But honestly, it came down to the fact that I personally believe that you are a person that if you were invited, you would complain that it was smoky and hot and you didn't have enough to do and you were bored and then if we didn't invite you then you would complain that why didn't you invite me anton got to go 
I should have, I should be there too. When in the end, you really didn't want to come. So I didn't really feel like there was any winning in this situation. So you get to stay home, you get to stay in your pool, and you get to do a show from your house, which I know you like. Okay. Wow. Smoky. I mean, I didn't know it was smoky there. I, I, yeah. I, it is very smoky here, yes. You got fires going on or what? Yeah. I mean, not necessarily here. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all over California, Oregon. I mean, it, it kind of doesn't matter. Okay. It all blows over this way. All right. While well, uh, DV's in studio here, do you want to start talk about San Francisco, LCQ, or do we just move on? Just, uh, no, I think we're good. Okay. Next. I think we're good. I was, ne- I was listening to his dissertation on uh, Dylan's season next year. Right, right. And how do you feel about Dylan's Supercross season? I think that he, if he can figure out a way to kind of take out some of the um, inconsistencies and, and the weird crashes, he, he could win. Um, the, the speed was clearly there. You know, and, and I don't know if it's what DV was saying about it just doesn't come as naturally, so he's having to push the envelope or get out of his comfort zone more, which then leads to you know mistakes and, and weird situations. But we all saw the talent last year. I mean, you and I both know, Steve, we were, you know, we were staying in these houses and hotels together. Many of the conversations were about how fast Ferrandis was that nobody really saw because he wasn't on TV. He was in 10th place, and he was going just as fast as the leaders. But for some reason, whether his own or a bad start or a crash or whatever, he was shooting himself in the foot results-wise. So I think that's the key. Um, It's just finding a way to kind of level out the results to where you're there every single week, and and you don't have these weirdo crashes and results that aren't really in his nature, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see, right? Um, There's certainly some great rides from Dylan. And there were some rides where you're like, eh. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. one of the good rides is when uh, something happened to his – Shifter or real brake pedal or something, and then he started just in front of Webb yeah. that was leaning, and then yep, he kind yeah. of gapped Orlando. him. Orlando, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. But yeah, I think it, it, he needs to work. He has to be a little flowing a little better, like a little some technique uh, consistency. You need to work on this stuff uh, to be able to 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 run with the guys in the front. Um, and as I say, he's um, he's uh, more of a Motocross guy. Yeah, he, yeah, he, that's, that's, and that's natural. That's he's more expected. like a Stanton right. than than a Bailey. Right. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, JT, we got an email here from a listener. Uh, I wanted to run this by you. Um, where'd it go? Oh, J- your email. Yeah, JT, did you hear the? I got an email about Tomac running a two-stroke for Yamaha. Oh. Yeah, this is my this is my favorite because it's my carb compliant now. Weight. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is awesome. What's wrong with I these people? A, I saw a YouTube video of this as well. Uh, I don't know who made this YouTube video, but this is one of the most ridiculous theories, uh, ideas. Yeah. Uh, I it's it's right up there with the works parts thing for me. Um, it's just ridiculous. All right, email from Rich here. Question for JT: In light of Connor Fields' concussion at the Olympics, he was wearing a Fly Formula, arguably the safest, best helmet on the market. Uh, when I raced downhill mountain bikes in the Y2K era, this is Rich, there was always a discussion over whether moto helmets were superior to mountain bike-specific full faces. Back then, weight was a factor, but other than that, concern was speed, type of impact, terrain, etc. I remember for helmets, as I remember, helmets for different disciplines required different Snell and dot ratings based on terrain and type of speed. Moto, road racing, auto racing, football, hockey, etc. 
with BMX tracks being so hard packed or even trending towards being asphalt, should there or any or should there or has there any been any discussion regarding different design and technology for this application? Thanks for weighing in from Rich. So my take on this is, uh, you know, years ago, um, a lot of guys were worried about uh, weight for helmets and the premium top of the line helmets were pretty heavy. So guys were not going down that path because of that. They were trying to get lighter and they were, in my opinion, sacrificing some safety aspects or or quite a bit of safety aspects to gain that weight advantage. Well, fortunately now you don't have to make that compromise anymore. Uh, Most of the premium level helmets take weight into consideration very heavily. And for a guy like Connor, and, and I've had this specific conversation with him, and when, you know, when he's feeling a little better, I'm sure you will too on, on the show. But he was very forthcoming way before the Olympics. And I asked him this question. I'm like, hey, have you ever considered wearing the mountain bike helmet or the BMX helmet? Because they are, they are lighter. Not much, but they are lighter. And he's mm-hmm. like, he was very forthcoming. It was just, there's no way. There, there's no way that I would ever wear something that was not, you know, purpose built to be the safest thing possible. Uh, yeah. Because when you when you're making the helmet wider for a mountain bike helmet, by default you're you're taking away some of the EPS and you just don't have some of the safety features in it. That's just a natural part of the process. Uh, so for him, it was never a question. He would he would not uh, even consider wearing anything but the formula. And if you looked across the line, and I did this on purpose, I was looking at the other athletes at the Olympics, and they were all either wearing the formula or the 6D or Something like that. Yeah. They were all wearing moto-designed helmets that were built for big impacts. They're built for motocross crashes. And, uh, yeah, thankfully, with some of those crashes, they were wearing the best thing that everybody has to offer. You know? Did you see Con- – oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Did you see Connor Fields – oh, sorry, DB, did you see Connor Fields crash? Yeah. Oh. Landing, yeah. landing before the <laughs> yeah. ball turn like, yeah. at first. Oh, yeah, so. it was bad. Go ahead, JT. I was going to say that's – and that's not to say we won't continue to get better. You know, there are – next evolutions of these helmets coming and i would expect that these guys will continue in bmx to wear whatever that next evolution is um but yeah i mean i've talked to connor several times since he's been back and in hindsight i'm i'm so thankful that he had the best thing we had to offer you know and i hate to see him hurt like i i went to bed without talking to anybody that night. I was so sick watching him get carted off there that, that Friday night or Saturday night or whatever it was. And, you know, all you can do is just be thankful that you had the best thing you had to offer. That's really all there was because if he had cut a corner, if he had taken a different route and said, you know what, I'm going to save, yeah. you know, 50 grams on this helmet and wear something else, mm-hmm. you know, that like a mountain bike helmet, right. who knows? You know, who knows what the outcome would have been. Um, it's, it's pretty scary to think about. Absolutely. Uh, JT, or, uh, DV uh, and JT, I want to get your guys' take on Team USA for MXDN. Looks like it's going to be RJ Hampshire, Justin Barsha, and Chase Sexton. Uh, DV, what's your initial thoughts on that Team USA? That's good. It's good. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we're moving on. It's, uh, <laughs> I guess uh, I'm guessing that's the best available guys they have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who would you pick better than RJ? Maybe Justin Cooper? Yes, uh, I would pick J Mart or Justin Cooper over J-Mart, RJ. But the star racing guys ain't going. They're not going. No. Nope. And then. Um, I would pick uh, Tomac. Kawasaki's not going. Yeah. And uh, I like. Um, I really like Sexton as a rider. Yep. He hasn't um, uh, delivered 
the result up to his abilities, I think, this year yet. Mm -hmm. But I've been talking about Sexton uh, uh, since last year, mm -hmm. outdoors. Like, he, he rides very well, yep. very good. And uh, soon we'll see him, like, up front more regularly, just like we saw last weekend. Right. Um, and and Borsha, you know, Borsha's going to... Yep. He rides well, these things. Yeah, he's yep. going to... And that's his Lomo. And yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was uh, that, that was very specific, but uh, yeah, I think he's go you know he's going to give it a hundred percent. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's not bad of a team. I don't think um, every team is going to be a little uh, weird this year because maybe not all the good guys are going. Like the French team is not that crazy either. Yeah, who's on? Who's uh, the French team? So that's a great Marv, question. Marv. Marv. Uh, Vial. Tom Vial, two fifty, Boramé. Yeah, Boramé, which is he rides a two fifty Kawi MX. Yeah, he's a two fifty guy, but uh, he was a bit of a surprise, right? And then he's gonna go up. Uh, he's gonna ride a four fifty, and um, but so that's not the best team you can get either. Right. You uh, could, did you see Belgium? Belgium named their team today too. And yeah, so they put Everett's uh, kid is on it. Yeah, the guy is what? 18? <laughs> the kid is 18, 17. He's super uh, young, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they would do that. It's they probably don't have anybody else who yeah. wants to do it. Yeah, because they have uh, Yago Geertz, but he's uh, he's going to race for the championship. Right. And, and he's he's doing it, I think. Or is he on Belgium or is he not on Belgium? I he's thought not he, racing. Oh, I thought he's he was. Racing. Okay. I don't no. think Yago Geertz is right. not. If not, he will and, be like yeah. riding 250, I'm guessing. Right. But he and uh, that's the same reason, you know, like Maxime Renault is not racing. Right. Um, so, I mean, uh, JT USA, Team USA thoughts? I'm good with it. Uh, you know, for me, I'm pretty consistent in the fact that I just want guys that want to be there. You know, for me, at that race, effort is everything. And, and it doesn't, it's not always about effort at the race, it's effort before the race, which leads into being good at the race. You know, if, if you don't want to do it, you're going to take time off. You're going to be resting. You're going to be at the lake and stuff. And these other guys, these MXGP guys, are going to be racing all the way into it. You know, there's a race in Sardinia that I will be at the weekend before motocross the nations. Um, so these guys aren't going to be rusty. You know, they're not going to have be, they're not going to have taken time off or any of that. They're going to be right, you know, clicking as they go into that race. Uh, so we're going to need, if we, if we want to take it seriously, we want to have a chance to win. We're going to need guys that, do the same thing. They're going to have to keep practicing and have to keep training and, and be sharp when we, uh, when we roll into Italy. The race is in Mantova, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's a very US like track. So yep. they're going to really, they, they won't have any problem. You can actually ride, uh, your bike from here and be fine. It's a, it's yeah. very, it's like a flat red, butt type yeah. of deal. It's got some hills on the side there, but yeah. Right, the, kind of a small track. Yeah, it's a, it's just a small. Yeah, a little bit of a section that goes up and down. Yeah, yeah. up and but right. it's like all shoe type of thing. Yep. But it's, it's you right. cannot really say that's a appeal down here. Okay. It's just like a never mind that elevated turn kind of, and uh, but it's like soft. Yeah. it's kind of like yeah. uh, if you stay in Millville is a good comparison to it. I think uh, more Redburn. Okay, it's it's softer than Millville for sure. Um, yeah, it's definitely Sandy. When, yeah, is, sure. when is the last time Team USA sent like their perfect team? God, I had to do some research. Saint Jean d'Angers, 2011. Was that 11? You think it was well, nine yeah, years I ago? Thought, I thought Latvia Latvia team was really good. Dungey, Tomac, J Mart. Ah, uh, yeah, that was that yeah. was a 14, so 15, 15, 15. 
Uh, 14. 14? Okay. Yeah. 14, yeah. Uh, it, uh, France was 15, so and then Majora was 16. Well, okay, wait a minute. The France team was Webb, Barsha, J-Mart, right? Yeah, but that's not the best team. It wasn't the best team? It, okay, it's Tomac. I, yeah, I think right. with Tomac was just on a different level. You have the champion in Dungey, and then you have J-Mart, who was a two-time champion. That's a pretty damn strong team. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. so okay. So six years ago, in Team France, USA, two, I think 2011, Baguette was champion too, and then the Dungeon Villopoto. Dungeon Villopoto. Right. Um, yeah, D that that's a great team. Also, D DV, you won in 01, France. Yeah. Now, Team USA wasn't there. It was September well, 11th. Yeah. Do you look at that like ah, we got lucky because USA wasn't there? Did Did you care? Uh, no. If you gotta, do you think? Um, Chad cares that LC wasn't in the championship in 04? No. I'm just asking. He, he I'm, cashed I'm, the check right. on the championship bonus, yeah. right? So he's still a champion, right? Yeah. So it's, if, if you're not there, yeah. I know. But no feelings of that when you, you won. You can only race who's there. You can only race who's there. Yeah, but, you know, I know September 11, but I was in the U.S. You know, I flew. I went to the race from the U.S. Like, everybody could have went. I know, like, it was, like, a crazy time and yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. But that was like maybe two or three weeks after the right. The, the um, yeah, I flew a week after. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but we we went there. Yep, from here. Yeah. So no, but what I'm was the year? What was the year you won, uh, DV? Oh one. And then then you went again after that though. No, no. That, the, that I, I think one. the the next time they won was uh, Latvia. Oh, okay. Yeah, Lavia 14. I think Dylan was uh, in a team too. And yeah. On the Cowie, he was super young. Yep. Um, Dylan, po Goche, and. Goche uh, was amazing yeah. that day. I think he went 1 oh 1. Oh, my God. He Did was he so go good. 1 1? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. He was amazing that day. Who was the third guy? Was Marvin? No. Probably Mar, right? No. No? Uh, I think they took Dylan in, in, in place of, uh, of uh, Marv, actually. Yeah, it was Dylan was definitely on the team. Yeah, uh, Gautier, and then who would have been Romain? Maybe Romain Febvre? Maybe I don't know if Romain was there yet. I think Romain was still. I don't know. I don't remember him being there. Yeah, it was. Uh, I got it right here. It was uh, Gautier, Ferrandez. So you guys will never guess the third guy. I'll never guess it. You'll never guess it. Uh, if I think about it, Frossard. Ah, Frossard. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, was, he was I, great. I knew it was somebody else. I wouldn't here. have got that. Right. He was yeah. great. Yeah. He was a very good writer. Yep. Yep. And then it was Gauthier, Marvin, Roman. Then it was uh, Gauthier, Pacherel, Roman. Then it was... That team, the, the team you just mentioned in France at... Uh, 15. Yeah. ...was unbelievably good. Yeah. Ma Marvin was insane on the 250 yep. that day. Uh, that team was incredibly good. And then in Madeley, of course, they called the, the Enduro rider up. Uh, yeah, Charlie, yeah. Charlie, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Charlie, he only had he only had one season in Juro. Yeah, right. that was a weird. But friends, like if they're not controversial with their picks, yeah. they're not happy. I know they left out uh, what's his nuts, uh, um, Vial, right? Yeah, because yeah. of a, the Red Bull helmet. Or uh, yeah, Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. the Red Bull. Uh, it wasn't a helmet. It was the oh. hat. The hat. Yeah, Jesus. Logo, <laughs> Red Bull logo on the friends yeah, yeah. hat. <laughs> friends didn't want to have um, Red Bull logo on the hat. Because I guess Monster was kind of like uh, sponsoring the the team, the effort. I don't know, man. but you guys. That was, yeah. Uh, anyways, why are French people so French? Yeah, I know. You know what? I'm American now, so I'm fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I yeah. don't mean that as an insult. <laughs> it's just you're you're French. Like French people are very French, and I don't know how else to say it. Like it's just a very unique 
like even viewpoints on things and and opinions. It's just it's a French culture. Um, absolutely. Hey, let's uh, let's do the expert on Gago Tarov, shall we? Let's do this. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Craig DeLong winning the XC2 title. You didn't even know that well, Yes, I did. Ago. Oh, I did. Totally. X-Brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Josh Strang also winning a GNCC with X-Brand. Kyle Chisholm, Freddie Noren, Henry Miller. So many X-Brand goggles out there crushing it. And if you, if you don't want to win, don't wear X-Brand. If you do, please wear X-Brand. Pulp Show 21 is the code to save with EKSBrand.com. There's also a special deal through the Motorsport banner uh, for X-Brand. It takes you to Pulp MX Show page. Uh, so please check this out. And uh, thanks to X-Brand, man. Great company, great guys. Chris Kiefer is just uh, over the moon with the new X-Brand goggles. He loves them. Um, all right. So uh, these questions need 30 seconds to answer, DV. And they're, they're, they're made by a Corey Moser. Do you know him? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. A weird guy. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Super weird. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's do this, Marks. Uh, DV, does Tomac do better or worse with this move to A-star and the Omaha on the two-stroke? Not, not, <laughs> not, not on the two-stroke. You added that on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you added that. Um, I think he does better. He does better because uh, I think he's, he's going to – if he goes there, he believes in the program. And um, I think the bike is not as bad as everybody thinks, uh, and Dylan in outdoors. Um, and uh, I think he's going to love it. Yes. All right. 25 seconds. Good job. JT, if you're announcing a USGP with Malin at Unadilla, are you calling it Screw You? I want to say yes. I probably clear it with someone uh, first. I don't. I think I don't think I just wing it. And that, I think that was my biggest complaint is that this has never been addressed. Like no one's ever asked this question. That that's shocking to me. All right, Steve. With access to the teams being restricted due to COVID, are you really missing much by watching the races from home? Yeah, you still are. You still are. The, the teams aren't really. They're, they're okay. There's a couple teams that don't want us around there due to their corporate policies of COVID. But, yeah, you you got to go to the races to talk about the races. I didn't go this weekend, but, you know, I don't go to everyone. But where else do you see Dylan Ferrandez pulling out in front of Cooper Webb at Orlando and never getting past and actually pulling away? You would never have known that if you weren't at the race watching it. Where else do you see Jason Anderson uh, fade poorly at Houston 1? Uh, I, the, the examples are countless of going to the races and watching what happens and you can see and you can report on the races good and bad of what goes on outside of the TV camera. I don't know why this is so fucking hard for people to understand. You want to talk about the races? Go to the races. But I think uh, of that. To, to, mm. I think going to the races is great yeah. because you see much more yeah. but you have to watch the yes, race no, on no, TV. No, yeah, you yeah, still when watch you, it. When you get home, you got to, yeah, yeah. you know, I watch the race on TV too when I, even uh, when I go to the Sometimes I'll just, uh, when I rewatch it, I won't have the sound on. <laughs> Poor Weech. <laughs> I just, actually, I just, actually, they do a good job, those two. Yeah, they do. No, no. Yeah. I just sometimes I'll just be like, you know, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Watch G- the, the, GL the is very yeah. South African uh, in there. Yep. But as is um, bias, is very South African bias kind of. But he's, he does a very good job. Um, all right. Next question. DV, who's the next up and coming French rider? Oh, that's a t- I don't follow that much, but uh, I, mean, I don't think Vial would count as an up and coming. Yeah, Vial, right? no. 
Ben with, yeah, Benistan is more like the New Dylan. You know, come from the same area, very close. Uh, rides, uh, you know, uh, kind of the same. Not the same, same, but like same philosophy of rider. Or yeah, yeah. I would say Benistan. Yeah. Twenty-five seconds. JT, if each country could and would send its best riders to MX destinations, who's winning this year? Say it. Uh, either France or the Netherlands. Who who they gonna um, who they sending an uh, MX two though? Nether Here? Oh wait, not no, Netherlands. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a good question, but it, I think Van Moussevik. Yeah, is it Moussevik? He's hurt though. Oh, uh, the wolf, um, the the kid that the oh, wolf, the wolf? Yeah, husky wolf. kid. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He that, could do pretty well. Oh, it's tall. I saw like highlights. I don't watch uh, MEGP. Yep. I don't have the pass, but I watched highlights video, and like the little bit I saw by this kid at uh, Lomo, he has like a. He looks like an American. He has American. He's style. huge too. He's a really big kid. Yeah, and then he's. He has like a, not a Euro style at all, and then doing like using the, um, bumps, making doubles into a turn right. and stuff. Like I was really impressed. I didn't even know about the kid. If you if he makes it with a name like Kaida Wolf, he's gonna be crazy popular, <laughs> marketing good. machine. Yeah, it's a good point. And it's W U L F, right? No, W U O L F E. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, E at the end. Yeah. All right, Steve. How many of the riders do you think have been vaccinated? Oh, I don't know. I fucking would have no idea. I mean, it's the motocross, so 20%? Less. Less? All right. Uh, Are yeah, you vaccinated? I, yes. Uh, I, I'm going to go. I think 20% is fine. Yeah. JT, what do you think? I'm going to say 10 or less. Yeah, I'm more like that. Okay. Yes. All right. 20% way too much. What about the... The QB is not saying if they were or not. Like, did you see that? Um, well, I think they're 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 not. Otherwise, they would tell you, right? Yeah. So when yeah. they say it's a personal choice yeah. that I want to get into, that means they're not vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, are you vaccinated? Yeah, yeah. Marks, you're not, right? Not yet. And tits, you refuse to. That couldn't be further from the truth. Oh. Tits <laughs> is on board. I, I oh. am fully. Why did I think you were I don't talking know about like for a, the, for a, a microchip and stuff? For a guy from Utah, it's on, like man. weird like to to hear that. He's I got COVID and got vaccinated, so tell me how that makes any sense. Maybe I'm mixing I, you up I, I, with Swiss, Swiss Core then. I don't know. But yeah. I, 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 I thought be, you had a strong Talon. opinion. Talon's pretty nuts. But you, but you, Talon's smart, pretty so. nuts. But but you got you got COVID before you got vaccinated? Correct. Yeah. And Marx is just too lazy to go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, it, well, he never we'll, leaves his house. We'll anyway, get there when so. it's time. Right, yeah. right, right. We'll get there when it's time. Marx gets vaccinated in 2025. <laughs> Already now, I'm ready to go. Better late than never. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know where I was. Okay. Let's see. DV, what does Ferrandis need to do to carry this momentum into Supercross? I think we, yeah, I think we, we, we went over, that. but. To be quick, just, uh, you know, um, not celebrate too much, not go on vacation for too long, yep. and get back to Supercross, work on technique, and... and Eat, sleep, Supercross, sleep, Supercross? Yeah, that's it. For Shit, three, Supercross? For three months, and um, uh, it's a lot of work to be competitive. To, to see, like, uh, the glimpse of the, the good thing that we saw this season in Supercross, to get to a point where he's, he's going to be consistent every weekend, uh as a podium guy 
It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I think – I don't know if he wins the championship, but I would bet a lot of money if he's healthy, he wins multiple races next year. But I don't know about championship. Who knows? That That's <laughs> too much to think about. But I can see him winning multiple races, huh, JT? I think so, but this is the same – Thing you got yourself in trouble with Sealy. Oh boy. Yes. Yeah, we thought it was going to be a breakout for us. All right, next question. JT, if you could ride any track on the circuit, where are you riding? If I could ride any track? Correct. Uh, either Bud's Creek or Millville. Probably Bud's because I just, I always loved it. I think Millville's a superior track, um, but I just personally liked Bud's Creek better. But but Creek was like I I was there like the first year for the USGP ninety nine. Yep, I fell in love with the thing, and then, I, was, I was racing you too. You didn't know I was racing you, but I was racing you. <laughs> and then the ten years later, yeah, uh, I raced like oh seven oh eight maybe oh yep. eight last Whatever time last year, yeah. and the truck went to shit like all base and uh, you know like berms on the outside, right. and the inside is super slick, and then. I don't know. It it did not um, um, get any good right. after that. But in '99, I was like, dude, that truck is insane. After like riding like shitty trucks and GPs all right. season, I was like, dude, that's so great. All right, all right. Last one, Steve. Whose loop out was worse, RV or Plessinger? Oh, RV's oh. was. I mean, <laughs> RV was on a straightaway. Just uh, yeah, RV's was was the worst one. You can ask him. Yeah, he's coming. <laughs> hopefully, he's co- he hasn't replied for hours about coming on the show next. So hopefully, he comes on. Uh, Ryan Villapoto coming up next year. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We could just go straight into Anton. We'll see. Uh, all right, JT. Um, anything else? What, did we touch on anything? Did we get everything you wanted to talk about. Uh, I think so. I was. Oh, I was going to add one thing. I've been. Uh, I've been slowly building out these. Uh, these fly racing product podcasts uh, on my own. I just they're like. Each one is like 10 minutes long, and I just kind of go through products of my own take on it and a little behind the scenes on it. Um, they are live. Uh, they have been live for a long time. Just nobody knew they existed. So if you search for Fly Racing Product Podcast on whatever your favorite podcast application is, so it's a you'll separate find them. Show. Separate, separate show feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, there's probably like six or eight of them on there now. And, uh, yeah, if you're in the in – the, um, buying process or you're trying to figure out what you want to do or want any more information they're pretty cool and they're quick right they're they're just kind of all the bullet points and and what works and what doesn't and what our thought process was and, and pricing and stuff like that so just want to kind of get that out there i've been meaning to mention it for a while um, and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep adding to them uh, but i at least have enough in there to have a little library going all right yeah people check that out flyracing.com uh and so Justin Cooper, DV's theory uh, for Justin Cooper, by the way, JT, we spoke about it earlier in the show, was that he may not have done a lot of riding during the break and was feeling it in that second moto. Mm-hmm. I don't agree. Okay. So, so JT's on the side of bike setup. No, I, I'm not. I just don't, I don't <laughs> believe that he got tired. That's all. Okay. All right. Just. I think my, my official opinion is that he wasn't feeling it. The pace was too high for him regardless of if it was him or the bike or whatever, and he backed it way off, and that's why he was a minute down. Like, he could have probably pushed the envelope and lost by 20 seconds, but what does that accomplish? Nothing. So once he realized he couldn't stay with those guys, then he just chilled out. 
But every point's pretty important to a guy like that. It is, but I don't think he – I think RJ passed him. He's like, I can't beat this guy either in this moto. Yeah, so but, once that was done, mm-hmm. then he's like, I'm just coming home with this. But but you look at his attitude in um, in Daytona this year. He was, like, not going anywhere. He raced like he was – he didn't want to be there. And all of a sudden he said, oh, dude, I have the red plate. I, I need to get going. And in the last few laps, he passed a couple guys and finished second or third or something. And um, I think it's, it's sometimes he rides it. It seems like he doesn't want to be there. But when he's on it, when he wants to do it, like when he's pitched off, kind of like Redbird second moto or something like that, you, the, the, the kid can go and, and win easy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on all that. I just don't believe he was tired, that's all. No, but well, what, I, what I was saying is I think um, I, I did not see anything um, on – I'm not online like you guys with right. news or whatever. But um, I think he got hurt m- more than people think in, in, Washougal. in Washougal. Yeah. And uh, I don't think uh, – That could be. Yeah. yeah I think he, he he's nursing maybe an injury, and that's also why. Right. Uh, all right. Well, uh, well said, DV. Thanks, JT. Appreciate you coming on. Good luck at the sales meeting. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe next year I can make the cut, I hope. So I got a well, text. I, I, yep. What? I Go just ahead. got a text from a 916 number, which is Sacramento area. Yep. It says, hey, ask JT if Baggett is coming back next year. Is Baggett coming back next year? <laughs> I have not heard anything about Baggett coming back next year. Baggett's not a big communicator. So I, so. I got a text. <laughs> I got a text for a number I don't know. Okay. So. All right. Uh, That's bullshit. All right, JT. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. And uh, hopefully, yeah, I make the cut for the sales meeting next year. I hope. Well, I know that you will complain one way or another about it. So, thank you. Did you get the cut? uh, Did you get on uh, the rooftop in Portland for the. um yeah, I was on the Portland rooftop for fly racing. Yeah. So, yeah. you good. I know you like rooftops, TV. <laughs> big, I, big I, rooftop I was guy. never invited for the rooftops. No, so I know. Sorry. But you yeah. like rooftops. I, I, yeah. I do like them. <laughs> <laughs> do. All right. Thanks, JT. Thank All you. All right. See you guys. All right. Let's roll right into our next guest here. He's a multi-time Supercross and Motocross champion. He's a Motocross Donations champion as well. He's a member of Blue Crew. It's friend of the show, Ryan Villapoto. What's up, RV? Oh, how's it going, Mathis? We're good, man. David Villaman in studio here. So, hey, what's up, DB? Hey, how you doing, man? Are you barbecuing? I'm good. Are He's, you barbecuing? Uh, or? I just did some. Uh, I just did some <laughs> lamb. Yes, I did. <laughs> Nobody I takes did their barbecuing lamb. serious like Ryan Villapoto. No, no, no. Actually, the grill your app seasoning that got sent to me was really good. Also, oh, but, so you're yeah. using it? You you like it? I don't use it all the time, but okay. they have this, the gun the gunpowder one, yep. the black one. Yep. I did that. I used that on some venison. Okay. And it it crushed it. The, uh, the fans were happy. The, the people around the campfire were very very well, happy. Well, good. Pulp of Mexico to save at grillyourassoff.com. If you need more RV, let me know. I'll get you some more stuff. Um, I could always use another gun case or another <laughs> gun, gun powder another, you know, for ammo. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's safe to say, uh, RV is not vegan. He's not vegan. No. 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 <laughs> Come on. You've seen me, right? And, and what about our guy Nick there at Prime Foods just dialing it in? Oh, so, so what do you think? Oh, yeah. I, I, did a, uh, I did a tomahawk. Yeah? How was it? I was scared to death to do it, but my buddy Tits Legendary God, here gave me some advice. What a you are, Matthew. Bro. Such a pussy. Why, why is it? I'm, I just didn't want to fuck it up. I, I was scared to do I it. I know. It's only a $220 yes. piece of meat, probably. And, you, know? you got to flip it. Like I flipped it like seven times. I had one half of the grill off, you know? How do you, it's not how you do it, I don't think. That's what Google said and, and oh, yeah? Tits Legendary said, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't flip it 17 times like you did. But they, they, they flip it twice. The, normally, you only right. you leave it on one yeah. side. You yeah. leave it on the other side, and then you let it sit on the side by itself. It cook itself. Well, Google said flip it every two minutes, I think, or four minutes, something uh, like that. Uh, that's what oh, wow. So you were out there flipping that oh, sucker oh, every was, fucking two minutes for yeah. like 45 minutes. I literally had a clock going and was flipping the thing like crazy. Be yeah. Because my, my guy does a lot of stuff like okay. that. And then I, a few Fridays ago, he did a barbecue with one. Yep. And it was amazing. Yep. And what he did is he left it on one side. Turn it up like on the other side, yep. same amount of time, yep. and then let it rest on the side, like right. no, not on the fire or on the grill. Okay, and it well, it cooks itself. Yeah, like. I, I wrap mine in tin foil afterwards. I let it sit afterwards. I had a meat thermometer and then let it sit there. Let me what tell you, what do you have, Mathis? What do you have? A gas grill? Yeah, gas grill. Oh, we got to get on the Yoder program. Well, I don't know anything about Yoders. No, so pellets. the way I do, yeah. yes, that's probably what for a gas grill. I probably wouldn't. I mean, you, you can get it done. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's not the same. I put mine on at uh, 225, and I let it sit on there and basically get to 90 degrees. I probe it and let it get to 90 degrees okay. inside, and then I pull it off the grill. And then I, okay. I turn my Yoder up to 600 degrees, Okay. and then I stick it back on. And then at once, because it'll go from 90 degrees, once internal hits 90, it'll actually go to like 100 to 102. <laughs> it'll just keep cooking off the grill. like, like Okay, yeah, said. yeah, right. And then I put it back on once at, one, you know, if it's 102, 105, whatever, it's right in that range. Um, I go to a medium rare temperature on... Um, or just before, because it keeps cooking um, on the, on at 600, and then it just crisps everything up, and then it's 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 the only way to go. Okay, tits. Did you hear all that? What what what's your feelings on that? I, I was actually making mental notes. And okay, because you you use ever, a gas grill. You don't have pellets, right? Uh, I have both. Oh, you have both. Actually, I do have both. Yes. Oh my. Okay. When I use the gas, it's on indirect heat, and you okay. sear both sides and everything like that. But uh, yeah. I'm up in Washington right now, so I use my. Right. Okay. My dad took from my house. To, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Ten, fifteen years ago, and it's all blown out. There's no low. There's no high. It was just wide the fuck open, like <laughs> wide open. It's all burnt out. So I was managing the grill out there, and we did some uh, lollipop, you know, lamb that that Nick sent, and God, they're so good. He sent a nice ribeye that was like, you know, most people. Most Americans, I guess, would say, oh, God, the, the ribeye. The lamb smashed it. It was so much better. All right. Well, there we go. Grilling tips with Ryan Villapoto, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Make it a weekly segment. Yeah, we should. Weekly segment. Hey, so you were at Loretta's. You rode the new Yamaha. I was at Loretta's for four days. Yeah, four, you, about, four, yeah about four, four, four or five days. You rode the new Blue Crew two-strokes? Uh, the 125, yes. And how was that? Um, dude, I had so much fun that I was only supposed to do – like one parade lab, right? Right. Like just cruise right. around. Everybody's supposed to stay behind me. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like just got out there. I learned the track like pretty fast, obviously just kind of went out. Okay. This is how it is. Okay, great. I'm fucking hammering. <laughs> like, you know, like just as long as I wasn't in anybody's way. Yeah. Dude, I was having a great time. It was fun. Like, I, track was bitching. And nobody weighed uh, you off or nothing? They just, like, fuck it, let, let you go? Like, whatever? Well, so like, I guess they were going to, I think Cotter told somebody, uh, like, radioed in, weigh them off. Yeah. And then Davey had said, no, leave them out there. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> look, my whole thing is, is, is uh, if I'm not in, in anybody's way, yeah. 
mean, you know, I thought I was having a, I was having a great time. And yeah. I think people liked it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, if I'm not, in, you know, in somebody's way and, and causing problems, then then why not have me out there for a couple laps? I think I did three laps per per, per, session. per load. Yeah, per per race. Did yeah. now, what did you yeah. think of the new body work and everything on the on the Blue Crew? Did you like Mike it? was great. Yeah. Uh, seats a little bit flatter. It's you know a more updated like the current yeah. you know uh, model motorcycles that are out there today. Um, a little bit more power. So uh, chassis's always been great on that, as far as I've, I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, great motorcycle, great update to it. I talked to our buddy Jake Wammer this week about some stuff, and dude, he's all in for amateurs, like Chance Hymas and every, like he's. Wymer was there the oh, whole yeah. week, like he's in whole week. Yeah, fuck him. Whole week, yeah. Oh yeah, he was. The, we were there the whole week. We yeah. were there all night one night. Uh, yeah, we were. We were there all week. Oh, we so one deep. one night you guys got into it. Uh, I mean, just a little bit. You know how it always goes. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? We do know how it goes here on the show. <laughs> You're lucky. I like you. Yeah, we do know how it goes. Um, hey, so your RV summer camp is next weekend or this weekend coming up? This weekend coming up. Huh? This, week, yeah. this weekend coming up. Yep, this weekend coming up. So um, it's up here at Grays Harbor. Uh, we're getting ready for that right now. Um, it's a good time. You know, it's just bringing in a bunch of most of our most of our people that come. I call it a summer camp because, like I said, I don't want to be on the hook. And I'm honest about it. I don't want to be on the hook of you know, having somebody come over, I didn't learn anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe you didn't listen or maybe this, or maybe that, <laughs> or you're in a group of 12, right. you know, but, but I always turn out, did anybody that asked, did you have fun? Oh, it was a great time. Then, okay. Then, That's okay. Yeah, well, yeah, right? yeah. Got your money's worth, right? So, um, I bring in, you know, myself, Jake, uh, Brock and try to change it up depending on who's hurt. Um, you know, and, and just, you know, well, try to, I guess, educate these kids as much as we can with the way we have it set up and, and water balloon fights and food and everything else. So it's, it's fun. DV, would you want to get contacted to do RV summer camp up in Washington? Uh, no, thank you. Okay, DV's good. Uh, the rooftop ah, LA, the, the bar I'm seat. I'm good. <laughs> He's got the red plate right now. So, I mean, what, why would he want to come up and do some amateurs? Yeah, I, I still don't go to where the red plate is. I stay home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, have you asked the, the the Tim Ferry about coming out to one of these summer camps? Oh, the Red Dog? Yeah. I was actually, I hung out with Red Dog and Evie and uh, yeah. at Loretta's. We did some business deals. So they're coming around nicely. <laughs> Now you're trying to be Evan's agent, correct? This is what's I going. actually am not trying to be Evan's agent. I had just said what I think he was worth. Okay. And Timmy's eyes lit up and was like, "You're fucking hired." <laughs> and and Seeker's like, "Oh God, no!" Well, you know, maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, yeah. He, technically, he's worth that, but can we get that? I just told him what I thought. You know. Right. What he should ride for at. at any one of those, any one of their calibers of those those top guys like that, you yeah, know. Yeah. We'll see. He's two years out, you know, to see. But these uh, guys are getting hired so early. Now, so. Beaks Beaks called me, and then you know Beaks is in there too, and he, he just thought your numbers were were nutty. So you know, I I don't know. You got to fight Beaks for uh, for Evan or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And then, and then Mertz will be there at some point. Mertz will get in there. It'll just be an agent. Hey, I, agent. I, told, I said I'm not really an agent, but I can help you out if that's what you like. Yeah. If, if, you know. Sure. But, I, but Red Dog doesn't need an agent. He knows everybody. Just, yeah, I mean, I'm, that's not my gig. That's right. Exactly. TV. Like, I'm just, just like, I can, if you want some, if I can educate you, then, uh, but Red Dog knows. Like, I. He you knows it's been around. Like, yeah. what would you give ten points to someone? I don't know. Well, you can do it yourself. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, ten or fifteen, like young kids. Is it that much for an agent? Ten points? Yeah, but 
not for the inside, top guys. Inside ten points, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, but for kids, but like let's say like top guys, they might only pay seven. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think it's, it's like seven money, a right. because more money, and those guys only get like outside the 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 industry they get you free uh boxers that's all <laughs> free etiquettes and then maybe like a, a free armor uh, right. because uh, they need to sell it all yeah, those yeah. guys you know but they, they get shit for free i know where's the money i find it funny like even even dungy's target deal was like his aunt worked at target or something like yeah. like how, how like, do you give 20 percent of your etiquette deal when you get only boxers. <laughs> well, well, you give a couple boxers to your agent, yeah, yeah, here's yeah. your cut. Yeah, there you go. You know, so, but I mean, I, I personally like would like to see, obviously we thank God for all the energy, energy drink sponsors and, and the manufacturers, but, um, you know, and everybody that's stuck it, stuck it out, I think things are pretty good right now. Everything I've seen, everything's sold out. Things are hard to get, but, um, you know, we do need to, we need the Gillettes. We do need, I think our sport is, there how do we do it i don't know how we how we get yeah. you'll, sponsors, you'll never but. you'll never get it when you have uh, 400,000 people that watch the supercross race you'll never get big companies you know yeah i mean i think yes yeah i, I don't disagree um i think we do have our niche though and i mean ufc was a niche at one time so uh you know growing but people like fighting you know well, uh, if you're a yeah. motorsports fan, you know, like you probably doesn't probably fit in. But I think there is a place for it, and I'm not saying it's millions of dollars. Yep. But it, it's a fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollar deal. You know, I think it's, I think, you know, I think it's there, and I, I, I think eventually it'll get there. Yeah. I, you know, I hope. when you go to a big company and then you give like. Uh, TV numbers, they're gonna yeah, laugh. DV, they're gonna you, laugh at you. But DV, if you go to IndyCar, you look at IndyCar. They have pretty good outside guys, and they we get the same ratings as them. It's kind of just the yeah. perception the of the sport. Indy, the problem with any four wheel sport, though, is like the consumer drives a car yeah, every yeah. day, so they oh, feel for sure. like they're yep. you know they feel like they're part of. It. They can get in a uh, whatever car they have, and if they want to fucking give her the berries, you know they can. You know, like yeah. there's not you know you put you put somebody behind behind the bars that's never rode or that's you know rode a little bit and say hey go out and ro just roll the supercross track We're, it's going to end in tears yeah yeah no you got a good point uh hey what did you think of vince way over at uh loretta's yeah 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 pretty i mean i, I liked it like he like he rode well he had yep. a couple mishaps but ended up with the championship which was which was cool to see i heard pops um, i heard pops was upset about the fist pump uh, yeah, I actually, I was, I don't think I was there for that one. Um, I seen that afterwards on, on, on the gram and, uh, yep. yeah, yeah, he was, he was, he, you know, getting a little cocky. Yeah. That was great. I, I saw it go by on Instagram. Yeah. A little bit, you know, like Nick's like, Hey, if you're going to be cocky, you better keep that, keep the, that bitch up on two wheels and not fall over. You know, like, <laughs> it's like right. I'm all for it. Yeah. But it, you better produce. Yeah. No, that, that, I that, can that, see Nick say that. Yeah. That's yeah. a, that's a yeah. very good point. Uh, the star racing guys from Dylan Ferrandez to AP use vortex racing sprockets. Uh, email Kyle at vortex racing to get a deal on the V3 bar or a sprocket that won championships with uh, Stu and, and Chad Reed and Ferrandez. Of course, uh, they got the long lasting laser cut steel vortex racing sprockets, or they got the cat five F five hard coat ones. Uh, vortex, VortexRacing.com, Kyle at VortexRacing.com. Tell him you listen to Pulp. He'll give you a deal. Chains, sprockets, and bars from the folks at Vortex Racing. Uh, RV, congratulations. AMA Hall of Fame. Oh, thank you. 
Yes, Hall of Famer. I, I, this was your first year of eligibility, and uh, I mean, I think you were a no-brainer. I don't know yeah, how much. Yeah, if he doesn't get it, who who does? Right. Know. I'm not sure if you uh, were following it, RV, but yeah, you got on. Um, I mean, just I'm as people know, I'm pretty close with Bytus, and he had told me that uh, I would be in the first ballot, basically. Yep. Um, and you have to be retired for five years. Uh, you know, and then on the sixth one, you get you can go get in. So I had an idea, but I, did I know when? Like yeah. they, they, I had to, I had an idea that this, that it was going to be you know soon, I guess. But this year, no, I didn't know that. So right. um, yeah, it's it's cool. Um, you know, like it, it's on one hand, it's it's bad for me to say like we AMA doesn't do a good job at promoting this no. or making this thing like I, I like they don't. You know, You're right. I did this for professionally. I've rode. I've, everybody knows I've, I've started racing at four years old professionally. Blah blah blah. And you know, you know, it's a thing, but you don't really. It's like this elusive thing, kind of. You know, like yes, there's a hall of fame, but like, you know, like I probably won't see you there, Mathis. You know, like it's it's kind of this weird thing mm-hmm. that I think should be covered more, should be a bigger thing. Um, you know, so I think we should work on that. You know. Yeah, well, um, you got to go to Ohio for the banquet, right? I think it's Ohio. Yes, yes. Um, I think it's October 15th. So um, We should go and do a live pulp show from the AMA Hall of Fame. We can do that. That'd be great. Do, uh, do we, uh, I think we should invite Jake. Yeah, we got to get Jake. Oh, for sure. No, absolutely. Are you, are you have any plans to come in the studio? We got to get you back up here. Yeah, so we need to get back in studio. I got a new, I got a new studio. We moved. So. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Out of the basement. What's that? Out of the basement. Yeah, we're out of the basement. We're in a loft now. We went from a basement to a loft. Okay, make sure the AC is on. Okay. The, is AC comfy enough for you, DV? Yeah, it's fine. The house is bigger than yours. Though, I mean, oh, God. I, I think go. it's more expensive here, than yours, here, too. Here we go. Here we go. You know. Oh, so you oh, – so, uh, so, so, Mathis, you moved, actually. Yeah. Yeah, we moved yeah, houses. Yeah, yeah. No. he moved. He yeah. lives in the, uh, in the palace. Fuck. It's it, the it, same square footage as the, as the other one. If you uh, if you watch MTV next week, you'll be on MTV Cribs. Oh God, here yeah. we go. It's the MTV Cribs house. It's it's two hundred more square feet. That's it. You you boring, or you think you are? Either, oh. either or. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan Villapoto here, brought to you by VortexRacing.com. Yeah, we got to get you back up here, RV. Absolutely, Jake as well. Um, did you like Unadilla, RV? What were your feelings on Unadilla? Um, I liked Unadilla a lot. Did you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So early days, like when we, I, I, I guess early days, but the first year I wrote it, we still had Saturday practice or there was Saturday practice. I did yep. that for one season. Yep. Um, and then, uh, it went to just, you know, or sorry, Saturday practice, Sunday race, and then it went to Saturdays. Um, but yeah, it was, I always liked it really big track yep. wide, um, lots of passing technical. Um, it kind of had a little bit of everything. Uh, I would say that Unadilla and um, Glenn Helen were my favorites. Really, huh? They, so you know, I didn't asking this question. I didn't think Unadilla was one of your favorites. I, I just was happened to ask you what you thought. But wow, okay. So yeah, you were stoked on Unadilla. Wow. I mean, I, I picked Glenn Helen over. Right. I, I never on, heard anything a, anybody said their favorite is Glenn Helen. <laughs> First time in history. <laughs> How? On race day, it was. It's always good. Like it's technical, it's rough, it's gnarly. There's lots of passing. I mean, um, seriously, I, I think the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's only one rut that's good. If you get out, you're like in uh, 
uh, in a bayou. It's like uh, you're like stuck yeah. in the mud. I don't know. I, there, so there was sections of the track that I that I will say that if you got out of the main line, it would, you potentially could get stuck. Um, definitely in practice, um, they did a little too much water. But I don't know. I always. Wow, you know, that's interesting. I did I did good at a lot of places. I, but I pick I, if I could race one, I think Glen Helen, um, you know, is, it was one of my one of my favorite ones. Are you surprised at Ferrandis uh, outdoor season RV? We haven't had a chance to talk to you for the motocross since motocross started up, and of course, uh, I think he's got four wins. DV uh, Ferrandis four wins, almost a fifty point lead. Four wins, uh, uh, eight podiums. Eight podiums. What do you think, RV, of DV's guy here? I'm pretty I mean, surprised. Uh, um, I would say I can. I, you could use the word surprised, and I think. Um, I mean, he's got the speed, you know, like the speeds there, but. I and I don't see. I think I've talked to you about this a little bit. Is I don't know where all the consistency went. You know, in 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 the 450 class, um, I don't, it's like nobody's consistent. And DB just said eight podiums. Um, that's how you win championships. It's not just like okay, knocking down wins. That's great. But if you win and then you get 30th the next weekend, and then you come back and win, and then you know those are huge point swings. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. Winning a couple, winning four, winning three, you know, like, and then consistency on the podium, that's how you, that's how you win championships. So the, the consistency, um, you know, yeah, yeah, you could say it's surprising, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, first season, right? Outdoors, right? First season, yeah. Well, on four so, days, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a blue yeah, crew, so we know it's great. We know the bike's great. Yeah, but you got to say, like, he's the same age of Roxanne, though, you know? So it, it, he's he not really... Older. He, yeah, he is older, but still, you know how it is. You come over to a new. I mean, I fuck. I tried it for, for four races, and it it sucked. You know, um, no offense, as a French team, but you know, it is it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it, DV's not taking offense to that. No, <laughs> to the French team comment. No, no. <laughs> but yes, he's riding very well, and the consistency is what's keeping him, um, you know, afloat above everybody else. Because, you know, like I said that's what wins championships. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been great, man. I he's, mean, he's... Stu won a lot of races and didn't win championships, but he won a lot of races. So, But he had huge point swings. You yeah. Know, that that doesn't help, that you can't win championships that way. Yeah, now, but... the odd occasion you get lucky, okay, yeah, okay. But you, you got to, if not too many people are consistent, you got to, you know, respect the fact that Dylan is um, – able to do it week in week in and week out so far that he's i think it's he made all the podiums moto podiums like he did 14 out of 16 i think that the two times he got fourth i think so he was he's very consistent but that's a performance to be consistent because all the tracks are different you know and um uh, totally. And sometimes sometimes he was far behind, and he crashed, and then he tried hard, and then he came back. And, that's and, the, and that was the other thing. That's the other thing you bring up, D.V., is, is I feel like uh, Dylan has the um, – he's got the fight and, like, the no-lose attitude. It doesn't matter if he's fucking last or first-turn crash. Like, I feel like that's, like, a that's a dunge move or something that I would have done back in the day. Like, it's, it, it, your bad race is, you know, in the top five. Like a yeah. bad day is a yeah. five. Yep. It's not a fucking tenth, twelfth. You know. You yep. know. Wait. You know that. That is. You know. 
if you're no clutch lever, no, you know, like bars are down, bent, like you're salvaging something. But like a first turn crash, you get up or whatever, you have a crash. Like a bad race is outside the top 10, you yeah. know, like, and, and that's what you push for is inside the top 10, no matter what, if you fall in the first turn or not. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny was on earlier and said, you know, my bad races have been the, the bad, you know, the reasons why I won these things, just my bad races. And he knows it, right? So, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I love Kenny, but that seems to be like he does that a lot, and right. like he needs to sort that out to to do that because like he just went one one, but yeah. we're still he's he's still fifty points down. You know that's oh yeah, uh, that's it's great. You know one ones are fucking awesome, but how do you get back to to be the consistency side of it? There's two races. There's the the day of the race, and then there's the consistency race, um, and you're managing both of those. Right. Uh, Ryan Villapoto on the show, brought to you by VortexRacing.com. Uh, the Atlas Vision brace, have you tried it or got one, RV? I know you're more traditional the Atlas brace, but have you tried the Vision? Yeah, yeah. Uh, traditional. I mean, the few times, like, I haven't rode it a ton this uh, recently, just been busy with the kids, but, but yeah, yep. I, it's, uh, I have it in my gear bag. Oh, okay, so you have one. I didn't know if you were even trying it or if you preferred not to not to use that yep, one or whatever. Yeah, okay. yep. right. so I have it in my gear bag. Yes, sir. All right, fantastic. How's the things with Canvas? How's that going? Things are good. Um, yep. It's good. I think uh, um, Drew Adams just knocked down uh, two championships at Loretta's for us. Nice. Uh, yeah. Gavin Towers, uh, lots of podiums out there at Loretta's. Um, you know, so those were our two riders out there um, at Loretta's, and sweet. And I was uh, I was sporting it out there in the in the hot laps. Um, so you know, we're just we're just chugging away, um, getting our job done. You know, just making the gear better and making making cool designs and trying to. And trying to sell it, you know? Yeah, I thought the stuff of Loretta's looked good. So good job on all of that. I don't know if you, you probably didn't have a hand in that at all, but yeah, thanks. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I, I, I consider myself the beaker of the world oh. canvas. Oh, wow. So, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, yes, if we need some things, we want something new designed, like I, I kind of work on that, help sure. with that. So does Michael, obviously. Um, but that's kind of, I, I, I'm the beaker of the world. Okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> so you actually partner in this um, venture? Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I saw you were like using the stuff. I, oh, yeah. Is, is that like something like Michael Leib started or something? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Five or five, five, six years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, he started it out, uh, started it from scratch. Um, and it originally started making gear out of out of um, Argentina. Um, now, currently, we make it right. Uh, it was actually, we could see the stadium from where we were. Um, now we've moved buildings, uh, 15 minutes from the stadium, but, uh, it's made right there in Anaheim. Nice. Well, yeah. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, man. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate taking the time. I know you're up there with friends and family and all that stuff. So, but we have wanted to get you on. Uh, it's been a long time. So, um, and yeah, it has been a long time. Too it has long. been too what? long, man. Uh, oh. I feel a birthday. Oh, oh, thank you. Yes, because you. you have thank the same birthday as my daughter, on, and on Friday she turned 18, so that's all I remember. Ah, okay. Awesome. You, nice. Your daughter's 18. How worried are you for dudes coming around? Like, oh, she, you, she had a dude for Oh, she's had a dude? A while, okay, yeah. all right. Okay. I didn't know if that was pan <laughs> panicking or the not. The dude is taller than me. He's 6'5". He's a monster. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got to hit well, it. She can't, she can't be short, though, right? 
No, uh, she's a just she might be yeah. like five seven, five eight. Oh, okay. You know, like yeah. she's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. yeah, but yeah, she turned uh, eighteen on Friday, so I knew like. And it's funny because my son is MC's birthday. As MC's. Oh birthday. boy, RV and MC. Yeah. <laughs> 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 made it happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, thanks, RV. Thanks for coming on. Let's get you back up here in studio for sure soon, man. Thank you again. All right, boys. All right. Have a good one. See you. Uh, you Bye. That's Ryan Villapoto, everybody. Multi-time Supercross Motocross champion. And AMA Hall of Famer now. He's a big deal. He's a big deal. Uh, David Villeman on the show uh, here tonight and uh, Michael Antonovich coming up. We did the Race Tech Rant. We did the X-Brand Goggle Tearhouse. We still have the Motorsport.com Tweeted Tits segment as well. Uh, we got a commercial coming up here shortly, of course. More talk about the uh, uh, Unadilla National and more with the great David Villeman. Hey, DV, did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna? Uh, no, no. You're going to plug how many stuff in there? <laughs> Do you know every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna and gas gas comes with a Vertex engine from the factory? Uh, no, I didn't know that. Okay. Did you know that 65 years ago, a Vertex was found in a small workshop in northern Italy? Um, but you're talking about the um, CDI box? No, the piston. Ah, Vertex, not yeah, Vertex. Vert- Vertex, yeah. Vertex. Yeah. I used to, I used Vertex in my GP days all day. Rack, rack. Okay. One twenty-five, and then I used the in my builds. I used the the Vertex, uh, the uh, the gasket kit. Yeah. Okay. The The pivot works. Did you use pivot works for the linkage and everything? Uh, Did you rebuild your linkage like like I I did? I I rebuild with stock stuff. I clean and grease. Yeah, I I did the same thing, but I used the the the. the I don't. I don't replace if they don't need to. Okay. I'll I'll put like a. Can I get? Okay. Can I just finish this or no? I'm telling you, okay. your sponsor, I'm using their product. That's awesome. It, that's good, right? Yes, that's it's a good. good it's a good thing, yes. It, I used the, the gasket kit, the engine, the full-on thing. It's great. Did you get the rod kit and everything? Did you do... Uh, some of the build, the crank? Yeah, some of the builds I did, uh, I did, uh, I didn't buy the old crank. I just yeah, bought just, the rod. Yeah, the rod yeah. and the washers, yeah. the thrust washers and stuff. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, sales at pivotworks.com if you want to get a deal on a two-stroke or four-stroke piston. Uh, high co- they have the replicas. They have high compression, the GP-style configurations, vertexpistons.com. To see the full range of pistons, uh, email sales at pivotworks.com. So whether it's pivotworks, whether it's hot rods, whether it's vertex pistons, whether it's uh, hot cams, they can give you a deal on all of that. Uh, the, the bike in a box kit, they're fantastic. Bike, the, um, the hell are they called? We got, the, uh, we got everything in a box. All right. The name is escaping. Yeah, Wrench yeah, Rabbit. Yeah. Wrench Rabbit. Wrench thank rabbit. you. Yeah, yeah, yes. Thank thanks, you. Tits. Those, that's actually a pretty good deal. It is a really I never good deal. used it, but I saw it online. Yes. Like, you get everything. You get everything. Yeah. I built the Project 500 using that. You did it? Yeah. I didn't do the motor. did everything else. I thought you were a factory mechanic. I don't have, I don't have a press. I don't have a solvent tank. I don't have a vice. So I'm going to rebuild the motor. I need I, all of this I'm stuff. The same, I'm the same way. I don't have I, any of this. I, I, I build my own um, engine um, mount um, yeah. thing. With, I have one of those. With two by fours. Yeah, yeah. Like old yeah. school. Right. Because I only did like clutch and top end. Right. And, but I didn't split the cases. I don't have the tools. I don't have anything. I can do it. I've done so, 8,000 cases I, in my life. I, I, I just don't want to do it. And so my buddy, Tony Berluti. What about, from, you do foam brakes, calipers and yes. stuff? Yes. Oh, yeah. Come on. 
What's wrong with that? How, is that hard to do? Do you think you feel like that's hard to do? The only thing he doesn't do is touch his mountain bike. Yeah. Other than that, he can the, do everything the, else. I was thinking my from brake height. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do that. I do calipers. All right. Let's get to our next guest. Brought to you by VertexPistons.com. He works for Swap Moto Live. He's uh, at the races each and every week. It's Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton? What's going on? Thanks for calling me. No problem. Uh, you got some echo going on. Where are you at? Oh, I am in a stairwell at a hotel. So are you, are you taking Sorry. a dump or what? Yeah. Are you in a bathroom? <laughs> what are you doing? No, I was in a stairwell. I thought that would be like a nice, quiet. No, nice get out of the stairwell. I'm out. I'm out. Okay. Fantastic. Um, David Villeman in studio here, and I'm surprised he would agree to come on after your boss ruined his Supercross title in O2. Anton. Oh, we've already we've already said there will be no special Dylan parties no photo shoots no nothing until after this this season's over <laughs> yeah yeah we're just, not just, coming anywhere near just, that just keep that keep that uh when you hit the ground dv did you know in like an instant you were fucked like was it bad when- I, I, I passed out oh you did i blacked out oh wow i was asleep for a while oh shit okay so knocked yourself out yeah i didn't even know i, I knew you hurt your shoulder and don, but- don woke me up i was in bad shape <laughs> can you imagine don thinking about mccarty and call, he's got to call McCarty or he's got to do something because the guy who's leading the Supercross points is passed out, Anton. <laughs> yeah, these are things, it's a whole different era back then. I'm glad that these are days that I'm like, ah, I wish I was part of that. And then there's other stuff where I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I never had anything to do with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that right. wasn't good, but, you know, you'll never know. It's, you know, live and learn. Um, what a ride by Kenny Roxon at Unadilla, Anton. And, and you know, uh, Brayton tweeted this. And we talked to Kenny about it as well. And, and you know, it's basically, um, it's an amazingly rough track. I don't think the TV did it justice. No. And you had to go there to see it. Yeah. Because both sides of the track were completely different. Like the top part where the start straightaway is, the yep. finish line, uh, gravity cavity, screw you, all of that stuff was one terrain. It was like a little bit harder pack. It was like, it seemed like more topsoil was there. But then that whole valley all the way back to the new old section that they brought back, that seemed way deeper, way ruddier, way gnarlier. Yep. And then every every line, had, every section of the track had a dozen lines in it, no matter where you went. Yeah. And dude. You know. Yeah. And, Kenny, and, and Kenny's ride. Peg deep. Oh. Yep. And his, his feet never left the pegs. I mean, he, he was pretty much flawless all day. It was it was pretty incredible. And those are like those rides you expect Ken to do at a track like Unadilla. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good the last time we were there, too. And, uh, man, and him and Sexton, one, two in the second moto, you're just like, you're watching these guys, and you're like, this is poetry, these two dudes. Yeah. Um, and just like, especially in those first laps, you had to get up to the front, otherwise it was over. Like, if you were behind somebody, you weren't going to be able to reel them in. Right. So they just, what they did, especially in those first laps of both motos, and just took off, and it was over from there. Like, that was it. You know, like Kenny's first lap in the second one was insane. Yeah, he he passed Dylan right away. Uh, he was yeah, he was probably like sixth. Seven? Was, yeah, 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 I was yeah. gonna say he wasn't even in the top five. Yeah, you didn't in, see him around the, the corner sec, in the second turn, and then he came in and he passed Dylan on the outside of the third turn before that dropped and that yep. bridge thing. Mm-hmm. He passed him right there, and then he was second after one lap. Like, yep, first lap was insane. Yeah. That's impressive. Pete Fox put Pete Fox put some clip up uh, up at the top of the of the hill in the back, and Kenny just gets on the gas. You could see his feet are off the pegs. Probably the only time his feet were off the pegs all day, and he still made the pass. 
Yeah. Like uh, flat tracking through that turn. Yeah, because uh, that's uh, the new section they did, like um, that turn that doesn't go as far as right. us. Yeah, to make it In that turn, he went, he went wide. And who was leading at that point? Sexton? Sexton. Yeah, yeah. Sexton went inside right. And then he went outside of the rut, and then he squared and squared up the rut on the inside of the inside, basically. Yep. But it went on the gas too soon, like just like slid all the way to that drop off and never let off, feet off the peg. That was a, like a great move. Yeah. Uh, it, it and then he passed him like that. There's a dome at the bottom of that hill, and then he overjumped that dome and then passed him right there. The the attempted pass where he went on the outside and he square, feet on the pegs and he cut across three ruts too in one of the inside turns. It was early in the moto. It might have been a moto one. I don't remember that. Yeah, you're just like, holy shit. His, like, his outside worked good also uh, just before you cross the starting line. Yeah. Before that yeah. sketchy yeah, step up. He would get over the, yeah, that. Yeah. He was going like super outside, like yep. super fast. Yeah. yeah he, he was like. It, it, it was a clinic, Anton. It was funny because like Washugo a couple weeks ago. Uh, listening to Eli in the last few laps of Moto2 and just how gnarly he was just on the throttle. Yep. And you could hear the bike everywhere. And you're just like, that's badass. That's awesome to hear. That That's so exciting. That's how you have to ride this track. It's the complete opposite with Kenny at Unadilla because it never sounded like the bike was rubbed out anywhere. It was just yep. every, everywhere he needed to go. Yep, absolutely. What uh Justin Cooper, after the race, was uh, more talking about bike setup, Anton, uh, as far as that goes and his disappointing second moto. What do you make of that? Uh, and how was your weekend? He told us, he's like, hey, I, I couldn't run the pace with them, and I'm not going to risk it. So I saw that I didn't have what I needed to go with them, and I just let him go. So he's kind of in that, I have the red plate, I'm going to manage it today. Right. I have heard what DB has been saying, though, in this show, you know, is it time to do that yet? So who knows? Yeah. But yeah, I was, I was a little surprised by that too. Um, because that first moto, like the battle between him and jet was great. You know, that's exactly what you want to see in the yeah. first lap when they came where I was standing at and the first lap when they came down the hill and then over that little hump and I saw them both together. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be exactly what I've been hoping to see the last two weeks. Right. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. And then Jet's second moto was damn impressive, man. That big turnaround. Like yeah. He needed that. He needed that one really badly. He might not think he will, and even in interviews, he won't say all that much. But I think a lot of people needed him to do that, so they didn't keep thinking the wheels were coming off the train already. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Right. There was a little bit of worry there going on. So much bike setup stuff that him and Hunter both all the way through, like Millville, Redbud, or Southwick. Washougal even just talking about like yeah we don't have it with the bike so I was wondering if they made big gains but he said that they didn't really change too much during the break right right uh, so you're up in Boise for the uh, fly racing sales meeting that I didn't get invited to I've already trust me I've already hit up JT and Max JT said I'll just complain either way which uh, he might he, not, would. He, he, he has a point I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and deny that yeah I don't think you'll have fun at like a two-day trade show I don't think it's like learning seminars. I don't think this. Oh, is, is that the ones where you sit in those seminars and they kind of uh -huh. rotate through? Uh -huh. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 You're good. It's a good, it's a good time to sell ads though, or try to get advertisers for swap moto Y, right? That's a, totally like what you, totally. yeah, for you guys, that's a, that's a great opportunity. Yeah. And like, Hey, your money set, you're you and the Western power sports connection. That's good to go. I'm still trying to crack that nut a little bit more. Oh, I thought you guys were on. I thought that was oh, no, oh, okay. Cause I yeah, Don and more. fly didn't get along for a while, but everything's fine oh, now. No. Right. Right. 
me and Max have been working this relationship relationship since like 2012. Right. So right. anything I can do to squeeze more out of it, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, Anton, pushing it. What? You have a relationship since 2012? Uh, yeah, because that's when I I got started in 2011, and then by 2012 I was going to the to the races and like. I know. I was doing a joke. Too. I was I was gonna say was Tinder um, uh, up in 2012. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good DV. I, was I gonna, knew you're gonna get me. I know uh, you're gonna get me. I was gonna get like some kind of joke in there. Uh, what uh, what you had two questions for DV tonight, Anton? Before I forget, let's uh, let's I don't know why you would have two questions for me. Well, let's go. Uh, well, because I like you, DV. I like you're one of my favorite well, racers you, ever. You may be one, only one of a few. Well, I have a even Mattis doesn't like me. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, I invite him here. Yeah, but I don't like him. Okay. Oh, well, that's okay. Uh, first thing, most importantly, with when we talked about this all year, you know, Dylan being a rookie, but he's older. Are you guys thinking long term for him? Like, hey, don't we're going to race into his 30s, 31, 32, 33, or are you guys trying to maximize the window that he has right now? Because you know how there's two schools of thought, either you can race and have fun, or you can just burn the candle super hot and try to get as many wins as you can. What are you guys trying <laughs> no, to do? It's not like we talk about this like often, but when, uh, so at the end of the season last year, I told him, I'm like, um, doesn't really matter where you go, um, just think about you have four years. You have four years of working hard and sacrifices, and after you can sign a deal just to, uh, as we say in French, put a little bit of butter in the spinach, which means, <laughs> which means, <laughs> that's a French thing. Yeah. It, it's just to ride maybe one or two seasons to make a little extra yeah. money on top of what, right. what you really have. But I told him you're gonna be like competitive at the most. And uh, four seasons, so that's only that's one is already done. Yep. And he has three to come. And I told him like 450 stuff. You got to get into it and then work hard. But if you want to win races and maybe battle for championship, you got to get into it. And you only have four years. Uh, just after these four years, um, he's gonna be like um, maybe a 30 or he's from what? What's Marv right now? It's, Marv's it's, 31? No, he's gonna, Marv's going to be 32 in December. Okay. Uh, You're starting D to Dylan see some Dylan is from 94, so okay. he just turned in, in May, he turned 27. So that would put him like four years, like 30, 31. Right. Um, and we're starting to see and Slip and Marv And right that's now. it. Like yeah. 31, um, as far as for Dylan, I don't think he can best himself yep. after this four years so if he doesn't get it within four seasons um it, it's done so might as well just work out and, and go for it you, you gotta be like some kind of um honest about it you know I'd, yeah it's, it's gonna be tough plus after that like count four season there's the guys going up the jet lawrence's of the world right you know like yep. in four years they're yeah, gonna yeah. be in the 450 so you're gonna have to still be uh, maybe a Tomac that's gonna still be there. No, um, Tomac will be gone. But two or three years, he's he's gonna say what? Two years. I, so I, I at the end of this one, so that's three season of Dylan's gonna have to deal with Tomac. Yep. Three season out of the four that told him he's gonna be able to be competitive. So you understand? Tomac's yeah. gonna st be st still be there. Roxen might be there too. Yeah. Um, I don't think it doesn't sound like Roxen's gonna race for a long time. I don't. 
um, I'm not sure, but we were yep. saying the same thing about Tomac wanting to retire early. Yep. He signed another deal. So, right. um, so yeah, four season and there's only one. It's gone. Okay. So three more. All right, Anton. Next question. Okay. Um, I know you're gonna like already just, you know, discredit how good you are and the impact you have on French motorcycling and all that. But in watching everything that we watch from MotoGP to off-road to MXGP, what do you think about just how good the French talent is right now? Is it surprising to you or is it just like, no, we've always been this good? No, we haven't been that good. Once in a while is some, um, maybe one or two or my generation, I think three came out, like Tortelli, Roncada, and myself. I thought we were pretty good French riders, uh, but we, I never won anything in the US. Only Roncada won a, a regional Supercross championship. So it's not like we were like dominating, kind of like Quartararo is doing in, in uh, MotoGP or um, even um dylan last year for example like we never really seen that um uh, obviously Porcel did it but did not really jump into the 450 class um yeah it's i think we gotta enjoy it when we have it uh, because it's very not often and after this uh generation um so it's like half a generation you have marvin and half a generation behind you have like dylan uh it's gonna be tough i don't see like as the u.s is concerned right uh yeah it's gonna be tough but yeah i love uh more gp like fabio like it's but it's crazy because what i think of when i see fabio and when i see dylan for me they're not french they're not act like french guys they don't <laughs> they don't race like french guys uh -huh. um french guys it, it's it's always like there is exceptions, obviously, yeah. but uh, we're more calculated. You don't take that much risk. Uh, we kind of like um, don't fight very hard. Um, we just like try to 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 perform doing something different. Yep. Um, but Quattawaro is more like a, is flashy. Is this a street bike guy? Street bike racing? Come on. What? The guy is leading MotoGP. Oh, he is? Okay, yeah, so he's a bad on. dude. Well, what happened to uh, Marquez? Not leading? Not good anymore? <laughs> go, go to sleep. Okay. Go walk your dog outside. Okay, And we're fine. not talking uh, yeah. about MotoGP ever again. Okay, great. <laughs> Can we talk about Canadian Marquez Moto? Marquez won a race, uh, one race a few weeks ago. He hasn't won in two years. Okay. So. Jesus. Um, God, and he won so out angry. of the blue. So, yeah, I think, and when you see Dylan... Um, is way different. Is for me, it's not French. It's yeah. is more almost more American the way he rides than he is French. Yep. Yeah, he definitely doesn't ride like. Well, Tortelli didn't ride French either, though. Uh, that's yeah. why I'm talking yeah, yeah. exception. Yeah, like yep. Tortelli was more like right. yep. force and and yeah. And yeah. But you, Roncada, JMB, Pichon, Porcel, Porcel all yep. like kind of yep. like yep. Uh, you know we almost say like. Uh, they're not fighting, but it's not like we're not fighting. We we yeah. take less risk and we try to find different yeah. ways to be as fast as fast as fast as the other ones yep. without riding like them. Right. You know that's more like the typical French way for me as a rider. Um, 
Uh, and same, same yeah. thing in MotoGP, you take Zarco, for example, is is he's French, but Fabio isn't for me. And um, so I think we, we should and uh, uh, be happy to have guys like... like, like One, uh, Anton, for me, talking to Dylan is great, right? He's a good interview. He's, he's very, awesome. He's very honest, very open. He's just like, yeah, what, you know, is what I think. This is what I, you know, like, yeah. So it's a... It's uh, refreshing to have a guy like that a little bit. He'll he'll talk a little longer. He'll go. He'll give you some detail, you know. Mm-hmm. So I like the respect he has for everybody too. Like I and DB, this could even probably frustrate you because there have been times that he's been so complimentary of other guys where it's like, no, those are that's your competition. But that's cool to see that he enjoys beating Eli, enjoys beating Kenny. He knows that these are the guys that he's looked up to forever. Yeah, you know, yeah. and there's a, there are checklists for him too. Yeah, how about Redbud when he was like, "Not too many people have ever held off Eli Tomac, and I did that." You know what I mean? Like that was cool. But he's yeah. a fan of Eli. Yeah, Eli yeah. Is, yeah. is a model for him, right. like model of uh, all work, hard work, dedication. Yep, uh, and that's important. Uh, Look, we were talking earlier in the show. My first race in the U.S. was Anaheim 96. Right. I had a clapped out used KX125 uh, help from FMF. I made it to the main event. I got fourth mm-hmm. out of, you know. Yeah. Weird because that wasn't my spot. That was a, an amazing performance for me. That night, MC won one of his 14 out of 15 races yeah. in 96 right. in the 250 class. Yeah. So that's 96. Four years later, I I get to the US and I'm basically teammate with MC. Right. And I'm racing him in the 250 class. Think yeah. about it. It's the same thing. I'm like, MC was like a model. Yeah. He was not maybe my idol like Bracho was. Yeah. But, but yeah. But MC, like the spy goggles, the knack knack, the... You know, that was 94, 93, 94. Yeah, yeah. I was a writing schoolboy. Right. He was, that was like the top. He was of like the, Jesus to you. Here yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, right. So when you like, when you get to a point where you're battling with Jesus, <laughs> you got to respect the guy. Yeah, yeah. You got to respect the, the, yeah. the guy is like uh, everything you wanted. Yeah. You wanted to be a, a factory Honda rider. You wanted to ride Fox gear. You wanted to be in Terraforma too, jumping that <laughs> right, hill. Right. We all wanted to be McGrath. Yeah, you know, I, I did too, and I was a mechanic. Like he was. <laughs> so, and I think Dylan with with uh, Eli or the guys that you know were winning Supercrosses like four or five years yeah, ago yeah. when yeah when just, he was just before he came here. Yep. Um, and Eli was on the top of the world. He did not maybe win Supercross yep. race, uh, championship, but, but yeah. he was the best guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now he's like racing with yeah. the guy. And, 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 um, and Tomac is a machine. He's like, uh, and I, I really like Tomac, uh, dedication and, and the way he rides. Obviously, like, I'm critical about his riding because maybe my philosophy is different. But you got to respect oh, the guy. Yeah, you and, have to. Yeah, uh, it's insane. Anton, I remember when Fernandez first debuted for the Star Guys, like he was just parking dudes, 250 Supercrosses, like Savachi <laughs> and I don't, a few other guys. Uh, Toronto. Just, was it Toronto? Toronto. Yeah. Like this Fernandez just oh, yeah. moving dudes. The, and, I, and I was thinking to myself, this dude is not going to survive here. Like, I, I was like, uh, so I wasn't walking with right. him. And then I've known him for a long time. I've right. known him since he's five years you, old. All the French guys know yeah. you. Yeah. 
and uh i've known him also i spent time with him and like he was a little shit when he was like 15 16 years okay. old uh, he was a little shit and um uh but that year i was obviously watching the races yeah. on tv and uh, i actually was working with christian craig okay and uh they were on the same coast i think uh, i remember yeah because the first race in minneapolis or something okay uh, yeah that's right yeah minneapolis i was with christian he was there and um uh, he was sketch yeah that was like sketchy and then after i stopped with the with the christian craig around uh, daytona and i still watch like races but dude the guy was sketchy and he, and, and i was the same way he's yeah. gonna get killed he's yeah. gonna get t-boned yeah. they're gonna break his leg yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he was like almost he was like a um a moving chicane yeah you know like he was parking guys yep, and, and yep. fighting for his spot i'm like dude you shouldn't do that you're gonna get yeah no i remember coming on these shows going like did you see forendus <laughs> for nobody <laughs> likes forendus right now like nobody he's gonna get in trouble <laughs> yeah. and then it, it kind of like yeah he got better yeah not that much because right. <laughs> a couple of years ago it was a big deal wow well, yeah that's true yeah, yeah the craig thing at, at yeah. anaheim was was gnarly that still might be one of the gnarliest boos i've heard huh anton Dylan. And it went on for weeks. Too. Yeah, but the the weekend, I think it was the weekend after or a couple of weekend after that. No, I think he went to Oakland and then he went to uh, San Diego. San Diego yeah. was pretty bad too because it, he kind of like went inside of Faulkner. Faulkner went off the yeah, track. That's right. Yeah, and Faulkner he won went the off race. the track. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I was on the floor on the podium. Like, and I was happy because you need to feed. Yeah. You, you need to, the booze need to motivate your, yep. you to, to do it again. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that was crazy. And in Anaheim, <laughs> when he when he got second, yep. uh, because sometimes I don't go on the floor, and I stayed in the stands with like buddies of mine. Yep. Um, it was yeah, yeah. crazy. <laughs> but, but now it, you know, sometimes I check s some social media stuff. Yep. It's getting more fans. I think like people start like enjoying the fact that he's here to do the best he can, and yeah. he, he gives. He gives everything he has every time. I agree, Anton. You're down there for the podiums and stuff for nationals. You're shooting photos and you're right. Like, well, how do you feel about it? Like, you know, just a few years ago at Redbud, Marv was getting flipped off, right? We saw that. Uh, yeah. Uh, how, how do you feel about Dylan's and the fans when you're down there? I, I completely agree with what DV said because we can even see it in our comments of our, our YouTube interviews. Um, yep. His appreciation just for being here, for trying his best, for the competition, for all of that stuff. The, the fact that he portrays it and makes it open to people, that he doesn't hide that, it makes it easy for people to want to cheer for him because they're like, oh, no, he's a core moto guy, too. That's cool. Right. Um, the reaction to him has is, is definitely come around. And then if his personality doesn't do it, his writing damn sure does because yeah. people are like, well, you can't deny that he's good. You know, when he yeah. does what he does, you can't deny that he's, he's one of the best there is right now. Dude, some of those national um, rides earlier this year when he was charging through the pack, like just no quit, just super stamina. Like, just fast. Yeah. It was great. Yep. I mean, there's still some bullshit that happens. Like, he told me after Washougal that somebody was throwing water on him every single yeah, time. Yeah, he told he me every, back section. every lap of a section, the guy was throwing water in really? his face every lap. Yeah. And, like, I heard booze. I heard booze on the podium in, uh, in Red Bar, too. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Every time, oh. yeah, every time he gets on the track, they start chanting USA, like when he comes on the podium. But then there's <laughs> other people. It's okay. I'm fine. There's other people that start cheering for him, though, too. So that's cool. There's been a lot of little kids that have, like, called out to Dylan, like, hey, Dylan, they only are jealous of you because you're so fast. And yeah. that's, that's been pretty cool because 
even younger kids are starting to get like, no, he's he's good. He's really, really good and enjoy it while we can. He, he uh, yeah, absolutely. I, and I think I like I said, his attitudes and interviews are great. He's, he's you know, I could see people not liking Porcel the way he acted, the way he thinks he said, like, you're like, dude, you're like an amazing writer, but you're kind of a jerk off. Like, so yeah, I get it. But Dylan's was. interviews are never anything but super authentic and happy. And like, if you're just a guy watching his interview, you'd be like, I, I don't care where this guy's from. He seems cool. You know? So I, that's how I feel anyways. Like as a fan and as a guy that's been watching this stuff for years, because you know, I went to, when you and I went to Mantova, whatever year that was to watch Chad, 15, um, 16, it was right before it was Dylan's last year over there. Yeah. Part of my reason for 16, going to that 16. 16. Yeah. Was to go talk to him about coming to the United States. And, you know, even then he had already made it very clear that that's what he had wanted to do. And then for him to come here, that first year was super hard. You know, when he moved to the East Coast, I don't think that North Carolina and Cooper's program and just that whole culture shock really did well for him. But it's been really nice to see him come into his own here. Him and Nastasia really enjoy their time, you know, like from the holidays to living in Florida now. It seems like they like it. And I was worried there for a little bit, like, oh, shit, this isn't going to go good, and he's going to bail after two or three years. I, uh, I talked to him at Bercy almost every year when he was there, and he told me after Bercy one year, I'm going to America. I've got a contract with Pro Circuit. I'm going to go ride for Pro Circuit next year. Like, I got a con- like I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then, like, I don't know whatever happened with that. Like, did he ever have a contract? Yeah, I, what, uh, I've seen Mitch, like, you don't want him. Yeah. He, at one point. He basically I, thought, I, thought I think he told like, me he had a deal, though. Yeah, but it might have been a deal with the Kawi uh, Europe, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same kind of a deal that I had okay. back in the day. And I was like, oh, so, okay, cool. Like, I didn't think much of it. But right? I, like, at yeah. that point, like, I don't think they can, Kawi uh, Europe can say, right. take him, even, yeah. even if you don't want him. You right. know, like, so something happened. At, yeah. And I think... I don't know the story 100%, but I think, like, just uh, missed, you don't want him. Right, right. Um, Anton, that leads me into another thing I want to talk to you about, too, a little bit. Was uh, Loretta, as you were there all week, uh, and, you know, Chance Hymas was one of the best riders there. He's going to go to Honda. Uh, you know, certainly Forkner is not performing right now. McAdoo's hurt. Schmoda's doing well. Um, you know, Hamaker's just getting back going. The pro circuit guys, I mean, this isn't a good thing for them lately. It's just not not going the way pro circuit and Mitch Payton have wanted it to. Yeah, it sucks too because, like, you you want to see Mitch do good, you know, because he's Mitch. He's funny. He's cool. It's one of the best teams. It's all that. Uh, but yeah, it has been a really rough couple of years. And then there's a lot of variables that they have. You know, that is still a new bike that they're trying to figure out. I think that, you know, Forkner's been really open that he's not there like either mentally he's not there or physically he's not there or both but he's just not there shimoda's done well uh and i know that you're you know you've you've been very dowdy of shimoda when he first got going but i think that he's been such a solid pickup for those guys uh the fact that he had to kind of fight his way onto that team too says a lot yeah dude Joe's good he was in a a, you know like a a, like a contest to get on the 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 tryout you know what i mean and he won the tryout like and same thing with McAdoo a couple of years ago, right? McAdoo won this tryout, and both of them have overperformed for Mitch and Kawasaki, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, I'm coming around on Schmode a little bit, Anton. Yeah, the kids. I, I just thought those results at Geico and even with Mitch were, like, injury-induced. Like, half the field was missing both of those years. So, I'm like, oh, you know, so I'm just yeah. shrugging my shoulders at Schmode's results, but, right? But, but, but the thing is, if you look at it, it's the PC thing yeah. historically – is um, 
they make the same other than again exceptions Paul Sale he was kind of like uh, a little different mm-hmm. and you can think of, of like a few guys but they when they get there they ride and act the same you think from from Chris Gosselaar to Nathan Ramsey to like aggressive uh, like to uh, Casey Johnson uh, yeah. to David Pingree to all those guys all over the years you know like it's yes it's super aggressive a lot of fight a lot of fight in the riding mm-hmm. uh, and kind of like think after okay rather than think first and then go it's more like oh I'm going to pin it and then I'm going to think after what's going on that's why we see like McAdoo a little bit my guy could have died a, a few times this year. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a miracle that he's still, like, with us. You know, after those, like, some of the crashes. Um, so, and I think it's the end of a cycle where this don't work anymore. The, um, the PC f- philosophy, they made riders better. Uh, like yeah, the guys, guys Chris, get podium on their bikes, no problem. Yeah, yeah right. Chris, the Chris Gossel of the world. Right. Eric Sorby right. showed up from France yeah. first race in Houston 2002 uh, not the third best guy uh, riding like crazy uh, taking out buddy antennas getting third that night mm-hmm. Matt Walker one Matt Walker another one yeah. added to the list yeah. of guys that kind of ride in that PC mode right and I think that's a it needs to to have a generational change where this type of writers or philosophy don't work anymore. And um, you'll see now, like, people that ride, they don't, well, they, they win, they don't ride like that type of guys. Right. Well, Jet yeah. Reynolds is struggling right now. He broke his collarbone. He was, you know, Hammaker, I think the jury is totally out on him, although he seems like a good kid. March Banks, you know, already gone. So, Anton, like, you know, Hymas going to Honda. There's not Honda, a lot in the Honda pipeline. What? Honda what? Honda Jet Lawrence Honda. Factory? Yeah. Am- amateur first and then factory. But mm-hmm. uh, So, Anton, like, where's the path for Mitch to get back? Um, well, okay, here's the thing with that. If you watch enough racing for, like, a long enough period, you see that any team goes through their highs and lows. Like, think about when Honda didn't have everything going on, and now it's like, oh, my God, Honda's killing it again. So, like, Mitch is going to ride the cycle of the ups and downs every now and then. Um, I think though, like the 250 class has gotten a lot older now too. You know what I mean? So he's got, he's picking up these kids like Jordan Smith that are later in their careers. And like DB said, another guy, another guy that it's the same. It's like same right now, Jordan Smith. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why you pick him up? It's the same, same thing. Like go fast. You know, he's not going to finish the season. You know, he's going to crash, right. get her. He's been doing that for years. It's not like because he's going to ride a green bike this, this time, that's not going to happen. Yep. You know. I like Jordan, but that was a questionable signing for he, sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And if you look at the, the guy in front, look, Thrasher won, won uh, a race. He's young, yeah. you know. But, but Anton, when you look at Mitch, so take away AC's outdoor title. Uh, you have Justin Hill's. Very unlikely Supercross title. And then, dude, that's been it for a long time for championships. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, and think about, 
you know, what was it, summer 2011, where they were just knocking out podiums right. week just after week after week. Outdoors. Top four times in Supercross or whatever, right? And, yeah. And yeah. I think that the bikes that were, like, not as good as they used to be. They used to be, like, the best one. They used to be the star racing of, oh, yeah, of, of the were. 2000s, yep. you know? Yep. Uh, or the 2010s, maybe. Uh, but um, now it's they don't have that edge right like star racing as yeah. as the bike age yep. now um and they used to have like the good guys but if like they had a good amateur none of that they, you could still win on their bike we all agree with that right a good rider a great uh, rider yeah. can still win on the bike yes and but anton they don't have that guy they don't have and they don't really have a path to that a guy like that you gotta well, pay I him they, they do and they don't because they have reynolds and then they have even further down the line, Rider D, but it's just waiting to see how that stuff's going to go. Do you feel but like Rider D is, is on that level? I, I don't know. I'm asking. I don't know because then we're kind of getting into this generational change now where these kids that we've been si- that have been signed since they were 10, 11, 12 years old, they're cooked. Dude, they hit 17 years old and they're yeah. ready to go to the pro ranks and they're just over it. They've been blown apart. They're tired of it. They've probably been carrying the financial weight of the family for a while and they're just over it. Um, and so then you see a guy like Kitchen or Dylan Schwartz or whoever come out in these last few years. Hymas is a great example of it. And they peak way, way later, yeah. and then they're fresher for their first pro season. Right. And maybe that's what – and you've said this a lot too, but it, this is really we're seeing it play out in person. But maybe that's what they got to do. Maybe they need to find some guy that's not been the Team Green superstar since he was on 65. And I think a little bit like – so the Team Green people pick guys that they like, right? And Mitch has a an obligation to support some Team Green guys because that's what the whole deal is about, right? So Mitch is handcuffed a little bit because he has to take Team Green guys, which sometimes works out great, but maybe sometimes not. Yeah, but, but you have four or five guys in your team anyway. Just take yeah, a couple and just get right. three good guys. Where, where I think Bobby Reagan can be pretty aggressive and just be like, yeah, I'm just taking these guys. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the, 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 you know, I don't think there's a, a much of a blue crew amateur deal that goes into pros, you know? So no, their own deal, their own deal. Yeah, their own. Stuff, yeah, you have a uh, Romano and uh, you have Romano yeah, kitchen, kitchen yeah. and and you have Fry and right. Thrasher. But there's more team green guys. You know, I mean, Mitch, like Sanai, like no Epstein, not Epstein, Dylan Epstein. Yeah, yeah. Dylan Epstein, yeah. Sanai. There was just he wasn't interested. They were team green guys. Joey Crown. They, they were team green guys that did really well. And Mitch is like, nah. You know what I mean? Because there's so many Team Green guys to pick from, right? So, I don't know. I, I it'll be it'll be interesting to see them get out. But you're but right, I, Anton. Like I really think like it's not. You you can have so many guys do good. Um, it's not about um, the writer or the signing or who they got. With whatever they got, they could have won championship. I think it's the way like you. You develop the rider. Yep. You know, develop like, the rider. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't think they're good at developing any riders, because uh, is it too- because they're in California all the time? No, or, no. Okay. I'm uh, a, I'm a hundred percent California. They can't ride in Florida. In Tallahassee, they have to ride four hours to go ride. It rains every single day. It's it's always okay. Crappy. I'm just I'm just saying, no. what are they doing to not develop? California is great. It's okay. Ride crappy cool. tracks, dusty supercross track. You're going to know how to, you know, throttle control and right. stuff. The chocolate cake, Florida, where like even me and my neighbor go fast, it, it doesn't okay. it doesn't make you better. 
you know mm-hmm. yeah but they, they have stuff there because you can they give the land away and then you can make facilities yeah, yeah. you can do that in california well no listen dylan ap they stayed in california and won races you know yeah years yeah ago. so yeah, it's it, been done and there's a ton of people that went to florida they don't right. do shit right right so um i think it's the way they they train the riders and and maybe the, the way they motivate them and i think there's too much aggressivity too much fight not enough technique not enough like um uh, s- smoothness okay. like uh, um have you seen like a, a a pc guy in history like take away exceptions like paul sale yeah. and oh, like, pretty Shmoda's pretty yeah yeah more yeah. he has a french trainer a french coach oh he does you know oh wow look at dv taking credit for this uh no, I'm not. I know not you, but I'm yeah. saying the French. But he was with uh, in '80s. He worked with Carvela, Yannick oh, okay. Carvela, and then for maybe a year or two, like they were not together. But he's back with them now. Oh, okay. But he has more like this um, uh, this philosophy of technique, like just working on one or two corners at a time, just like right. teaching them how to do it, rather than just get out the pit ball, let's do a twenty, and then go fast. Right. You know, well, and so that's that's the thing I feel about PC is like motos, 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 kill, kill, kill. Go yeah. like get him, you can. It's right, your right, race. Right, let's right, go. Right, like right. for me, I never like if Dylan, for example, is asleep and he needs to get uh, waking up. I'm like I'm gonna say something, but I never told him to just to pin it. Let's go. Right. Never. The only let's thing be is smart about this. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm like just lines technique how you should do it like you have to ride technique first ride well when you ride well then you go fast automatically it it go it comes naturally and then the the only thing i ask is you know we we grind until the the you don't settle it's check a flag all the way down until there's somebody to pass you keep going doesn't matter you and then we train on the side to be able to do that for 235s out of those and then for a model like for an event so but you know when the gate drop you can go all out because you're ready for you're ready to to go the distance indoors outdoors but i never like i'm against when i say like i say let's go right like no like calm them just flow right you know okay interesting what about rider vlogs (laughs) <laughs> Fuck you! You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Screw those. Uh, hey, Mathis, yeah. you'll you you'll have a better answer for this because you've been around him so much. Do you think that Mitch's reputation of just being like such a hard ass is what all these guys are afraid of still? Because I don't see him acting as gnarly as he was. No, you know, he, said he, to yes. be back in the nineties. And I think that these guys that don't know him, like, think about how Joe's like, yeah, he never talked to me. Um, until recently, I think that they're like afraid of him, so they're just like, "Oh no, Mitch just wants you to be gnarly." Yeah, Do you think there's some of that still in play? Mm, probably a little bit, but there's no doubt he's not not as gnarly as he used to be. There's no way. No, there, but there's no yeah. doubt. The, you know? When when he had CP, he was a huge fan of CP. Yeah, he did. He, yeah. He, well, if he, you win, he, if you win for Mitch Payton, he likes you. That's he's. Yeah, but he was a huge fan of of uh, his writing yeah. and all this. So like we've talked like ten years ago about a bunch of stuff and. He loved it, yep. you know, yep. and uh, so it, I don't think Mitch wants you to be one kind of thing, 
you know i just want you to win but i don't know what's what also going on with the program i see like tedesco is testing bikes and i don't like test riders to test for like pros right. because they're slower or like if you do durability stuff like if you're yeah. gonna give like tedesco a, a part to go ride for five hours see if it lasts mm -hmm. i'm okay with uh but testing when i see like at ktm like uh guys are like five six seven seconds a lot slower right i don't think that's the testing goes to like it's a la carte it's pro rider mm -hmm. is as the pace of the rider with the ri the rider's technique right. and everything so i i'm not a fan of test rider other than durability stuff right and um but then there's a lot of things like who's training who who's coaching who like there's a little, i see mm -hmm. tedesco uh, I think Forner is with Rainer. Rainer, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. right. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people in Mitch's camp hang around forever. I mean, think about how long Bones was there. Think about how long. I mean, Nick's around with McAdoo. You have Hot Sauce that's been there forever. Robbie, like all of those people, they don't really stray far away. And like, let's be honest, it still works. Like Mitch is still getting good results. They're still getting podiums. They're still getting the race win here and there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, McAdoo had the red plate. You know, McAdoo had a red plate for a while. Yep, yep. 2022, he's going to have the same formula that he's had for years in the past. He's going to have one super fast guy that's pretty like, oh, shit, is he going to hold it together in McAdoo? Yep. Uh, he'll have the young prodigy in Jet Reynolds. He'll have Joe, who's, you know, the import that's really solid and rides differently than everybody else does. And then he'll have Forkner, the team green kid that, you know, he's still, like, trying to bust out the rough edges on. You are, it's the same stuff Mitch has always had. You are right, Anton. I mean, at one point, the rock star Suzuki guys were down and out. Star Racing, of course, has a long history of really not being very good. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, teams ebb and flow of, of teams, right? And and these things happen. So, um, silly season, Anton, before we let you go. Uh, what's What do you hear the latest? What, what do you got? It's weird. It's weird because there's so many, like, and you know this too, there's so many people in every element moving around, either mechanics going on to different teams or quitting, riders trying to go to different places. Um, and I think, too, like, probably the biggest surprise of the last two years, like, when we hear how much money he got pumped into the power sports economy, that hasn't really translated to, like, a just ton of new rides coming in. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like all these new teams are coming out of nowhere. Like, great that the industry's got money, but that hasn't directly funneled into, like, bigger racing budgets. If anything, those racing budgets have probably gotten tweaked a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the biggest thing we're going to see that in, and this is globally, is going to be to watch KTM over the next three years as they push more into MotoGP. You know, what are they going to do in off-road in Europe, uh, MXGP over here? All that stuff is going to probably get, you know, shaved down a little bit to make the MotoGP program better. I heard, I heard they're going to... I heard the KTM is going to one team in, in uh, MXGP next year instead of two. Uh, yeah, Gas Gas is the Carly now. The yeah. Carly is going to be Gas mm -hmm. Gas. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I heard that. Now we're pretty sure Zach's going to retire, Anton? Yeah, that's, I'm, I've started to hear that too. I didn't really, like, I'd heard, like, rumblings of that over the last few weeks, and then I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. This, there actually might be something to that now, which yeah, is I think I heard really the, surprising. I heard is, um, it's a, a very, very high possibility. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, is Muckoff coming back, Anton? Those are your guys. Uh, I don't I don't know. Okay. I talk to your Reeve every now and then. Right. Um, I talked to Nathan the other day, too, but it's like another one of those deals where 
Uribe is down in Australia. He can't exactly leave. He's been trying to run that whole program down there, and every couple of weeks they'll start having outdoor races in Australia, and then they get shut down again, and they right. can't do anything. Yeah. Um, any team right now, like if you're trying to come to the United States from Australia or whatever right now, it, it seems like it's such a hassle. And then trying to get back is even worse. Like if you have to go back home, you're you're pretty much staying there for as long as you can think. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. It seems like. COVID is back and affecting things again, right? Um, so, yeah, we'll see how we go I mean, from here. the silly season stuff, too, it's not just on the teams of, like, who's going where. I'll, there's a lot of doubt of, like, what Supercross going to look like? What's this going to look like? What's that going to look like? Because, and, and granted, you know, I'm sure people are going to hear me say this. They're going to be like, oh, my God, it's Anton. This is no bullshit, though. Like, this weekend, Honda, if you came to their truck, you had to have a mask on. KTM is beginning more strict with the mask thing. Like, these teams now see – hey, we could start losing employees. We could have somebody get sick. We could have a problem because they've already had positive cases in the last month. A lot of people were sick all the way from, like, Southwick until Washougal. There was, you know, things like that going on. I, I bet these last four races get a little more interesting as far mm-hmm. as protocol goes, right. and then we're going to have this long break all winter where we're not sure what's going to happen. Like, uh, okay. I, heard the, I heard somebody had COVID, a rider. During the break, oh really? I think a lot of guys. Yeah, did. yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Of, it's... Uh, dude, it was. I can't. I can't yeah. think of who, but he, he was a good guy, like a good rider. Right, like right. A, I, I guarantee the, the guys at Feld are stressing a little bit about this January kickoff. They're stressing. Oh, you have to be. Oh, yeah. You know, even especially in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, I mean, and it sucks. I, you know, I thought that we thought we were past this, but I, I realistically think like we got another two years of like, whoa. I don't really think we're going to go anywhere. The donation thing. Don't make I, it political, far... Anton. Don't make it political. No, no, not like that at all. <laughs> you know what it is. Like, yeah, you know, but like, it's just going to be a mess for a while longer. It's not just going to go stop, and we're going to get back to it. But no. yeah, I, agree. I think like realistically, you just have to think like. It's not going to end anytime soon. It's not like we're going to hit January. We're going to be back in Angel Stadium. No. Just be be happy with whatever the hell comes and whatever races we get to have because we're pretty lucky to have them all, all right. right now. I think you're right. Yep. I As agree. the city season goes, there's going to be like a few movements. Like some we know that's done, but it's not official yet, right? Anderson to Cowie. Anderson to Cowie. Mookie, Mookie to Rockstar. Yeah. Uh, McElrath. Yeah, Eli. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then. Uh, and then like. What AP to do. KTM. AP to KTM, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. since Osborne is retiring, then you're going to have a new guy at SK2. Uh, yeah, I do wonder about that. Will they keep Dino? You know? I know where it is, but who, who the potential writer is. Oh, I think I, I heard this. No, I, I ain't telling you. No, no, no. I heard. You gotta I, pay me I, for if it. If I remember what I and um, I heard about this, I don't know, who was it? Oh, I don't even know. Okay. Yeah. Damn it. And um can't remember. What about like two fifty class? No. That's it's gonna, everybody's yeah, that's gonna, gonna be a weird right? one too. Yeah. Well okay. Like all of PC is like we pretty much talked about, that's good. Yeah. Gas gas is done, KTM is done. Um yep. no new guys? No. Yeah. Um, no. Star no new guys. Star new, yep, star's done. Um so yeah, really, right? Like you uh the I would think Styles and RJ will be back. RJ will for sure be back. They're back. Yep. Yeah. Styles, Styles is back. Jalik back. Jalik back. back. Right. Yep. Um, and then you you look over at 
Suzuki, you know, that would yep. be the big question mark of like, are they going to get that talent, you know, poached from them? But it doesn't seem like it. But who knows? Anything could happen, right. especially as we get so late into the year and there's no. I, I really like uh, that Dylan Schwartz. Yeah, but I liked it like before everybody did because <laughs> I, I told Dylan two years ago, or or even maybe three. Uh, like seeing him like on uh, local tracks oh, Apollo or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah like sometimes he would go like uh, ride close to Dylan or whatever yep. I'm like dude this kid is actually a good rider right right like he rides he he's has in like, shape yeah he rides he has, well, yeah. he has a good potential like uh, as as a technique you know yep. it's not like somebody that goes takes ev all the outside with the clutch yeah, and the yeah. rear brake he's actually he rides very well and uh, I just don't some, see some I don't see an opening for him or shock I don't see openings you know so. Well, Shock is staying. Oh, he, he is? He's even, yeah, he told me uh, on Saturday, he's like, yeah, the plan is to be here another year. Um, he hasn't had anybody, like, although we all have a lot of buzz about him, it doesn't seem like anybody from another factory or another team has been like, all right, here's the contract sign. Yeah, Let's but the, th the thing is, if I, I don't want to be a, a party pooper here, but um, if you add everybody that's not there, that they let's say like you put who's not there Osborne, Anderson, um, AC, uh, Barsha last weekend. Barsha last weekend. That's four guys that I can think of. Uh, then the result doesn't look as good. Do you know? What I'm I think curious? it's more the progress he's made over time. Yeah. And I then, but the I other thing. I understand. So, but on the other end, I think that Schwartz is doing better because it's been racing with more like. Uh, guys that have better bikes because right. it's 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 not tough to have a better bike than a RMZ250 right now. I think the bike's okay. I think that RMZ is okay. Twisted does a good work on it. You know, Troll Train's bike was pretty good. He liked it. You know what I mean? I don't think it's I don't think it's it's not a star level. It's not you know what I mean. But I don't think it's a massive handicap. Yeah, but it, it's a young kid, which kind of like rookie kind of guy um, uh, on a bike that's not that great. Yeah, I don't think it's it's under a PC, under a Yamaha, under a factory Honda, under a KTM, under a Gas Gas, under a Husky, under a Husky. <laughs> so yeah, no, so so that's six brands. So the, the, he has the seventh best bike, and in front of him there's two or three guys or four guys on the bikes that are better than him. And then he gets like sometime like in the top ten. You gotta see it. I I understand like. Twisted is Jamie, right? That Jamie guy? Yeah, yeah Jamie Ellis. Yeah. yeah. They do a great job. And, you know, at Geico, they were doing a great job too. But the bike out of the box sucked. That Honda, you yeah. know? Yeah, it was tough. Yep. Yeah. And then so out of the box, the Suzuki, when, when you so back, like out of the crate, it's tough to... to to, sure. to 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 uh, gain that gap, so when you see that he has a seventh best bike, and let's say three riders in front of him, a three pro bike or two pro bike, in that's between fourteen and twenty-one guys that have a better bike than him, and then he's in the middle of that. The guy is good. Yeah, I, I agree. So mm -hmm. just yep. sign him as the fit guy. Mm -hmm. Just take a gamble. He might be. He might explode. He's in you good know? shape too. He really works hard off the bike. I think. Yeah, he's in good shape. He's fast at the end of motors. Uh, yeah, just take a gamble on him, right. dude. I'm sure he's riding for well, a bag of peanuts. Well, take some of your money and, and hire I'm him sure up. he's riding for a bag of peanuts and then two uh, potato chips. Right. So just just get so him as the fifth guy somewhere. Start a team. 
you with your millions <laughs> yeah come on right. so i'm trying to say i think this uh, there's a lot of on social media or of on chat rooms oh you deserve a factory right oh it's the, the the guys they suck but the guys like because they're friends or friend of a friend oh you deserve a factory bike or the, the guys like between like 22 and 18 I'm like no they don't deserve a factory bike they just have to go ride train and go faster that's what they deserve to do <laughs> but a guy like dylan schwartz he deserves a freaking ride he does you know all right so DV. find one Find one. I don't Find even one, know. Find one, Anton. Seriously, I don't even know how th- what the kid looked like. I don't even know his face. Right. But I've seen him ride a Pala the last couple of years, like uh, local trucks. Yeah. Not only Pala, but local California trucks. It's good. It's good. And then he's performing with a bottom of the barrel bike. He's it's got a. You got to give him a chance. All right, Anton. Get get him a ride, Anton. Uh, yeah, let me put my manager hat on. What, what you, no, <laughs> so, so you guys no, don't think so? I, I do. I, I do. Am I crazy? No, you are not crazy. No, not at all. So Although, honestly, if I had, if I, Anton, if you had to pick same salary, same everything, Shock or Schwartz, I think I go Shock. Uh, I think I go Schwartz. I know. You, yeah, we know. Yeah. Anton, break the tie. I mean, you're splitting hairs at that point. And, and for both of them, and I told Shock this Saturday night after the race was over, I'm like, I really don't think you staying on this team for another year is necessarily a bad thing because if he did sign the one-year make-or-break deal and he doesn't perform, then all of these last three years are for nothing. What? You know what I mean? Let okay. him get okay. one. Anton, you didn't break the tie. Okay. I right. know, I know. But I'm, I'm going to break the – are you going to break the tie here? Break the tie with this question. Both on 250, Shock and Schwartz. Who's better? I think Shock is. Uh, if you had them on equal bikes, like what DV said, I yeah. think that the Suzuki thing is completely different. You're really splitting hairs at that point. Like oh, Anton, really is not, he's, those, Anton is not no, going to. Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking like really long and hard about this. Shock is just as fit as anybody is, and like he gets really good starts. That's been his. I, I, don't, I don't give a shit about that. Because, um, because starts, starts and fitness, it's easy. You know, I would, unless you, I would your think, name is Mike LaRocco, starts are okay. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, fitness, if the guy is not really lazy, fitness is the easiest thing. You don't need a, you know, uh, look, I'm, uh, I quit school in 10th in, uh, in grade. Uh, I don't have any uh, like fitness degree or school, whatever. And I've been training a guy for the last four seasons. And the guy is maybe one of the fittest guys out there. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to get somebody fit. If you're halfway smart and then you have a little experience of of the sport, you can get them like to be the fittest guy. So starts and fitness, no. What you need to do look is riding technique and speed at this point. That's the only thing that matters. Shock's got a great technique. I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen him... I've, I haven't seen him ride. When I've seen him ride Supercross, it I, uh, wasn't uh, as good as a yeah, Schwartz. Schwartz had a bad Supercross season this year. He crashed at the opener. He was he was hurt for a while. He came I back. I think he crashed, uh, crashed Orlando too yes, or something. Crashed, yeah. or something. And, and then so Supercross for Schwartz was rough. Shock yeah. wasn't great either, but Shock was Shock was good. 
So both have limited, like super limited yes. supercross. Yep. Yeah. Shock with more yeah. by now, I, but I, like, I've seen Schwartz ride way I, yeah, more yeah, than I, Shock. Yeah, That's hundred okay. well, percent. But Anton is not going to break the tie. So no, what? I know. I'll say this on I the two fifty. Who's fuck, better? Fuck you, Anton. You you think Shock with the stock? He's going Shock. He said Shock. I would, but, but listen, I would say shock is like when you you have to. Think I get. I guess I'm wrong. I guess I don't know enough. I no, need you to see him. I, I, I need to see him more. You need to watch shock some more. Get, get, yeah. Print the lap times of the 450. I'll tell you who I pick. Yeah, but they don't okay. know shit. Okay, we'll print it with your commercial. Here, here's where I'm going with the whole shock shorts thing. Do, shock do print Moto two. Okay. 250 oh. Moto two. Stop yelling at me. Was so, you fired? Okay. Hold was on. Schwartz at you know dinner? Schwartz. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. I fell asleep twice in the two. So do you want do you want shocks times or do you want? No, no. I want uh, just the result page, the the regular with the best lap time, and then uh, the Sega Moto of four fifty to fifty. Okay. And then we yeah, see okay. how much of there. If if you were if I was like looking at the talent pool and like what's the potential, taking everything into consideration, talent on the bike, outlook, all that stuff, I would have to go with Shock because he's been around since two thousand sixteen. He's had, like, the ups and downs. He told me on Saturday, his first ever pro race at Unadilla, he broke his back, uh, caused red flag, came back from all that stuff. He's been through the highs and lows, and he's older uh, than I think people will know. So I think that he has a more well-developed outlook of it, of, like, what it takes to get there, where Schwartz is still learning every single weekend. You know, it's still... That's why. The potential is, like, the sky's the limit. Just take it... Uh, you know. All right. I, I never thought we'd spend 20 minutes on Cody oh, Shock so, and Dylan Schwartz. Oh, so, so good. But uh, so two, we, we got to go to commercial. we got to let Anton go. Here's, so, here's your lap times. You study him during a commercial. No, nah, I wanted the, the best lap. No, nah, you, you don't what? understand. I just want the result page of the best lap times. So the regular moto page. Okay, but that, that's got the best lap times. It's, yeah, but I don't want to go through it. I just want to oh go real quick. Oh, my God, Anton. I'll, I'll tell you, DV, I have it on my computer. No, right no, 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 but the, you guys don't Just do it again. Okay, just I'm, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it right now. Just the, okay. the result of the moto yeah, with the I best. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay. On uh, both sides. And see, like, how much off they are from the first guys. Okay. Printing, and, printing now. And I'm going to tell you right now. Live on Pulp NX. <laughs> we we can I'm, hardly wait. It's like David Copperfield. He's if, like David Copperfield. If I'm if I if I keep okay. my uh, okay. my pick, or if I do you have it in front of you, Anthony? Agree to say okay. I was wrong. Ken's oh, best lap okay. time in 450 Moto 2, 221.704. Shock's best lap time was a 226.003. Uh, 250 Moto Jet's best lap time was a 220. I got, I got the, No, but that's the wrong sheets again. No, they're there. And then Schwartz's best. All right, was a right here. I did, that's why I, I won this one and I won this one. Okay. 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 So DV's looking now. So, but honestly, that's so a little bit. So the best lap time okay. is, is Jet 22.8. And then, where is this guy? Oh, he gets 12. Like, so he's uh, seven and a half second off. Of a jet. Yeah. And now you're going to compare Shock to to maybe, you know. An, ah, right. He's closer to Roxanne, though. Oh, he's oh. closer. Yeah. 4.3 seconds. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he's going Great Shock, radio, TV. Bros. D Anton, you did it. 
We, yeah, we did that's it. good. That's good. I didn't see that. That okay. was good. <laughs> Fuck my ass. <laughs> hey, easy, Tiger. We got that drop. Easy. Um... Yeah, no bad. Okay, no bad. Anton, he's coming around. But he did. He, Mission accomplished. No, yep. no, 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 thank no. you. Thank but you. maybe like he cut the chalk or something. Oh because, boy, like, he he, <laughs> that was a heater. Maybe he did a heater or something. Oh he, boy. he thought it was and like. Think about how great Kenny's ride was. Like, what was his time to the second best time? No, but six, same. You know, oh, second was the same. Twenty-one seven. Really? Twenty-one oh, wow. seven. So second went as fast. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty-one seven. Um, Twenty-one seven. Well, okay. Crap. All right, Anton. We got a break for commercial. As always, great to have you on. Uh, Swap Moto Live. I might be wrong on Doc. this. Oh boy, Sorry. DV. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but wow, are we the first ever people? <laughs> we might be to Anton. get him to publicly like yeah, but out, I, out of a court seriously or anything like that. So, we so, might be. So I'm yeah. guessing you can't really lose with those guys. Just yeah, give either him, one's great. Give yep. him something. But you know. Yeah, but they don't know shit. But get get. Get Schwartz, get him a, a freaking ride with something that, that okay, a good a good bike. Give him, you can't. It's like you can't lose, right? Yeah, because um, shit asshole. <laughs> oh, who's all right? Uh, swap moto lives, Michael Antonovich. Thanks, Anton. Have fun in Boise. We'll talk to you, man. Thank you. All right, see you guys. All right, see you. That's Anton. We're going to commercial break. We'll be right back after this with more DV. Lame. Those who love motocross know motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Max Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile 
for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will be. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Racetech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Racetech, the stuff has been great. So uh, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work. Or as Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Race Tech. Good people. 
For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and Rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Hey, Pulp Nation, Andy from Guts Racing. We are the leaders in seat technology. We feel like for any need that you have with your seat, we've got you covered. For 2021, we're going to be adding more colors to our our product line, and we're going to be adding more merchandise to our product line. Also new for 2021, we've expanded our distribution through motorsportoutlet.com. So please support the people that support Pulp, support Guts Racing, and also support motorsport.com. Hope to see you guys at the track soon. Once again, this is Andy Gregg from Guts Racing. Thanks again to Pulp Nation for all the support. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then while the competition has been trying to catch up. Grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys that wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulpamex show, and they're there for you as well. 
Uh, they're just as passionate and as dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and privateers alike. The best part of this deal is Pulp MX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com. Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Vet Championships in one moto. Not so much. Worksconnection.com. Pulp MX20 is the code to save. Please check them out. All new. 2021 products now available. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mexico presented by Motorsport.com, Decal Works, and the folks at Fly Racing. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you to our guests, uh, Kenny Roxon, Jacob Piccolo, Phil Nicoletti, Ryan Villapoto, Michael Antonovich, all been on the show tonight. Uh, thanks to those guys. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Job of the Week. Over at Yoshimira, customer service inside sales rep. It's a full-time job in Chino, California. Uh, Yoshimira R&D is in Chino, California, the leader in high-end uh, motorcycle exhaust systems and accessories. They've got an opening for our customer sales inside sales rep with motorcycle industry is required. Motorcycle industry experience is required. Uh, customer service, full-time job, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Upload your resume for free today. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, the first and only job board built specifically for you motorcycle people. So please check that out as well. Uh, thanks to those guys. Hey, have you ever been in a motorcycle car accident? DV, have you ever been hurt in a motorcycle car accident? Motorcycle? I don't have a license. Did somebody or some idiot take you out? Call Arthur Draper. He's a friend of the show. He's a slow moto guy turned attorney. In fact, ambulances chase him now. Uh, Arthur Draper takes the time to know the clients and will take the time to talk to you personally. Consultations are free. You just need to call. More importantly, Arthur only gets paid if you get paid. ArthurDraper.com. Please check that out. If you can, thanks to those guys. They've had a couple of listeners uh, contact Arthur and use his services, so it's been great. Marks, Tits, thanks for hanging in there. Uh, you know, Tits, we're working towards that uh, 10 o'clock uh, shutdown time here. On the dot. Okay. Promptly. You're running out of time, bro. Yes. Dark side. Move it along. <laughs> Yo, I got to oh, do the intro. Oh, I don't think we. I was preparing oh, these guys for that. Yeah, I got. Okay. I got a DM. I got oh, a DM. You got a DM from a rider that I won't name. Okay. A, a two fifty rider. That's pretty good. Okay. Cool. Yeah, cool All story, right. bro. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and <laughs> it's it's a very short DM. He, he just sent my DM. Yeah, but are you going to tell us? Yeah, but I, I want you to just... Do you have a drum roll coming? No. Today, Junior? <laughs> yeah, we, that's Today, our, that's our drum roll. We, we don't need to drag this on anymore. You just, <laughs> just spit it out. Tess wants to go home. <laughs> He's over. Uh, Schwartz is better. Schwartz is better. I, okay. I, as a very good writer. So tell Christian that he's wrong. It's Cody Shaw. <laughs> Who's Christian? Christian Craig. <laughs> It's not Christian Craig. Okay. No. So thank you. Uh, uh, Dark since, side. Since you're listening. Dark side. Who do you take? You. Shock thank or Schwartz? You're gonna. Oh, you're gonna. You're gonna listen to Dark Side's opinion. Dark, I, I, Dark side doesn't get to give his opinion until his intro plays. Oh. Okay. All right. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's David Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. 
Welcome to the show, Dark Side. <laughs> all you, right, you may now speak. I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go, Dylan. All right, all right. So just decide with DV and make sure. It, yeah. yeah, mainly, mainly so he doesn't yell at me. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Just start yelling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, Dark Side. How is the manscape? It's good. It's awesome. You know, I use it. Uh, I used it a couple nights ago. Oh, you you use Manscaped? Yeah, but not. Uh, I got. Uh, I, I don't use your coupon code. Pulpum X20 is the code to save at Manscaped. I bought it. I bought it on Amazon anyway, so the it wouldn't performance work. package 4.0. Uh, no, I'm I'm using the. Um, I don't know if I should say. It's kind of embarrassing. I'm I'm using the ball deodorant. Deodorant. I uh, no. I have it's some incredible. here for you. Do you want some? Do you want yeah. more? I I I try it out. I've heard it. I, yeah. I saw somebody talk about it. I don't yeah. know who. And um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a game changer. The ball deodorant is a game changer. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, it's, it's, are you using it? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tits, are you? Uh, I I didn't know there was such. Yeah, a thing, there is. Honest, yeah, yeah so. he, he doesn't have balls. He doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have some around here, DB. I'm gonna give you some. Uh, Tits, that was a good one. <laughs> Solid. Do the, the, uh, they have a VGA deodorant for uh, tits? <laughs> the Weed Whacker's waterproof. It's got a 9,000 RPM motor. It's got a light on it. I love the light. I, I'm down with the light. No, I, I, use, I use a, a $20 Target Philips one for that, so um, I'm all set. Oh, so you bought the Manscaped ball wipes no, the, on Amazon? It, no, it's a lotion type deal. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's called bold deodorant. Okay, all right. Um, I don't uh, have that then. I have the wipes. Yeah. Okay, Pulpum X20 is the code to say with the guys at Manscaped. How is it, Dark Side, for you? Oh, it's fantastic. I used the Weed Whacker this morning, and uh, yeah, use it every week. And the Lawnmower 4.0, 7,000 RPM. It's got a light on it. It's got a travel lock on it. It's got it's got everything, man. It's got the, the advanced skin-safe technology because you really don't want to get down there and have any accidents. It's not, it's not good. <laughs> no, you yeah. do not. No. The Weed no. Whacker, um, I've tried the Weed Whacker a little bit. It's a nose and hair trimmer. Um, yep. The nose, I use a nose trimmer as I get older, you know, so. Yeah, that's getting a little yeah. too personal right now. Let's move on. Uh, Pulp Max 20 is the code to save the Manscaped. So thanks to those guys for coming on board, and uh, they do a great job. And DV's a big fan of the ball deodorant. Who yeah, knew? I'm, I'm going yep. to give you my uh, my address, and then yep. you can send it to your contact. Okay, all right, we can do that. We'll get you some more ball deodorant. Take care of your balls, everybody. <laughs> you, you love saying that. Huh? Yeah. I love that he said last time, I think he was on, he doesn't use Art of Sport because, you know, he's French and he doesn't use that kind of stuff, but he's, he's fine with the ball wipes and the, or the ball deodorant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Underarms, forget but, it, but, but balls, but, but, very uh, important. You got to go with the French thing that we sting, we don't shower, we just use yeah. cologne and stuff, you know. Right. You know, the old. Uh, Who was the rider that DM'd you about shopping? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. Uh, it's tell not, my sources. It's not really like it's, it's, it's that big Yeah, but of a how deal. many? T- it's, it's not really. It, it, it's Christian Craig because no, DV, it's not. Who is DV friends with? It's, that is a like a, a two hundred and fifty guy. He's, I, he's I'm not friends with anyone. Right. That's what I'm but saying. It's one o'clock in the morning in Florida, though, so I don't think it's Christian. It's not. It's not. It's a, is a good two hundred and fifty writer, uh, and and that's it. I thought you said factory. No. Okay, just a good 250 rider. A good 250. I did not say okay, it was so factory or not. It, Don't it, put the word in my mouth. Right. And I'm not uh, giving away my sources. Okay, I and just... Oh, you know what, DV? Oh, you know what? Oh, I just got... 
Uh, I just got four DMs, and they all said shock. <laughs> and they're from four factory riders. Oh, uh, I'm not giving anything away. Yeah, but, uh, but, but, but you do not get anything. Cite your source, man. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Journalists never do. Hold on. Wait, I, what? I am literally checking my DMs. And, Journalists oh. never cite their source? No, on never, stuff, give, uh, never the, give up their source. On oh, stuff like this, yeah. Well, uh, Anton and I are shock, and uh, D uh, Darkseid and DV are, are and, and, and a two fifty rider. And a, what? And a, <laughs> a two fifty rider. What was your two fifty rider, Dylan Schwartz? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, that's, yeah, that's a good. No, he wasn't. Yeah, Dylan Schwartz DM me to say Dylan Schwartz was the guy. No, that, yeah, yeah. that was a good one. Yeah, exactly. I give you that one, but uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. Darkseid, how did the uh, wrap up show go for uh, the retro? Cook, kick, kick Dude, back. I think it was really really good uh, that was a fantastic classic show so much good stuff and i think we had a lot of good content so I, I i think it was one of the best ones we've done who's coming on this week logan carna carnow and travis del nicky oh nice okay so we got some pro riders talking yeah uh, yeah they're going thanks to uh, guts racing and seal savers and of course the michelin bicycle tire guys motorsport.com of course all on board with that guts racing yeah yeah, and and kind of a tribute to 2016, which was that the the, the classic wrap up we did last week. Brittany Chisholm did a guts racing commercial back then, so she's gonna she's gonna come on, and we're gonna get a new guts racing commercial from yeah. from uh, Brittany Chisholm. All right. know, and I'm sure the the listeners will love that. Yeah, absolutely. They'll probably like that a lot. Did you try to get DV for the wrap up this week on Wednesday or no? You know, you asked me that last time he was on. You think you think he's gonna come on for an hour and a half and talk about the show? Uh, what was the wrap-up show? It wraps up this show. You really need that? Yes. Yes, the people need it. <laughs> uh, so you need to talk about the show. That... It's a show about a show. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Dark Side hosts yeah. it. Uh, cool. And then he gives his it, opinion dude. about what's been on, yeah. on the show. Yeah, and, and then, and then you're, they'll talk about your vlog, your, ride, your view on rider yeah. vlogs. Here goes to all the content we have that, you know. Right, that people don't have enough time for. Yeah. It's a place for Darkseid to promote his show is really what it's all about. If I, oh, wow. if I, if I read and, and watch and listen to everything Moto, all, all the radio shows, the podcast, the video yeah. shows, you, dude, I'll... I'll never shower. I'll never sleep. <laughs> I'll, I'll, ju I'll just do coke all day, and then and I have like a, in front of a computer screen. Right. Well, thankfully hey, we eat super, we eat super cross. No, I, super I, cross. I see that. I see that, but it's a little bit too much right hey, here. Thankfully, you, uh, you guys might need an intervention at one point. Thankfully, a lot of people <laughs> choose pulp as their only source of motocross and supercross news. Well, that's what they say. Yeah. So a lot of people choose pulp. Yeah. You know, and we appreciate that. So. Um, but it, it's going to be a good one this week. Uh, my favorite quote so far was uh, DV saying that he'd rather race a national at a Walmart parking lot than Binghamton. That yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and so, Phil, Phil, that made Phil upset. So that's good. Yeah, I, I can't believe like Binghamton could be somebody's favorite track. It, it, it's more than just uh, it's it's uh, who's uh, Tortelli. Somebody no. told me. Yeah, 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 no. yeah. Somebody told me uh, Binghamton was their favorite track. And I was like, wow, I couldn't believe it. This guy needs help. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe it was Rhino. Maybe it was Rhino. <laughs> it was Rhino told me. That, that, that wouldn't surprise me, yeah, really, on that one. That wouldn't surprise me. Do you have any comment about Rhino in no, the 86? No, no, no. Uh, I don't know. I heard it was that controversy because 
he, he knew he was going to get beat, so he decided to go with the older bike. Oh. A lot of people were, were not stoked on him because they, they thought, hey, yeah, you're running from a, a, from a, from a battle. Yeah, because Brownie is in yeah, the... Brownie was, and Brownie right. wins, right? right? He's obviously better. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy never stopped racing, right? Or right. Nev never stopped yeah, he's riding. Yeah. Never. He's, so. he's, he's, a, he's still a machine, right? Right. So well, I, I saw a picture go by. On uh, I don't follow anyone, but on the, the homepage of Instagram, right. I saw like a number 22, uh, 86 CR250, yeah. and I clicked on it, and it was Rhino. And uh, I can understood that was the fact and then i read somewhere people were bitching about it and saying like he was running away from a battle there was definitely a lot of people that were like oh dude you know you got a honda 450 from honda and you didn't race at the biggest race all year and and then everything he talked about in his post was like i'm just trying with this bike man it's all i can do you know what i mean he was he was making it known that with the bike was holding him back you know so, so a lot of so people like ride yeah. the bike you have. I know, I know. I'm but one yeah, of those guys too. I, I like, come on, Rhino. I thought that was a little bit of a cop out. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's you know, you so know, hey, we can do whatever he wants. Rhino, uh, we know he, he thinks kind of outside the box. So he does think outside the box. <laughs> uh, Nick, what's going on, man? Hey, man. Hey, just a question from last week doing the wrap up show with Darkside. Yep. We listened. You said a story about. Tyler Evans stabbing Frankie Latham with a toothpick or something. Can you elaborate to that story, please? Yeah, they got into, Tyler Evans, uh, when he first broke into the scene, Frankie Latham was his mechanic, who's obviously Marvin's mechanic now. And uh, he used to just torture uh, Frankie. And uh, one day we had a race. I don't know what race it was. Frankie had a, uh, a bloody mark on his neck. And we were like, what? What is that? He's like, oh, Tyler stabbed me with a toothpick while I was, like, eating or something. We're like, what? Yeah, he just took a toothpick and went right into my neck. And we're like, oh, my God. <laughs> so it was like a nasty wound. Is that the Plano, Planet on that deal? No, something? I think this was, uh, this was Privateer Days, like Suzuki Privateer Days. Uh -huh. One time, Frankie's back was super sore, and we're like, what's up with, uh, with your back or what's wrong? He said Tyler made him sleep on the, on the hump of the transmission of the pickup truck. You know, between the passenger seat and the driver's seat. <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, good times. Tyler Evans, everybody, uh, making Frankie's life hell back then. You got that's loose. Yeah. You, sh you should have Frankie on the show. I, it, it, yeah, I've had, I've had him on before, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. I'm sure he has a ton of Yeah, he's stars. good. He's a good dude. Frankie's yeah, a good dude. Very nice guy. Yeah, been around a long time and uh, an awesome guy. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's the story, Nick. Tyler Evans just stabbed him in the neck with a toothpick. That's ruthless. And another one, same show, you spoke about, you know, leaving, when you're back to mechanic days, leaving things off the bike to try and, yeah. you know, trick the AMA tech. Is, it, is that true? 100% true. Yep. A KTM, we used to go through tech inspection, myself and Mike Williamson, and maybe some other guys on the team, but for sure Mike and I, we would take our bikes through tech, leaving parts off and seeing if anything could, if the AMA guy would tell us anything was off the bike. And they never said a word. <laughs> No swing arm nut. What type of pot? No rear brake pedal pivot. No brake pedal spring. Uh, no grips. They just never said a word. <laughs> they just let the thing go through tech inspection. And we're like, yep, got it got it through this week with no no rear axle nut. Wow, great. Yeah. Yep. What a time to be alive. Ah, true stories. All of them, I tell you, Nick. I think great. the only thing they, they look for is the logo on the front number plate. And, <laughs> and on, a loose spoke. And on the jersey. Yeah. Or a loose spoke. They were very concerned with spokes. Yeah, they they, yeah, yeah. they, they take a wrench or something yeah. and they go around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> very concerned about spokes. <laughs>
So, yeah, Nick, that's, uh, that's all I got. I like it. You're done well. All right. Thanks for the time on the wrap-up show, Nick. Always appreciate it. And you know what? Honestly, every time I listen and you're on, I seem like Dark Side has a little more pep in his step. So. Oh, oh, that's a co- I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, I think you, I think you drive oh, him to a new level. I really feel like that. So. Oh, come on, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, no, I just feel like that. Dark side. He's, he's your genie, Carmichael. Maybe like when I'm not there. Uh, I, I, I think we were just in a group text, and I said the exact opposite. I said I'm his genie, Carmichael, making him better. No, no, no. Nick is is truly bringing you, trying to bring wow. you up. Anyways, this is terrible. All right, remember, just remember that dark side. Yep. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, your clip. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. Yeah. All right, Dark Side, we got to go. Tits is going to have a, a revolt here. Uh, yeah. So we yeah, gotta... you got one minute. Yeah, I know, exactly. So thanks, buddy. <laughs> Wrap up show this week, everybody. All right, see ya. All right check it out. Yep. He's going to sip in his car. He, he, yeah, it's funny you say that. Motorsport.com, tweet at Tits segment. Let's do it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. He, actually... he, he was like already sleeping. Marks, your your friend. Did he, didn't even hesitate. I, I think like he, didn't even try for the intro. Just <laughs> sorry, Marks. Immediately, your friend. He's so polite. This teach is so polite. Uh, we interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from Motorsport.com. It's the tweets at tits Q and A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Tits. Motorsport.com, and, uh, free shipping on anything over 79 bucks. Oh, yeah, I'm an aftermarket parts. I have built my Project 500 three-quarters of the way with Motorsport's help. So thanks, Motorsport. Uh, so really appreciate that. And uh, go through the banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com and order through Motorsport. And uh, they got a dedicated team of gearheads there, whether it's dirt bikes, side-by-sides, mountain bikes, street bikes. They can handle it. Motorsport.com. All right, these questions are submitted to at Show on Twitter. And the guy in the corner picks the best – Half a dozen, dozen, 36 or so. Three to five. What a human being you are. And, uh, and, and asks us the questions. Here we go. I was actually looking for the show outro and just started to play that like that was going to be the end of it, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> All right. Um, K. Monty, are we going to see the Euro Supercrosses this offseason or will Delta crush our dreams? Uh, Percy's happening, right? Paris is happening. Yeah, it seems uh, yep. like they doing it and Geneva's out Geneva's out the Lawrence brothers are going to Paris Cooper Webb Cooper Webb and they're talking to Marvin but he might be uh, asking for too much dough for now right <laughs> but uh, yeah is Paris experiencing like a surge in COVID do you, do you follow that I don't know is it, uh, is it do you know? I don't know okay. there's less people vaccinated in France obviously but yep. you know um, I think it's Going through the motions and stuff. Okay. But, uh, so no Geneva, but there will be Paris. All right. John W. Uh, he got a set of gear uh, in 2006 from UDV. The butt patch says FTB. Do you know what that stands yeah, for? Yeah. Fuck I, that I, bitch. Uh, <laughs> oh, whoa. Yeah, whoa. close. That's very aggressive. <laughs> Is that what it's meant? No, it's, it's <laughs> close, but it's, it's, I can't say. Wow. What? I can't say. Oh, did you just hear what came out of Steve's mouth, and you can't say what's going on? Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I can't say. Wow. Okay. But you can put it on a button. But patch. it's kind of like it's it's uh, to die effect. Okay. Uh, for 2006, so you were because, Suzuki. Uh, so uh, okay, all right. Uh, let's work, let's do the no. math here. Next, <laughs> we're not ta- we're not talking, trying to figure. Why, it out. Okay, but wait a minute. 
if this is sort of risque for you, why would you give the pants away? It's not. I had this all out of season. It was just an inside joke. But okay. it's um, it's inside thing, and I never said what it was. Okay. Butt patches are great places for inside jokes. Right? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> okay. All right. Tanner Hall, uh, did I hear right that you said Anstey to Rocky Mountain alongside Shane? That's what I'm hearing, yes. I don't uh, think that's done or official, but that's what I'm hearing. Are they going to get paid all? Too soon? Mm, too soon. I think, I mean, Blake was making a lot of money. So. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. I was a joke. Well, where does that leave Joey if that happens? Any I don't ideas? know. Yeah, no idea. Your, your boy no Widge on the broadcast okay. said Widge, uh, was Savachi was returning to Rocky Mountain. Yeah, he's definitely not returning yet. Because Weech yeah. said it right. during the broadcast of a unit. Yeah, yeah. I think Weech talked to Joey after he said that, and Joey was like, nah, man. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he jumped the gun yeah. a bit yeah. too soon. I mean, it could happen, but there's no contract. There's nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Plastic Forkner. Are we getting straight <laughs> rhythm <laughs> this year? Plastic Forkner? Yep. No straight rhythm. Uh, hopefully back next year. All right. Uh, Eli Booth, DV, since Dylan is crushing it outdoors, has any other top tier writers inquired about working with you for next year, and would you would you be willing to coach more than one? Uh, nobody to, uh, called me. Um, I've said it before. I think the industry and um, still think I'm a clown that I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. So I doubt high profile. I get asked by like second, third tier guys, amateur guys. I had. Um, Amateur guys like uh, texting me, uh, but no eye profile, um, like around Dylan level. Um, would you do it? It depends who it is. I, I mean, know. but Dylan would be okay with you taking another guy on? I don't, or? Th- I don't think he would be because oh, okay. it was like, um, I don't think he liked when I was working with Marv at right. the same time. Right. They were, it was okay because they were not in the same class. Yeah. And that was okay for me. Yeah. And I was, I was basically eighty percent Dylan anyway, and yeah. just doing like uh, um, race day stuff with uh, Marvin, mm-hmm. some like week stuff, a uh, couple days here and there during the week, just to try to work on technique and mm-hmm. and 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 writing. Um, but I wasn't uh, doing his program. I had to work around Alden's um, right. writing Schedules program and, and schedule yeah. and everything. So it was a little challenging. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I don't. Right. I, I doubt Dylan would like it. But it's not like we have a. With Dylan, we never had a contract. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, uh, not even an handshake. It's just like oh, he's texting you on Thursdays about coming to the race. <laughs> so yeah, he, it's he a did, loose program. He, he, yeah, he did that. He actually did that a few times. Right. Like uh, he said, "Oh, are you coming?" Like I think it was like Thursday night before Colorado. He asked me if I was coming. I was like. Dude, are you serious? Just, you, just ask me like a week before. Yeah, just, yeah. You know, so yeah. I can. Um, but yeah, it's all relationship is is uh, it's working, but it's very different than everybody else. Right. All right. Wow, that's a tearjerker. Tearjerker. <laughs> uh, Tyson Jorgensen, uh, you guys have already talked about Zacho potentially hanging it up for next year. Does that also mean that Dean and Mookie would be holding down the fort at Rockstar Husky? Uh, I don't know about Dean. I think he wants to stay, and they like his social following. They like how he is and everything. So I don't know about Dean. They they got to get another guy. Uh, they got to get somebody. So um, is that like a, a you say social following? Yeah. Is that um yeah? 
It's is that a criteria? Is that a criteria? If you're a top ten guy and you have a following, it's, it's a good deal. Oh. Right. Scott McElroy, DV. What was the hardest part of the citizen test? That's can, it. Can <laughs> yeah. What was the hardest um, part? Um, it was actually um, the interview. Basically, so I I learned I bought on Amazon the card, mm -hmm. the flashcards with the 100 question, and out of the 100, they pick 10, right. and you have to have six right. Um, uh, the most difficult is to gather all the paperwork, you know, uh, divorce settlement. And how about how about when they ask you all the times you've left the country? Yes, I, just I, like I, I knew that. I knew that uh, because I keep track. Okay. Uh, so, I was sitting there so going, uh... I had all the records and everything, so I knew. And uh, obviously, they have everything. Uh, and I went... Bef when I started my application uh, and before my interview, I went to Cabo for my birthday. And that wasn't on my application. And the guy asked me, he says, hey, do you, did you get out of the country? I said, yeah, around like October 18, for a few days, I went to Mexico, mm -hmm. to Cabo. Uh, but he already knew it. Yeah. It was on yeah. his computer right. with the passport or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's kind of stressful. I was stressed out. I was like... I was totally stressed out. Yeah. And then you told me, because I was doing like the, the test online where yeah. there's like multiple, multiple choice. choice. It's easy. Don't do uh, that. Yeah. And um, when you said that, I bought the flashcard. Okay. I'm glad, so I'm glad I helped you because I folded like a cheap tent Yeah. after I went in for my first one. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, so I did the flashcard and, yeah. you know, I went through it and I got it pretty much like uh, just five or six wrong yeah. out of a hundred. Yeah. So I said I was okay. And, um, but even when you ask you like a regular question, the guy was not very like, uh, nice yeah. or like, uh, friendly right he was just doing his job i guess yeah, yeah. and um so he asked me the six questions and um he only asked me six because i got the first six right so that was oh yeah pretty easy um and then i was i missed the paper on that was like uh i i gave my divorce settlement but they wanted to see the um, uh the money part oh. i didn't want to show that you know oh so i only sent like the first couple pages w pages with the stamp and yep. saying like it was yeah the dissolution of marriage and everything right and the guy says oh, i want to see like uh, uh child support and money and all the stuff oh, yeah, yeah and i'm like uh i don't have it and he says i, I cannot um oh, so you i don't know I, I cannot recommend you today you pass everything yep but i need to see that before i can uh, recommend the so citizenship and then, yeah, I went home and I, I, I shipped it. And uh, maybe a week later, I got another in interview. Like, it wasn't an interview. It was just like the ceremony. Yeah. So I did the oath ceremony. Yep. Um, and that was it. That was pretty, uh, that was a long process. It was 11 months yeah. to a year. But uh, yeah, I'm now officially American. And then a few days later, I, I got my interview for my pass, my um uh, appointment for the passport mm -hmm. so um, <laughs> it's all done i gotta wait for my passport now so i can oh. get out of the country and go to france and see my mom that i haven't seen in over two years all right next question from lacrosse defense coach uh dv would bike setup be an acceptable reason for a one and one minute 11 second drop off between two <laughs> motos 
not after you win first moto. I Thank, guess. You. Thank, but, you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I have to answer that because Thank uh, you. I like to have the both sides. Like sometimes, like um, be like uh, the devil's advocate, but on this one, like it's it's tough. It's tough. That's the only problem. Okay. Uh, from Dustin Meyer, this is for both of you. Uh, what do you think are the best-looking bikes visually and the best actually riding-wise on the track this year? Hmm. Best-looking bikes? I like the Hondas. I don't know. Something about a factory Honda. Yeah, there's – yeah. And they don't have a big monster claw on them, you know what I mean, or an energy – a rock star shield, you know what I mean, like all that stuff. I, I, I would say Honda if they did not have blue on it. Oh, I like the blue. It takes me back to like the Bailey days. You know? Yeah, yeah, but the, when they had the blue seat stock, right? There's yeah. no blue on the stock bike. Okay. The, the blue stuff on the, I don't know. I don't okay. like red and blue anyway. You know that jersey? I, I don't like this. I don't think it's cool. Wow, red, guys uh, just passes the citizenship test. Red and shits on America's colors. <laughs> the French, the French color are the same. Doesn't oh, yeah. matter. Idiot. You're right. <laughs> You're right. But um, uh, as far as a bike uh, on the track, I would say the same. Okay. I would say, uh, especially after uh, you know, yeah, I would say also on the. All right, Austin. Wow, he's asking some more. I can stop. I keep going. Don't more than I love yeah. those. Yeah. Dude, those are like the the people's questions. So we yeah. got to go through them. Uh, Austin, we're gonna leave it at Austin. Uh, DV, did you catch any of Rutledge Woods Olympics segments? Uh, thankfully, no. Okay. He was in the bathroom. What are your thoughts about Paris being the next host city? Oh, it's great. I think um, obviously there's a lot of talk about it costs a lot of money. Like traffic's going to be insane. They're going to shut shut off the city. Paris is with the 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 mayor of Paris. She wants to have like a a, a foot and bicycle uh, city. She wants to close everything, cars out. So there's a big a big problem with the Arcana in France. But um, yeah, I, you know, it's great uh, to have uh, the Olympics in Paris, yes. Are you excited that breakdancing will be an Olympic sport in 2024? Yeah, this not. For me, it's it's crazy what? B- because for me... <laughs> Are you being serious? Yeah. I, that's what it's, oh, I have no oh, idea if okay. it's true or not, but it could be. But for me... It probably is. For me, like the Olympics for me is um, track and field, you know, all the track and field yeah. thing and then the swimming but the rest is like i don't know yeah it's it's great you know like basketball and soccer but they don't have the best guys out there uh, like. I, I mean i've always thought that the guy that can shoot a gun and throw a spear mm. and you know run and <laughs> those are my guys uh, i the, mean that's so practical the, the pentathlon <laughs> yeah, and the decathlon yeah, and yeah. The, all the all around track for me like when i grew up that was it you yeah. know like the 100 meter dash the 200 the 400 yeah. the relay. ben johnson in 88 yeah um, canadian yeah uh, i don't did you see how this man no, i don't think he, he no he he got caught doctor, drugs, yeah yes. you, you think the guy <laughs> uh, you know who i loved uh, in that era also it was uh linford christie oh yeah from England. The british guy yeah. the guy was yeah. so crazy yeah um but um yeah, the other stuff is like uh, I'm not really into it. I like the swimming because it's like the swimming is so crazy that it's so boring, and then they have to to swim so much. It's you have no idea um, how much 
they have to swim. They they swim like 30 miles a week. Can we talk about the Canadian women winning gold soccer? Uh, I did not see that game. I'm yeah. sorry. But you take like um, okay. Katie Ledecky uh, in, in swimming. Like she swims like 30 miles a week. Like that's insane. She swam like around the globe in her career. She's only 24. They were saying like on many miles. That was, that was insane. Like uh, 30. I really wish I could hit the great radio trap right now. Uh, but yeah. France, uh, great radio. Olympics. So yeah, that's great. I will watch it. Well, what are your opinions on athletes kneeling during the national anthems at the Olympics? Did you know <laughs> that happened? It, uh, I Did know. it happen in the Olympics? Like uh, um, American guys or every, other w- people? Women's soccer, I know, is at least one of them. Oh. Yeah, that's a big controversy. Obviously, I don't want to get into it. But people that, you know, fight for their First Amendment right, they're the one that bitch about people using, using it, their yeah. First Amendment right. So if that's the case, look at, uh, you know, what Kaepernick did it. He was maybe the pioneer about police brutality and all this stuff. But look, looking back, the stuff that happened that we saw, maybe he wasn't wrong, but that was his opinion. That's why he felt out protesting. It was a silent protest. It didn't hurt anyone. You don't break any stores. You know, you don't go into a Target and steal TVs. He just made a, his point. So, if you fight for your First Amendment right, like people are bitching about um, the woman in the soccer um, in the soccer team because. Um, maybe LGBT community. They make fun of, you know, Megan Rapinoe for being like a uh, Victoria's Secret spokesperson now. And let them be. Let them have an opinion. Yeah, you know? it doesn't really bother them, right? It's not affecting you. It's like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you a little bit. Oh, yep. Who cares if right. if Megan Rapinoe is, you know making a deal with Victoria's Secret. Or they have like plus size chicks modeling now for Victoria's yeah, Secret. So and I'm like, yeah, cool, whatever, man. I Great. So, so yeah, why? If yeah. that's the, po- like, yeah. uh, the new thing campaign, why not? Right. Why not? If they want to protest about something that they care about by kneeling, has nothing to do of disrespecting like the military or like this or the flag is to make a point where they have a platform and say something i don't think they disrespect the flag i don't think they they hate their country they just don't like that something that's happening in this country but has nothing to do with with the 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 flag of, right, of yeah. America, or the military, th- or yeah, 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 yeah I, know, not, I know, I'm with you, I'm with, I'm with I, you. I think that's what it is, but I've, that's only my opinion. I know that's a very controversial um, subject, and I shouldn't really say anything about it, but you know, that's the way I feel. Yeah. You know. All right. Anything else? That's old news, right? Does it does it bug you tits to have at the end of that segment, Josh Hill just mocking you? No. Good job, Pitts. Not anymore. For not knowing. <laughs> Pitts does. Uh, Pitts does. Good job, Pitts. <laughs> uh, no, you know the, the, roos- the rooster at the end? Yes. The, you know the rooster is the French eagle for us, basically? 
You guys have the eagle. That's the best you guys have is a rooster, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Plus, the animal of, of France, basically. Is, is a rooster. Is a rooster. you never mm. seen, like, on soccer jerseys? Very few. I think I have seen it. Yeah. 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 Is that why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, that's all the that's French all animal. Oh, the American eagle is a badass uh, symbol, and your rooster is... Ah. The opposite of that. At least it's a male. Hey, we got beavers in Canada. I was going to so. ask hey. about Canada. Yeah, we got we, beavers. Uh, beavers, dude. We wake up early, you know. Yeah, yeah. We got beavers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's quite the motto. <laughs> What's better, a rooster or a beaver? A beaver. Rooster. Uh, all right, everybody. Listen, we got to go. Uh, thanks uh, thanks to our guests tonight, Anton, uh, Jacob Piccolo, Ryan Villapoto, Ken Roxon, uh, Phil Nicoletti, all coming on. Jason Thomas, of course. Uh, thanks for him as well. DV, did you have fun? Did you have a good time? Yeah, cookies are great. Yep. And always have um, a bunch of fun. And I'm going to go back to my nice hotel. Yep. Gamble for a bit and at home tomorrow okay well let me know how much i owe you for this trip you didn't, uh, you didn't let me know i will he said can you pay my expenses i'm like yeah for sure and see I'm, how much he loses i go how much yeah. he goes i'll tell you later yeah exactly yeah, it's gonna come off his poker his, his poker losses no i can i can <laughs> yeah. give you screenshots of everything i spent if you don't really shady DV. atm receipts you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 what's good is like my bank uh pays for my atm fees so okay. you won't have to pay. Oh, I don't get paid. Yeah, so that's that's a that's a bonus for uh, you. Good. It's yeah. always good having you in here. Thank you very much for coming in. Great as always. Uh, good to have you stop and, by. And uh, keep so. on vlogging, guys. Yeah, keep keep on vlogging. <laughs> Please attach DV to all your vlogs. He's very very interested in them and uh, and everything else. Uh, Marks, thank you. Thank you. Tits, my pleasure. <laughs> this is out of here thanks to Swiss Core Moser thanks to Pookie as well thanks to you people for listening back next week with A-Ray and Randy Richardson in studio so that should be great pulpamexshow.com for all the codes and all the sponsored deals and thanks to our partners for this really appreciate it see you next week and the Pulpamex Show ride day next week there's something I want to get off my chest and it's about that summer when you went away to community college <laughs> I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.